Painkiller Already, episode 415. Almost mispronounced on already. Kyle? Jesus, that's a lot of episodes. Few sponsors tonight. Movement Watches, Dollar Shave Club, uh, Squarespace, Smart Mouth, and YouTube Music. We'll talk about those people, places, and things later on in the show. But yeah, we were just discussing what we want to lead off with. What's <laughs> we topical right now? Kyle came in hot with women getting hit by cars. <laughs> I came in hot with women getting hit by cars. You know, I've spent all day just watching women get hit by cars. I love it. It's my favorite new thing. Um, <laughs> I was about to say what, what he said before the show, and I'm just not. I was just going to own it myself, but I, I just won't. But, yeah. But there, <laughs> you're right. I can't say that. That's a but, risky uh, statement a minute in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If we're three hours and 50, 50 minutes in, lay that out there for the world to, 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 in, to digest. But, uh, but we're 30 seconds in, so... Yeah, I got a couple videos of young ladies being struck by vehicles. Uh, red car <laughs> thumbnail or the other one? I like the red car one because there's a little buildup. And when I watched it for the first time, I was like, all right, looks like we're about to throw down here. All right, okay. Oh, whoa! And I just started cracking up. World Star Hip Hop, it's going to be... Does World Star Hip Hop have anything to do with World music? Star. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's yeah, a good know. question. I yeah, always yeah, saw like yeah. world star hip hop, and it's like I've never seen a clip there of someone rapping or <laughs> well, singing. It's like, well, it's like Live Leak. Live Leak's known for their torture videos and like Russian tanks. But it's not called up. Live Leak R and B. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> where you expect like I was expecting some like, all cool, relaxing music here. It's a lot of people getting beheaded in Afghanistan. <laughs> well, a lot of times you'll have somebody kind of break out with a freestyle and do a little dance, and then they'll get hit by a car. I think that's the tie-in. Okay, I hope. She, okay, if she doesn't freestyle now beforehand, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, oh man. Okay, I'm ready. Are we ready? Yeah. Ready, set, play. Bitch has a taser, a stun gun. Oh yeah, she's getting brave with the stun. Stun. Whoa! Oh, oh I did not man, see I that. Was, I'm a I thought that red truck was going to do it. Exactly. I thought the red car for sure was. But it was the Chevy Cavalier from behind. Oh. Right. Is that Chevy Cavalier? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow, that car is damaged. Well, I mean, it was like five people. Oh, that's that like $8 lost. Oh, no, the hood of the Pontiac Sunfire. It's <laughs> a 92 Sunfire hood. <laughs> it won't be classic. I like how everybody's like cops are on the way. Clear the fuck out. It's like it's like that part in Fast and the Furious when like they know the, the, the jig is up and everybody just speeds away. Like before the cops got there. I got warrants. Let's get, let's, let's clear the fuck out. Dude. It didn't seem to hurt any of them really. Right? They kind of rolled onto the hood and then realizing the press like the final like the final nail got hit in where it was like, Oh, we are in the middle of a road. Like and they <laughs> realized they had to get out of there. This was likely to repeat. I don't yeah. think that was it. Like uninvolved bystander hitting them. That, no. that, that's what I thought Taylor just implied. No. That you know they that were standing was, in the road yeah. and got hit. This guy wanted to hit them. He was trying. Or this oh, guy. Was a woman. I couldn't tell who was in there. Oh, you I think, think it was a woman I would driver? Say that, like ninety percent of the time, when a car hits a pedestrian, when there's like some some argument going on, it's a woman doing the driving. Now, obviously, well, we then had maybe that it movie. is an accident. Oh, <laughs> it was a black woman, though, not an Asian woman. That's how you know there was violent intent. Dude, do you guys do this? And, and, and I swear to God, my guesses go all over the range. But when you see someone driving in a way that you don't approve of, they might be too slow. They might be tailgating you. They might be changing lanes without a signal. Do you get do you profile them like an unqualified CIA agent? 
Oh, oh yeah. And that's where I know that my confirmation bias comes in more than anywhere else in the world is when I'm on the road and there's road rage. Like if I pull up and it's like an old ass white or black guy, I'm like, ah, oh, shitty driver. If it's any race of woman or Asian, I'm like, fucking figures. Like, of course that's what the problem is. I play is. Like, the game, right? Like, I'll be in my head, like, I bet it's a young redhead. They suck at driving. Just grab that because no one gets in trouble for saying that. And then uh, I'll get them and be like, well, yeah, could have been one of them too. <laughs> you know, that was, like, that was my second guess all along. And, uh, yeah. I, just... I, I don't think it's confirmation bias. I think it's a fucking fact. I think that that men on average are just better drivers, despite the fact we get into more car crashes. <laughs> well, have, you ever, have you ever seen that stat where like women will link and they'll be like, actually, men get in 28% more accidents. And it's like, but did you read the next paragraph that says men drive 80% more? That's right. And it's yeah. like, well, I didn't read that far. Thank you. I, in but my that, head, that it's would be like... like a woman being like, you know, women are much better soldiers. Look at the deaths in World War II on the front lines. <laughs> it's all men. It's all men. None of the women were killed. None of those Russian propaganda snipers that people today just believe. Like, like Stalin was like, we will tell them that uh, to try to scare them. Same way British say that eating carrot make vision good. So Germans not invest in that. We will say, you know, uh, women sniper killed 300. Nikisha, she killed 300. And now today, people are like, this strong woman, this strong Soviet killed 30, uh, 300 fascists. And it's like, this is all made up. I uh, never so, even considered that might be, so tr might be false. Made you up. cannot believe anything from the Russians. Like, any statistic. Like, I watched this whole thing, and That's it's old news by now. Like, he I, killed I, yeah, on right? the car thing, I just want to say, I always did this in my head. Like, men get into more accidents, sure. But if you drove as fast as us, you'd get into even more accidents. So take that. That's what always happened in my head. Like, yeah. So um, did you yeah, happen sure. to see the? Did you ever see the Joe Rogan that had uh, the Brian Fogel guy on there who did the Icarus documentary for Netflix? No, Essentially, maybe. he he breaks down and exposes the Russian doping program. Okay, so the Russians when they had the Olympics in Sochi, I think, whenever they had their Olympics, the Winter Olympics, like. Two or four years ago, whatever the fuck it was. I don't watch the Winter Olympics. Yeah. It was a state-sponsored, organized, doping thing. First of all, the Russians swept those games, right? They got more golds than anybody. They got more medals than anybody, I think. And the way they did it was diabolical, all right? They, they, they stopped even fucking trying to go, like, high science with this shit. They were just like, let's put a hole in the wall of the laboratory and... Uh, We'll just pass the clean urine in and take the dirty urine out and just swap them out when nobody's looking. Yeah, just coming at 2 a.m. Nobody's in there. It's our lab. Dimitri's got the fucking keys. <laughs> hey, it almost worked. We don't need the keys. Sergey's the one doing the test. Cool. They just <laughs> they just swapped all of their at they they ran every single athlete hot as fuck. They they juiced them to the gills all the way through. They're juicing at the games probably. They're in their fucking like room putting fucking Diana ball up their ass or something, but they're 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 passing the, the he went through the whole program at first. The guy who like invented the test that 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 was able to recognize like the metabolites um, created um, when someone had been on um, mm -hmm. uh, steroids. It allowed them to test people who um, who had been off steroids for six months, which was a big step up instead of like weeks. It went from week uh, mm -hmm. four to six weeks to like six months that you could catch them pissing hot, and it, it sort of takes a lot of the, the pep and the, the advantage out of roids. 
he invents this test. Well, he, he goes ahead and makes an antidote for it at the same time, so that the Russians all pass the test, you know, and now they're like cracking open this old urine and they're finding that it, that it all has like a, a higher um, weight, uh, gra- what is it? a gravity is what is how they refer to it, because they've added salt to it. They've hmm. added salt to it to make it like right or something like that to make it to make it the right weight because it's uh, a, a it, it's absurd. similar thing the Russians would do is like I, I don't know my performance enhancing drugs that well but let's call it you know Diana two they would use Diana two for years and then they would invent the test to direct Diana two and move on to Diana three right In, invented drug I know mm-hmm. well then they would tell the doping agencies how to detect Diana 2. So all the other countries that are a step behind are now guilty, but we're on three, so we're fine. That- Very smart and devious. The urine that they use is, um, they only use the urine containers. Uh, I believe the containers are made in like Switzerland or something like that. Okay. And they're very special. Like, you're probably thinking like, it's a little plastic cup. What's the big deal? Yes. What's well, it got a little locking lid? Ooh. <laughs> is it no. childproof? It's human proof. It looks absurd on the, t- the top, like the part that screws down has like a whole mechanism built in it. It's all clear so you can see like the inner workings of it. It takes a special device to open the bottle once the bottle has been closed. And only the Swiss have the device or whatever, you know, like the people who are going to test it. The Russians, because they never do that great in the Olympics. Like there's no incentive for the Swiss exactly. to cheat a lot. Exactly. How many people live in Switzerland? Eight. Dozens. It's, yeah. it's Gunner and his family. And, yeah, and they, Gunter uh, they, and his gang. <laughs> they, and they invented the bottle, so you don't have to worry about it. The Russians invent a machine to crack the bottles. You know, they, they're, they're like, oh yeah, we'll just we make a new machine, the crack bottle. No one know. So like, they're going to the, all these B samples that are like years old, and they're all like, holy shit, they all had the same scratch right here, where the Russians applied their fucking invented machine <laughs> to crack them open and like replace the the fucking piss. It's absurd. It's uh, That's I think hilarious. It's Icarus. And uh, yeah. it's on Netflix, this whole documentary. But I watched the Rogan experience where this Brian Fogel guy, I think his name is, was the guest. And he explained that like the, the guy in charge of the Russian doping program ended up getting exposed, not really exposed, but he came forward and like admitted it all. And he's got like death threats against him. And now he's in hiding. He had to sc- escape the fucking country. It, it, it's a whole ridiculous thing. I don't like the, the Russians and their poison. It's such an effective assassination technique. And people who don't die still get messed up. Like, there's one guy. I can't even describe his skin. But, like, imagine, oh, you yeah. know, someone who had, like, the worst acne pockmarks you've ever seen. That Rachel. times five. And now that's what he has to deal with. What did you say? Yeah. In the, in the Marvel Universe, some powers would have come along with what they did to him. <laughs> yeah. He's, it's absurd. He's Deadpool looking at they this point. They did this thing. They did this Victor thing to this Yushenko. guy. Yeah. They did this thing. Can this guy one link? time, like to show a picture. They yeah, had yeah. They, they had like a, a KGB agent go up to this guy one time. They were going to get rid of, and he had this special umbrella, and he poked the guy in the leg with the umbrella. And what happened was it injected a a tiny ball that was hollowed out that was full of polonium, I think, which is radioactive element, and the guy died like within a week or something from horrific radiation poisoning because the guy didn't. He was just like, ow. You hit me with your umbrella, and he's like, "Sorry, comrade." And they just like went their own fucking separate ways. And a week later, he's dead. Dude, there there is a little piece of me that lies to himself, thinking that maybe, just maybe, 
I'm so badass that I could take on an armed assassin, right? I've got my little observatory on the top of the house and wide open grass from every direction. I will sit there and minigun them like it's the last scene in Left 4 Dead. That's my plan. But, like, you can't, like, not bump into somebody in public ever. You can't have your food tested at every restaurant like you, you can't even really check your food supply like i don't know this is this, if they want to get you they'll get you yes if they want to get you they'll get you and that's true of just about anybody except yeah. for like the president right with the system around him to protect his food and all that fun stuff but but any regular person can't be he can't avoid this yeah, absolutely. Just like the uh, Kim Jong uh, Un's brother-in-law that they got with the VX in that airport. He's fucking walking through an international airport, and some bitch comes up behind him and puts like a a fucking wet wipe on his face, and he's dead like an hour later. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't know poisons were all the poisons in my world are not that poisonous. Like it, like we have. They're uh, all from movies. Well, like, no, I, like laundry detergent, right? Like, yeah, if you eat oh. that, you'll die. But you can rub it on your hands and you're okay. Yeah, but the I want you is... to accost him in international airport and then force him to drink whole thing of Clorox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my whole family in Gulag. You must finish Clorox. They're, they're watching now. In, in my head, because I have no experience with poison, like I think that like bleach is poison, right? That's, That's the poison. worst poison there is. Yeah, like, like I'm gonna put Not bleach only does on. Get stains out. But it's the most <laughs> lethal thing known to man. <laughs> <laughs> intellectually i know that's not the case but yeah the first time i saw like the bleach thing like i thought the same thing woody but when i saw like you know some story of like teen girl bully drinks bleach to kill herself but survives i was like really i didn't know that was an option with bleach <laughs> i didn't know that you could be like halfway through like a glass of it and be like i'm not so sold on this anymore and then just let Nature take its course. It's been too long for me to remember the details, but we covered this in health class. They're like, if you take this kind of poison, you need to throw up. If you take this kind of poison, do not throw up. No, no, no. It will do more damage on the way back. You need to drink milk and dilute it. And uh, that would be handy to know, maybe, but I've forgotten the details. But they they, they gave us... The trick is not to drink poison. (laughs) There's there's nothing worse than getting poisoned and immediately having to, like, go Google search and be like... (laughs) Oh, what do I do? <laughs> oh, I don't trust this answer. He does, he's not very liked on Yahoo Answers. Okay, I wish I had gotten into my eyes. <laughs> what do you think the response time is on one of those poison control hotlines? Like, do you think you're like, do, 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 do. Your call is very important to us. Stay on the line. Do, 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 do. Many better. of your fellow Americans have been poisoned. <gasps> and we're the them. Yeah. <laughs> if you drank bleach, just muscle it down, pussy. You know, we're here for real poisons. <laughs> yeah, there are some legitimate poisons. Um, what's the one that they make from, I was about to say how you make the fucking deadly poison, ricin. Yeah, uh, the I think, Breaking Bad one. Breaking yeah, bad. Yeah, you know, you do a little Googling, you'll know exactly how to make ricin, but don't do it. Um, I it saw are the ingredients this... really hard to find? That's, it made, to no, me, it seemed like it was... one ingredient, and you get it at the grocery store. Um, oh, Jesus, Really? Yeah, I, no, I mean, oh, I'll, don't, wait, wait, wait. This, Kyle, you wouldn't even be giving anything away. Remember in Breaking Bad when he goes and gets beans and like explains how to oh, do it? Oh, there we go. That's how you make it. <laughs> yeah, Is that true? In Breaking Bad, he's like doing the explanation to Jesse, and Jesse's like, "Bitch, you're telling me 
beans can kill people? And he's like, yes, Jesse, this is exhausting and there are only nine episodes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw where this, I want to say he was a white supremacist because I had this idea in my head that he was an evil guy, but like this white supremacist was it, up on like a ton of charges. Like, like it, it was like, it was a bunch of shit. But I want to say that maybe he even had a plot to use ricin against like some government employees. Well, they get to court and his lawyer's like, um, <clears throat> your honor, my client did indeed have a large quantity of rice in, in his trailer. I, I guarantee it was a trailer. <laughs> but the problem is not listed on the uh, unlawful substances. Um, there's no law against having rice. In. And they're like, wait a God. What? Like, shut up. Uh, Airbud rules. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. He, he just airbutted us. Oh, no. That's what it should be called, the Airbud defense. And, and the guy's like, It should oh. be the Airbud defense. <laughs> He's like, well, I, it, you're free to go, sir. And he's like, I, I, I'll be taking my ricin with me. <laughs> he didn't do that, but I, I just imagined like that happening. And, like, they couldn't stop him. Yeah, How could they stop him back. from taking his ricin back? Like, like uh, uh, your honor, I would like that ricin back. I have... Uh, well, I have some stuff to do this afternoon, and I'm going to be needing it. I, I can't not give you your ricin, so would you carefully hand the defendant his ricin? <laughs> carefully. Wait, what is, what, what's like you... the plausible deniability for ricin? Is there it like, is oh, it's still used for pesticides, or it kills rats? How no. does ricin kill you? Do you need to eat it? I, I You can inhale it. Yeah, it. it was in a cigarette in Breaking Bad. I'm basing all of this on Breaking Bad. It was hidden in a cigarette, though. Like I, I, I thought that yeah, was he... just a storage spot. I believe that is the case, Woody. Yeah, I, I, oh. I think that dig ingesting it would be would be like the way but then to go. You someone smoked the cigarette and that that killed them, right? That would kill them if you smoked it too. I like, would like guess. It's, it's yeah. Like what could you do? This one wouldn't kill you. Like if you put a little on your skin, would it like absorb in and kill you? I think so, honestly. And I'm no rice expert, but I've seen them do this comparison. You are right now on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> no, but I've seen where they show cyanide. They're like, this much cyanide is deadly. And this much ricin is deadly. And it's like, oh, shit, that's like a thousandth. That's not even, that, that, that's, that's like a hundred thousand times stronger than cyanide or something. Let me, let so me like Google that. It's like those fentanyl uh, pictures they'll show where it's like, yes. this is how much of an opiate or how many of these pills, uh, these XYZ pills you need to take to die versus the amount of fentanyl. And it's like such a small picture. Like you can see grains like lying on top of each other. Ricin is deadly if you inhale three milligrams of it. Unfortunately, I'm not sure how much a milligram of gas is. Like, you just have to. Use well, it'd be weight. dust. You just it, put it up a, a scale and you weigh it. Like a fine powder. I don't even you know how much three milligrams of a fine powder is. That could be a mound, the, you know, the size of my thumb. Or there's no. Here's five things to know about ricin from the dailybeast.com. <laughs> uh, there's no antidote. Uh, the symptoms uh -oh. are slow to appear. It can be quite deadly. Uh, it says an adult would have to eat about eight castor beans after first removing the indigestible skin to die. Holy shit! You could, you could just cook up eight beet castor beans and throw them in a pot of pintos or in a burrito, and that would do I the trick. I can't buy that. Wait, you can wait. Eight beans kill. Eight well, what are these? Beans. What are these goddamn beans for? What what website is this? How reputable is this? It's the Daily Beast, but only two. The Daily million. Beast. Yeah, but. Two million. I don't trust them on their castor bean knowledge. <laughs> let me, let me, let me know get this out. Two millionths of an ounce of pure ricin, or about the same size as one grain of salt, can be fatal. In fact, ricin is 6,000 times more poisonous than cyanide. Jesus. I bet castor beans are hard to get. Why are we... <laughs> 
you know you know how people are always like we need to save this like poison dart frog we need to save these whales we need equally and as you know steadfast environmentalists going out there and saying we don't need castor beans my friend Oh, and, no. and they just cut out all the bad plants. Kyle, I disagree animal. with you on the castor beans. They're on Amazon. Oh, uh, six forty-eight Amazon Prime. <laughs> My search history now includes how deadly is ricin and castor beans back to back. I'm not sure if I'm on a list, but here we are. Wait, it takes eight of those things to kill you, and you can order them on Amazon for six dollars and forty-eight cents. <laughs> there is no way that you can throw eight of those in, in some pinto beans in a burrito and kill someone. Like, I, I, there's just no way they sell it on fucking Amazon. Free I, delivery I can, like, by I can, Sunday. Like, I, I can, <laughs> I could dare throw something fail. over. Like, someone could throw something over the counter at Chipotle and like dump like some beans in and then run away. Like, there's no mad fucking burrito way. poisoners. I'm saying there's around. there's no way they're selling poison of this potency for six dollars on Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like beans. <laughs> I don't understand the castor bean thing. Isn't that a regular ingredient in food? No, it's not. Why are they sold at grocery stores? Look, dude, I can't imagine why they're sold. I don't think they are sold at grocery stores. I don't know what they're for. Oh, I for thought you said than... they were. I, no, no. I, I don't know where you get castor beans. Amazon? What I was saying, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was, I was hoping you couldn't get them from Amazon, but I wasn't going to go down that rabbit hole. I'd already downloaded cyanide versus ricin. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm weighing I'm, my options I'm over right here. there with you. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. I'm trying to find, Christ. like, castor bean recipes, like, anything that would show that it's not just used for poison. Here's a good Google search. And what I'm not are finding castor anything. beans for? <laughs> hmm. It's a plant that produces seeds. Castor oil is produced by pressing ripe seeds, and uh, the, the, the hull contains a deadly poison called ricin. Castor oil is used as a laxative for constipation uh, to start labor and pregnancy and to start the flow of breast milk. So the, the oil, which is which comes from the seeds, which I suppose are different from the beans. But yeah, that, definitely they'd be different. The beans are the seeds, Taylor. That's how this is this is we're coming back around to the chicken thing again. Beans are seeds. Well, I mean, don't you harvest them at like different points? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, it, we're outside our depth on the poison thing here. I just know Russians are scary. Russians are scary. Now, would you like to watch another black woman get hit by a car? <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to watch yeah. another car collision. Is Let's it... go to the, the eight-second one, the one that's just right to the point. Yeah, don't blink on this video, boys. Let me, uh, let me spend a second trying to format it. Yeah, it happens immediately. <laughs> I, I, I queued this up, and I accidentally played the first second. I'm ready, by the way. And... Hey, man. Ready, set, play. Pow! Right in the kisser. <laughs> I love. Where is all that screaming coming from? There's two people in frame. There's like thirty witnesses. Like I don't know. Like like there, I always hear those stories. Like like yeah, X and Y happened in this bad neighborhood. No witnesses. I got to imagine that everybody's just like I ain't see nothing because every time I see some crazy shit go down on World Star, there's a dozen people there to watch this shit. It's practically a spectator sport. This is outrageous. I I, I want to know what led up to it, right? Like, so uh, who is it? Oh, Bill Burr has that routine. I've talked about it before where he's like, there's no reason to hit a woman. And then he's like, actually, you should never hit a woman. But there are lots and lots of reasons they give you. And he even brings up, help me with names. Is it Beyonce who got Rihanna. hit? Rihanna. Rihanna got Rihanna. hit by Chris... Brown? Chris Brown. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and Bill Burr 
questions what led up to that. He's like, do you think that she had an apron on? She just came from the stove. Honey, the chocolate chip cookies are ready. <laughs> and he just started beating down on her. You know, he's like, I bet she pulled out the most hurtful stuff she could come up with in an effort to, to, elicit, to hurt his feelings. And it worked. Right. That, that's his theory on it. And it didn't sound outrageous. What happened leading up to this car accident? Accident. Uh, <laughs> She's the only one who made an accident because because she fucking did something wrong. All right, I like how like, he ran her over into a driveway. Like he doesn't <laughs> even want to escape. He just wants to get home. He just really, you know, his defense should be like, I just had to shit. and she was right in my way your honor let the court see that this is the front of my driveway and she damaged my bumper (laughs) with her face and clavicles well she's throwing shit at him and i gotta imagine that wasn't the first thing she threw at him maybe it wasn't the first thing she said to him maybe it was a woman driving the car and she felt like without using a car she had no other options maybe maybe it was an accident, and it was an Asian woman driving the car. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm, I choose to believe that. I like that better. <laughs> I choose to believe. I, I, yeah, I, somehow this ties into guns to me, right? Because um, my daughter is not pro-gun. So I say, oh, you want to live in a world where guys can do anything they want to girls, just knowing that they're helpless, right? You can, guns are banned. Therefore, my biceps are bigger. I can do anything I want. Guns are a feminist position because... They level the playing field, you know, even if just one in 50 has a gun in their purse, then you really want to roll those dice? It should be a feminist position, but it seems like most of those folks dislike it. Well, I'm here to change that. Good. Yeah. Everyone should own guns. Multiple. Hanging off of you at all times. Be like the old West. (laughs) That's that's like when the gun people go too far. You know, when you see those arguments, and it's like, you didn't have to go as far as you did, but like the hardcore ones who are like, actually, not only is it important that we should be able to own firearms, I should be able to have a tactical nuke. Why is Kim (laughs) Jong-un better than me? And if I were to walk around with dual-wielded 1887 lever-action shotgun (laughs) before the patch, imagine... How much damage I could do in self-defense. Dude, so my Facebook feed, oh my God, I could go on and on about this. uh, It is a uh, bubble conservative position that these all these tech firms are like lined up against the conservatives. Meanwhile, my Facebook feed is just overrun with like conservative positions and memes and things like that. And and very, very little of the blue side. This guy is posting, hey, look, did you notice a good guy with a gun took out a bad guy with a gun? And I, being an asshole who doesn't need any friends, fact check these people. And it's like, yeah, th- this was just recently. Like, one, that Atlanta mall shooting, the good guy with the gun you're talking about was literally a policeman, right? Not the concealed carry that you're implying it is. Two, he shot an innocent bystander, not the shooter. The shooter got away. <laughs> so, like there are so many actual stories they could have gone to it, could well, have. it happens when a cop shoots oh, someone yeah. when a cop does something wrong we don't count him as a gun owner okay that's right. not fair that's like counting that's like counting suicides amongst the gun violence i don't okay? count him as a gun owner when he does something right True. they're separate from concealed absolutely carry. cops don't count cops don't count yeah that'd I, be I, like counting military like mishaps and shit like look another gun owner <laughs> right yeah he was a marine <laughs> yeah, he was in afghanistan <laughs> yeah. they're not real people i wonder if they ever make gun mistakes and what the culture is there right because i would just think like take i'll make it me 
if I carried a loaded AR-15 all the time, all the time, I might muzzle sweep somebody. Like, do they just get over the muzzle sweep thing and, and relax you would on, for that, sure. on that? Have you ever route? watched those, uh, like, open carry events? Like, even those people are muzzle sweeping each other, like, walking around, like, in their parades. And what about, like, accidental misfires or negligent discharge, depending on, mm-hmm. you know, your favorite term? Uh, does that ever happen? Do they ever just I, shoot I, one into a I, bank? And... Well, see, they don't have, like, a robust stat-keeping system in <laughs> Afghanistan for these kinds of issues. It's I, just I, like, you know, Ahmed I, fucked up. I'm sure accidents happen, but, like, hanging around with those guys, like, mm-hmm. they got really good trigger discipline. And that's the, that's, that's the most important thing. And I, it doesn't seem to me that they mind the muzzle sweeping at all in sort of a combat-type situation. Like, if you watch those videos, I mean, we're, you know... We're not so much worried about Dave somehow shooting Bill in, in, in the face. We're really worried about Ahmed over there. So we got to stay low. And if that means that my muzzle gets pointed at Dave a little bit, Dave don't mind too much because I'm watching his back. I, I didn't but, think, I, I thought Woody was talking about amongst the terrorists themselves. Like ah. that gun safety where it's like, Ahmed, you should not have your finger on the trigger. There are no infidels around. The, those guys. <laughs> so look, I'm just a, a regular average gun owner. Like I'm not special in terms of marksmanship or anything. But I look at the bad guys, you know, the, the, from our perspective, they're terrible. They're terrible. They, they, they're not looking where they're shooting. They're like blind firing. Like that's illegal in paintball. Yet here they are, you know. Just or they pip, pip, like illegal like because it's effective. Indiana Jones movie Maybe where they like right. hold it out. It's like the stock ends here, and they're like holding it out there, <laughs> thing, pushing oh. forward every time they shoot. Like the Sopranos or something. Bow, bow, bow. Uh. Have you ever heard that story? It was somewhere in Africa where like uh, some – this is like a fucking while ago. I don't think that the tribe that who whatever, either the you know, Belgians or whoever were fighting even had guns. And so the Belgians or whoever it was lost a battle, and they lost a bunch of uh, weapons there. They're just too outnumbered. And so – they went back, and the Africans who had fought them were using the guns. And the, you know, Belgians or whatever fucking European country it was, you know, ran them over, wiped them out in that battle. And then when they found all of the weapons, like Kyle, I don't know what the term is, but the iron sight that's adjustable on the back, where you can move it up and down in order yeah, to yeah. Like, gauge distance, they found all of them all the way up at the very top. And they were like, "Why on earth? They weren't even shooting us from that far away. Why would they have them all the, like gauged up to the top?" And they asked someone, like one of the, the captives, and he was like, because we wanted the guns to shoot harder. I, I thought that was going to be it. Like, the higher it was, the more power the gun was going to have. And it was like, well, no wonder we didn't lose anyone. They were <laughs> Way <almost>. over our head. <laughs> they killed the general two miles behind us somehow, but missed you know, all of us. actually won this one. Give him credit. You know, they killed the general. <laughs> That's hilarious. They should mislabel it just for the future in case it happens again. It's, <laughs> it goes like a foot up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it always interests me. Like, like whenever you go to a gun store, a lot of times they've got like a whole rack of like really old rifles. And I, and, and I, I almost never know what the fuck they are. If they're like that made between that period of like 1897 and like 1950 or something like that. Like, like all of those weird German and Russian and Chinese and Japanese weapons. Like, I don't know what any of this shit is. They're all just... Hmm rusty and wooden but they've all got those crazy long-range sights that'll flip up in the back it's like jesus 1600 meters what the you can't even see anyone that far really but th- they were really optimistic about what their soldiers would be doing out there i i'm surprised kyle always seems to know everything i ever ask him about guns and i, I inherited some they weren't worth anything but really like, kyle do you know what this thing is and like, ah, that's a 
I don't even know. 1863, whatever, whatever. Yeah, in that case, I do. I mean, I mean, like, I, I, I know a lot more than most, but I'm, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself a gun expert or anything like that. But the, um, yeah, I recognized that one. That that one wasn't too hard. It had a really unique um, look to it. Like, like it, I don't even remember what it was. But in any case, like when you go to gun stores, though, there'll be like this big pile of just. Re- old cheap shit that's all like $250 a rifle or something like that. You know how the um, media calls every gun an AK-47? Exactly. I refer yeah. to all of those as Mosin Nagants. There you go. <laughs> they're, just, right? they're just a whole Mosin Nagant. Look at that. correct. Yeah. Look at that stack of Mosin Nagants. Yeah, that's, that's what they are. Uh, I was, uh, maybe you guys, do you guys ever like drive around or like when you're not thinking and you'll just like have weird scenarios pop in your head that you laugh at? Go like, on. well, you'll think about something that could be like, I was like giggling to myself driving around the other day, thinking about how, like, you know how, you know, Elon Musk, very successful, like he's gotten billions from the government and turned it into what I think are pretty mostly positive projects. And so he gets a lot of, you know, a lot of praise. And I was thinking like Trump being so like ran by his ego, like he didn't pick Elon. He, you know, Elon was like already, you know, getting money back when Obama was in there. And so I was thinking how funny it would be is if Trump was like, Obama got his choice of a billionaire and I'm going to give $200 billion to another great genius to make incredible things for our country here. The man, the one and only behind Dyson vacuum cleaners. And then that guy guy comes out and he keeps making big promises. He's like, I'm putting Mr. Dyson here in charge of anti-air defense against those Korean fucks. And so then, like, Dyson, like, pumps it up for a while. He's like, you won't believe. I'm going to make Musk look like a little bitch. He has no idea the sucking power that we have here at Dyson Corporate. <laughs> and then, like, every time. It's the like, end of SpaceX. Every big, time they launch it, it pulls right down. <laughs> but, but no matter how much money they give him, every time when he comes to reveal it, he's like, and now, Mr. Dyson, revealing our new anti-air David Sling-style defense system. And he'd come out and he'd be like, I want all of you to close your eyes and imagine yourself vacuuming whilst sitting down. <laughs> now open your eyes. It is no longer a dream. You can vacuum in this thermal controlled driving vacuum clean. Everybody's like, oh, <laughs> fuck, again. Like, and then he gives him more money. And he only brings vacuum cleaners. <laughs> it's just more and more advanced vacuum cleaners. I wanted some kind of a... so egotistical. He can't give... It's like, no, I, you know, these vacuum cleaners actually are the best, you know? <laughs> I wanted I some I, sort I, of I, a, a shop vac, like, like a giant shop vac that sucked missiles out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Have you ever seen <laughs> the, the air bazookas? The air zookas? Yeah, yeah, those things are interesting. They're cool. Stuff. Uh, no, it's um, it's a handheld thing. It's kind of like a slingshot. Oh, I, yeah, you pull yeah, it back. Yeah. What I haven't done, I need a friend that vapes or something, and I can shoot it across the room. I've seen it on video. You've never seen that? I, I have. Like, that's that's the only way I've seen it. It's where there's like a smoke ring. That yeah, they, yeah. Like uh, I think cigarette smokers will fill it with with smoke, and then it shoots the puff of smoke across the room. Seems cool. Yeah. 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 <sighs> um, well, there's that fella who wasn't strapped into his hang glider. I, I found oh. him I don't know if we ever discussed, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I've talked about it in my private life, but like the guy who, the missionary who went to the the island of uncontacted peoples and got. I was just thinking of him. Up. Interesting story as well. Um, there's the woman who farted very loudly and like the Dollar General. <laughs> Can we do the mercenary dude? I, have we discussed or the missionary? Him on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big difference. What is it? That is different. Yeah, if he was a mercenary, he would have fared better. He would have fared much <laughs> better. So I want to say it's some 
it's a very remote island off the coast of India, I think. Because now we're off the coast, though. Like, did you see it on a map? I'm going to try and find it. I think it's called North Sentinel Island. And and these people on this island are like an uncontacted tribe for the most part. And and they've been genetically isolated for like 30,000 years or something like that. Some absurd amount of time. They're their own people. And this dumbass missionary goes over there and tries to press his religious beliefs on these people and go figure they shoot him full of arrows apparently got him in the eye an accurate bunch over there they arrowed him the fuck up killed his ass and now like i believe that the u.s is asking india to go in and recover the body and the indians are like (laughs) no no we don't we call that death island (laughs) <laughs> um, no, last time we sent some people over there, we sent them a bit of curry, and uh, they never came back. They were eaten. They were you eaten by the island. We should like airdrop them just modern snacks, Jesus. because they would love that. Like they'd probably be really happy. Or if they just like, if they saw an, an Indian guy just like slingshotting them Pringles or something. You joke. Someone did that. They pull up on a boat to the shallows and they start throwing coconuts at these motherfuckers on the beach, and they're collecting those coconuts like it's fucking can't. They're like, oh, fucking free coconuts! And they're just like, like you know, they keep like dropping them, you know, when like a kid... Or they're like, so like, happy with their coconuts. In the Tom and Jerry cartoons, the mouse would like keep trying to get all of the cheese, and he'd have it like eight times taller than him, but he keeps dropping it all, and he wants more cheese, but he's just, every time he gets a new piece of cheese, he drops two more, and it, it, that's how they are with these coconuts. That's their culture. Like yeah. 50 years from now, like grandkids are gonna be like, "Grandpa, Grandpa, tell me about 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 when the coconut man came." Dude. Oh, you won't believe it, son. This man came with with it, it was if it was a dozen, it was a thousand. I tell you, even <laughs> coconut. But I mean, like real snacks, like stuff they can't get uh, Reese's fast breaks there. They Snack they packs. um they didn't even they had like wooden tools for ages, right? That was that was the best they could do, and then. A boat accidentally ran aground on shore, right? And uh, I think they, oh, they, they, a helicopter came and rescued the people off the boat. They didn't even go on the island because they were like attacking them from the island. And there's a reason for that that I'll circle back to. But now they have metal tools. They've been taking slices of metal off of this sunken ship for like 30, 50 years now. And just now they have like wooden or metal arrowheads and stuff like that. It turns out that a long time ago, like in the 1800s, this guy came to their island and treated them like animals, right? They're like oh, measuring their dick and, and they're like up. measuring their dick to see how long it is and like looking at their breeding, writing down notes and treating them like, like probing them and shit. And ever since then, as soon as a white guy comes to the island, they're like, fuck that. And they just start immediately shooting arrows at him. And this missionary was like, ah, it could be a little dicey, but I'm going to try and bring them the word of God. And they're like, no <laughs> way. We are not interested in your fake God. And they killed him. God did not protect what, uh, him. Here's great like this, coconut uh, in the sky protect us. <laughs> <laughs> here's a... Let me link it to you. But you you probably want to like screen this on a different screen, Woody, because even though it's like Nat Geo-style nudity, like you can still see some dicks on there. I'm not sure how strict they would be. But uh, so... Uh, this is just from a Twitter thread of this guy who is like apparently obsessed with this whole thing you were just discussing of that guy going over there in the 1800s. So the first part is just a picture of this dude who's like a fucking foot taller than all these other adults because he got nutrition and wasn't like waiting for the coconut man to show up. 
But this guy's beginning of explanation is, there's a lot of talk about how the missionary killed by the natives of North Sentinel Island. They're probably so aggressive because of this weirdo, Maurice Vidal Portman. So here's a big thread about this creeps and some of facts from my decade-long obsession with the island. The Senatalese are often described as uncontacted. That's not true. They had a very significant contact in 1880 with Commander Portman. Portman, the black sheep's son of some minor noble, was assigned by the English Royal Navy to administer and pacify the Andaman Islands, a job he pursued from 1880 to 1900 with the full measure of his own pervacity. Pervacity. So he's a pervert. I he's a big pervert. The word. Yeah. Uh, Portman was erotically obsessed with the Andamanese, <laughs> and he indulged his passion for photography by kidnapping members of various tribes and posing them in mock Greek homoerotic compositions. Nice. During his 20 years in a sexualized heart of darkness, Portman measured and cataloged every inch of his prisoners' bodies with an obsessive love <laughs> on genitals. Uh, this, is, uh, this is something from the guy's diary. Uh, lending support to Mary Louise Pratt's notion of bodyscape and theocolonial gaze, male genitalia appeared to have been a particular point of fascination. Oh, this is not from this. This is analysis of it. Sorry. Appeared to be a particular point of fascination for Portman and Molesworth. One man is described as having, quote, atrophied testicles, both being hard but the size of hedge sparrow's eggs. The same individual is also marked by the observation penis small with moderate size pre prepus. Uh, another one, penis larger than usual, summarizes a man named Churko. Uh, Tli is described as the chief of interview, of interview Island and a man of considerable authority and intelligence, but also equipped with a bad temper and genitals that are, quote, fully developed but small. See, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he was trolling in 1880. <laughs> uh, just imagine being a Neolithic person spending a few weeks in this guy's rotating uh, menagerie. Portman spent most of his time in the greater Andaman Islands, but in 1880, he landed on North Sentinel. The natives fled, and his party ventured inland to find a settlement which had been abandoned in haste. They, but they located an elderly couple and a few children they were able to abduct. The couple died quickly, uh, likely from ailments to which they had no immunity. The children spent a few weeks with Portman doing God knows what. After <laughs> which he returned them to the island, Portman returned on a couple occasions, but the Senatalese hid each time. The story <laughs> related by the children was certainly passed down among the hundred or so inhabitants of the island, and even today. Portman's fatal kidnapping is just beyond a human lifetime. So when the Indian government attempted contact an anthropologist in the 18, 1960s and 70s, the Senatalese were understandably hostile outsiders. In 1981, a cargo ship named the Primrose ran aground on the coral reef surrounding North Sentinel. The, radio, the crew radioed for assistance and settled in for a long wait. But in the morning, they saw 50 men with bows on the beach building makeshift boats. The crew called for an emergency airlift and were evacuated, and not a moment too soon. Rough waves had thwarted the Senatalese in their attempts to board, but the weather was clearing. Uh, the ship board. and its cargo uh, were left at the island, awaiting discovery by Neolithic eyes. Today, you can see the gutted remains of the Primrose on Google Earth. Imagine climbing on board that ship, a completely alien vessel filled with alien things. Imagine seeing simple machines for the first time, a hinge, a latch, a wheel, things that would inst instantly make sense in a satisfying way. Others would be so incomprehensible to avoid notice. I have never been able to find out what the cargo was on the Primrose in all my years of reading. There are about 100 tons of some sort of consumer product on board, and I'm curious what it was. But even <laughs> absent <too>. the cargo, <laughs> think about all the things that must have been on that ship. In the 90s, anthropologists returned to the island to make new attempts at contact. They were met with a different attitude. Not friendly, but they were willing to accept gifts. Here's a video of the encounter. You can notice that the, these pre-Iron Age people now had metal weapons, like the knife carried by this man. They had scavenged metal from the Primrose and cold-forged it into tools. This it, just goes on for a while, so I'm going I'm to stop there. But. Am I the only one who doesn't think that these uncontacted tribes need to be preserved like some sort of uh, fucking Neolithic like like world in a bottle or something like a snow globe of so you ancient don't think that. Like you think that we should catalog animals. their penis sizes 
Look, we should go in there and, um, and just A confident man, but a small dick. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, he got leadership position at five much, inches. Much power, but Fantastic, small. Much heart, larger than bullshit. right. <laughs> but both quite firm. And I also yeah. don't believe that they like walk in there and they see a latch the first time and they're like, Oh! <laughs> like, I don't you don't think, think like, so? Just, if I walk on an alien ship and there's something that I've never even conceived of on there, I don't see it and go... Of course, this is how you do this. Like, like I feel like you need some sort of like teaching method to get you, off, you know, That's like racist. ground zero. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> Taylor. Like, I, I f- it's weird because I feel like the kinds of things that I would learn from are no longer simple. We figured out the simplest of simple things, yes. like the the screw and the wedge and the wheel and such. Uh, but these guys, they they didn't have all that worked out. Uh, I wonder. I, I wonder what the you could totally see something that you you hadn't personally worked out, but you could you could immediately recognize utilitarian nature of it and how and you'd be like ah so that's how that works like if you found a wheelbarrow but with no wheels but when you grab the handles it just started levitating you'd be like oh shit look at this it's a yeah, it's a true. levitating wheelbarrow and to them they see a wheelbarrow and they're like oh shit we've just been dragging things around on flattened out logs since. Time and memoriam. (laughs) (laughs) We were told for thousands of years, you will not improve on the laid down log method. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's one guy there who crops up every few generations. He's like, God, fucking Ubudo over there thinking he's going to change the world with his latches and his knobs. And (laughs) get this, get this. He chopped a tree into segments, right? Get down. Keep listening. Hilarious. I know. (laughs) Puts a hole in the middle, a stick through that. Rolls it around, calls it a wheel. <laughs> Wait, what, what's wrong with pulling a log, Ubuntu? You're too good for log pulling. That's probably what they go through there. He is too weak to pull log. I and was thinking laugh my, at him. Like, ever think like go? <laughs> at what period of time would you be a genius? Right? Ne- I, probably never. I'm no astronomer, but my basic understanding of stars and Earth rotations and the planets would be pretty pretty elite. At some period of time. Yeah, but you couldn't prove it, right? I feel like <sighs> it, it depends you, if you really put some thought into it. I feel like you could go back to like the early 1900s and you could really get some shit done, right? Like, like you you would hire the experts to put your ideas into practice. Like, like I don't know how to make penicillin, but I know how to make penicillin, right? It's bread mold. So if I got myself like a couple of like ni- 1897 scientists together and was like, look, I don't know when penicillin was invented, by the way, clearly. I think it was early 1900s. 1930s, I think. In any case, it'd be like, look, there's this thing called penicillin. It's literally bread mold. I don't know what if it's a special bread. I don't know if we gotta like get the, I don't know if we gotta get some rye or some pumpernickel. I don't know if it needs to be moist first, if somebody needs to poop on it. But this bread mold cures everything. Absolutely everything that we've had a problem. Syphilis, say no more. Three days you're good to go. Dude, I have the same problem of not exactly knowing enough to be useful. Like, guys, guys, exactly. I know that with a lemon or a potato or something, I can make a battery. That's as much as I know. <laughs> so we're going to be poking around with wires and shit for some... Bu- anyone have a small light bulb? We can see if it's working. Also, by the way, has anyone invented wires yet? <laughs> <laughs> shit. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to need to go... You know, like, I would be, I'm so fucking dumb. Like, I would be trying to, like, come up with a thing, like, and invent the math needed to prove that, like, a star placement there was different. But really, I just have to go to one of the smart people at the age <laughs> and be like, hey, that star I'm pointing at right now, tonight, remember where that is. And then the next morning, I'd be like... It's over there now. 
I'm pretty sure I, I don't know, know what it means, but you do. <laughs> like <laughs> we're moving. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure I know how to cure the bubonic plague, or at do least you? the bubonic plague. I, like I, I read like two different things. One sounds very painful, but it involves lancing the boils and and carter, ca- cauterizing them. Apparently, that's a big part of curing it. And you'd get those boils in like your armpits or in your lymph nodes and stuff. And the other involved taking the scabs from other people who had the plague off of said boils, drying them out, and then the person snorts them. Hmm. And so it's like, like own kind of. I feel uh, like we're pretty close to surviving that scale disease in Game of Thrones with Kyle's techniques. There. I, I, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Like, <laughs> like, like, I want to say I read that like the Arabics uh, had 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 figured out that if they took the dried scabs of a of a plague victim and ground them up and then snorted them, that was like a vaccine for bubonic plague because you're you're, you're getting a much a weakened yeah, a version bit. of the plague. I'm yeah. way too much of a snowflake because in my head, all I can think of is Arabic's racist. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think I, I think it's just improper grammar more than anything. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I can't say anything without wondering. I think I referred to Mexicans as Mexicans a little while ago, and I had to process it. No, that one's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird how there's been sort of a derogatory like thing put on Mexican, <laughs> right? All, but. It's because so many people are like, yeah, there's damn Mexicans. Yeah. And I was that like, sounds bad. Actually, that's an appropriate way to refer to Mexicans. Okay, I'm clear. Yeah, I just... Anyway, it's tricky now. I wonder what the next one to go is. Like, when is person of color going to revert back to what colored person was? Where they're like, actually, we don't <laughs> like this either. Like, And then they decide to move that to something new. I just hope Savage American becomes a thing. Oh, I wanted to I think that's an so uphill much. fight you guys are made. <laughs> I, I, I've got my Savage American uh, jersey on here. Oh, yes, you do. I really like that jersey. Actually, while you wear that, that jersey, you're allowed to say it. That's right. <laughs> I, am, I am one of the tribe, technically. <laughs> one of the tribe? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're at least as Native American as Elizabeth Warren. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more. You've got high cheekbones. Mm. Not not very dark hair though. No, no, I don't. My mother was blonde, but dad's got black hair. Yeah, a nice little mixture there. I like evened brown. out. Yeah, it evened well, out. I like a. What would your gift be if you were showing up at one of those islands? Like it, it's got to just be something, something that you can carry. How about that? Man, that I think can... a fucking sword. Like like first I was of all, gonna bring a shield, <laughs> like Captain I, America's I know, like, shield for them. They flip it over and put rice in it or something to start cooking it. I I, I feel like. They might a like bat, that. Like a legit sword, like a nice, real chopping sword, or maybe just a good axe, like a good splitting maw or something like that. Like mm. something that's both impressive to look at, clearly alien to them because of its workmanship, and utilitarian. Like if you just give them like a fucking iPad, like where are they going to charge that bitch up at, right? That, that shit is... That is God for three for like twelve hours. However, well, you need a potato and some wires, and the rest I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I think they're gonna have a hard time charging it with a with a low current tater. They're gonna eat the tater like like halfway through like charging that thing. They're like, can we just eat the pitoito? <laughs> <laughs> but you can just like give them seeds. Oh, that, you, that you're talking about introducing them to agriculture. That's a long talk when we're drawing in sand. What if you show up with some barbed wire and teach them about the fence? 
want to bring him anything that they're going to immediately use to kill me in hopes you that I You want to teach him domestication. I think that might be even harder. Is it? You're right. I, after I said it, I'm like, like I'm going to be like, okay, you put the seed in the ground. No, you don't dig it up right away. So then we put the sea water on. No. No, you don't, <laughs> no, no, you don't do that. <laughs> they're pissing on it or something. They, uh. This is some Jack and the Magic Beanstalk shit. It, it, it's about as believable to them as like that story is to us. I, I think you give them a fucking sword, man. Because I'm just imagining like like they've probably got something similar to a sword now. Like a like 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 they make those wooden swords in the Amazon, and apparently there's hardwood there that's legitimately hard enough that you can make like a a mm. cutting implement out of it and kill a man with it. But if you showed him a fucking stainless steel saber, like one of or maybe one of those cold steel like uh, like like swords that they make for like zombie defense or whatever the fuck, and you handed it to Chief Nabumbo. And like, of course, he'd immediately go decapitate one of his enemies with it, and he'd love you. That'd Dude, you would start a civil war if you brought one sword, and you'd be on the winning side. No, no bow you and arrow be. is not a bad thing. Oh, a legit bow and arrow. That's how they killed it's the missionary. A compound bow. Am yeah, I saying it right, missionary? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, what did yeah, I call yeah, him before? Uh, mercenary. mercenary. Yeah. All right. Now mercenary. I'm all caught up. <laughs> if you, not even maybe a compound bow, because those like eventually go bad. And but 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 like recurve bows, like like that's another step up in the technology, right? Like you know, they, they've got those silly bows they've got, and then I guess you'd have the long bow, and then the recurve bow where the ends go back the other way, and it adds a tremendous amount of extra power, twenty or thirty percent or something like that. And then just a shit fucking ton of wooden arrows, like like good ones. They'd be blown away by that. They'd love that. I, shit. I think like what would endear you them the most to you would be like a big cooking set. Like a bunch of pots and pans and shit. That'd be so much easier for them. And then like normal knives to cut knives. things up. Knives like a knife big. set and like a, a pot and pan set. Fair they would blue love jeans that. would blow them the fuck away. Oh, bring jeans for. But you know what? Oh, oh, this would be hilarious. You bring jeans, but you bring like jeans that are way out of style. Like I'd bring like Jinko Jean jeans from the nineties, and I'd, I'd hand them out. Huge leg jean code jeans. So then when people go, when the coconut man shows up, they've got these enormous big, big legged pants. That I got a better wearing. one. What if, what if like unbeknownst, unbeknownst to them, because they don't know shit, you dress them up as the village people. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a bunch of Indian police officer, firemen, like, like the whole bit. And they're all standing there proud of their new, their, their new fucking clothes. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't know they're the village people. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like you go there and you're the king and you like teach him English and you make him like act out American shows. <laughs> you know, this yeah. version of House of Cards isn't half bad. <laughs> Very small constituency. Not a lot to gain or lose, doesn't seem, but whatever. I don't know how Frank's going to get away with this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's molesting uh, the kids of the island. Oh. Well, he's. Gotta make uh, a clear show now. Method acting. On yet? Dude, all right. I thought I, I I wasn't sure if we covered this yet. I watched season six. I think it is the new season, the final season this is of House of Cards. We're talking about House of Cards with uh, Robin Wright. I guess it's just Robin Wright because she's not with Sean Penn anymore. Robin Wright leading the leading the show. Right, she's the president. I'm gonna spoil the shit out of this thing. No need to turn away because you're never gonna want to watch it. You want all these spoilers, folks. It is garbage. They ruined it. And it's not just because Kevin Spacey's not there, because Robin Wright tries her best. It is convoluted, poorly written, ridiculous. There's nothing at stake. 
her issues are small compared to like Frank's. There's this ridiculous side story where like Greg Kinnear is like plotting against her. Like, and, and you have it's unbelievable that he has enough power to like be to go against the president of the United States anyway. Um, and, and they kill Frank off screen. Like you never see Frank again. They won't even let you hear his voice. Like there's this one of the big like uh, MacGuffins in the show is this voice recorded diary of Frank's where he like, you know, you, yeah. whenever you look at the camera and he talked to us, that's his diary. And all of that's recorded. Like the stuff about there's two kinds of pain, pain you learn from and grow from and useless pain. Like all of that shit's recorded, right? And 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 like the his fucking bald henchman buddy, he has all that shit, and he keeps like playing it. But he'll and he's listening to it, and 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 memorizing it because they they don't want to play fucking Kevin Spacey's voice, right? They're probably not allowed to because they paid him like forty or fifty million to just kick it, get out of there. That so so they're just they probably can't play his fucking voice anymore. And at one point, like like some every time they play it, they put earbuds in. And like the reporter is like, that's so lame. And he's like, he's telling the reporter what it says, and she's writing it down, and it's taking forever, right? Because he's like, <laughs> he's having to so rewind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, could you just play it for me? And he's like, no, 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 I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> and then like, like Copyright he, sends violation. To, he sends it to Robin Wright, you know, uh, Claire, and Claire plays it, but he sent the earbuds with the iPod. So she's putting the earbuds in, and she like listens to a little of it, and then she pulls the eye, pulls them out real quick before she can like listen to it every step of the way. I got three like, episodes in, and I couldn't bring myself to care about any of the plot points. One, it's dumb. just six years of essentially the same thing. Like this guy from outside the president is trying to dethrone the president. If I'm following right, and I don't know, like that has that not been the plot this whole way along, trying to dethrone the president and, and, that, and that and like you know, covering up his evil doings and, and, you know, try taking, you know, rubbing out the people who might try to expose him. Dude, you want to know how the season ends? Yeah. <sighs> Fucking the bald guy. I can't think of his name right now. But I totally know who he is. He's yeah, the, yeah, he's the, the main henchman. Gets things done, keeps secrets. Yeah, yeah. Gets he, he He's having this conversation with Claire in the Oval Office, just the two of them, and he's already, like, turned over the, the Frank's diary and um, to the who? last thing, like the Frank to the law, he turned over Frank's no, diary to her. To her. He's okay. giving it to her. He 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 he's like, I don't want him. I don't want this getting out anyway because it's going to make Frank look bad. His biggest thing is not disgracing Frank. He's like, do what you want, but don't you throw Frank under the bus while you do it. Like he's not going to be a stepping stone for you to get your power. That's not how we're going to treat his legacy. Frank had left him his and everything in his will. It was all left to him. Claire's pregnant with his baby. You find that out like halfway through the Who's season. Frank's baby. Yeah, she's uh-huh. got Frank's baby in her, and she's fucking like eight months pregnant in the final episode. And does she this... ever like take headphones and put <laughs> uh, put it no. on her belly? <laughs> like... No. So now, little baby, you may be confused about the way things work. Fact <laughs> <laughs> is, just... I'm a rapist and was removed from the program. <laughs> There's a pretty tense scene where, see, the last thing that Frank left bald guy is a letter opener. And it says, you know where to put this. And it means fucking stab Claire. You know, we like like I as a viewer like picked that up immediately. I was like, where to put it? Oh, in Claire's fucking heart. That's where he wants it fucking put. And so it's just the two of them in the Oval Office. She's crazy pregnant. He's like a broken man. Like, like he today was the first day he'd shaved in like 
eight months or something like that. Like yesterday, he looked like a hobo, and he's like fucking gets a good shave, and he's showing up in the Oval. And she pours them both a scotch. She's eight months pregnant. He's an alcoholic who can't touch the shit. And she, she's like, eh, you know, when it calls for it, yeah, you do what you got to do. She's fucking drinking the scotch down. He's, he looks at it and fucking sits it down. And he's walking toward her with a letter opener. And then he starts crying and like hugs her. And she fucking turns it on him, shoves it in his goddamn liver. He hits the ground and she fucking covers his mouth until he dies. And then she calls the Secret Service. And that's the whole fucking series wrapped. And you're just like, wait, see, episode 11's next, right? <laughs> what? That's, that's the end? That's, that's absolutely all of it? That's that what sounds terrible. It was garbage. It's garbage. That's not where I thought he was going, so I'll give him credit for that. Right? I thought, yeah. It was a shocker when Claire turned the fucking letter opener on him and, and fucking killed him right there because I thought he, I was ready for him to kill a pregnant woman. And I you like know, that she covered his mouth, too, because it makes it more murderous, right? Like, the letter to opener part was kind of self-defense, but to straddle him and smother him, yeah. now it's nicely murder. Yeah, totally, totally. She was what she's like. It'll be over soon, you know, or whatever. Like, like, like she made sure she, that he was dead before she called for help. Man, it's a real goddamn shame that Kevin Spacey climbed on top of a sixteen-year-old at a, an adult party all those years ago when he was drunk and apparently pinched some guys' asses occasionally. Yeah, I guess so, dude. I'm hoping I can find it. There's a like two or three minute highlight of Dana White talking about Oscar De La Hoya. Are you familiar Coke with this? Cokehead, fucking cokehead. Yeah, it basically Dana White just goes off on him, says he's a he's an idiot, a cokehead, calls him a cokehead like five times. Crackhead junkie. Let me let me lay it out there. So Dana White, as as most people know, is the uh, the face behind the UFC. He owns five percent of the company, but he kind of runs it. The the other ninety five percent are investors. Isn't it four billion that that they invested in it? Like I don't know what it's valued at, but 4. let's just say this. Yeah, let's. I don't know what five percent of four point five billion is, but it's a lot of money. It's probably two hundred five yeah, million for dollars. People that don't know what happened was is he owned five percent of the UFC. It was sold for $4.5 billion. so they paid him that. We could do the math, but it's hundreds of millions. And then uh, they gave him 5% again. So like, they bought ass. him out and gave him 5%. That, that's, that's where Dana is right now. And he's still running the show. Anyway, some people feel like he's not paying the fighters enough. And it's, it's difficult for me on the outside to know what the scoop is. It's kind of true that the UFC stars don't make super money. Right, like the Nick Diaz level guys, the Luke Rockhold level guys, they make a lot, but they don't make Mike Tyson money. Boxing though has a different model. They'll take Tyson at the top of the card, and then everyone else makes like a grand a show and a grand a win, right? Whereas on a UFC card, the second biggest guy is making two hundred grand a show and two hundred grand a win, and the third biggest guy is making eighty grand a show and eighty grand a win. You know, stuff like that. So. Uh, this recent one that was had Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz, those guys both made a lot of money. Hard to say how much. I think they were guaranteed like 200 and 250, right? Yeah, Thousands. and then with the pay-per-view, like with the pay-per-view an unheard more. of percentage, you know, where like Oscar and the two fighters basically split the pay-per-view money. Yeah, The pay-per-view profits, of. right? Profit, so profit. so I that's really important. don't know what kind of profits are left over. Like that, that's not some, the kind of thing I know. Yeah. So, but everyone else on the card, like there were like five amateur fighters on the card, so they got no money. 
like, a, like a grand a show, a grand a win. Like some of the like pros that. were making a grand a show and a grand a win. The amateurs literally were unpaid. The the lowest pros made a grand a show and a grand a win. Um, and that there's no one in the UFC that makes that little. I think the yeah. lowest of the low is ten and ten. Yeah. So uh, so Dana White had a fair counter argument that he pays his guys better than Golden Boy does. The Golden Boy coming from the boxing world is like we pay our guys better than you do because we we share more of the the top line profits there. Uh, yeah, so Dana just went ballistic, calling him a cokehead, a junkie, a crackhead, and and then he alluded to the cross dressing thing. I don't know if you caught that. Um, so so Oscar is infamously there's that image of him wearing a bra and panties. You might want to pull that up. It's 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 uh I think it's safe for work. It's just Oscar De La Hoya in <laughs> bra and panties. He's like, hey, just uh, he's into a lot of things. Just Google the guy. You know, he got to did one of those. One of those on him, which is a classy move after you've called someone a cokehead. <laughs> and I, I thought it was pretty good and it was deserved because I felt the same. I feel the same way about Oscar De La Hoya. It seems like he's look, look, Dana White loves mixed martial arts. You, you say what you want to say about him. I think he lies a lot, mostly for the good, he thinks, of either the company or himself. Sometimes those things, those two, those two are the same thing. Or sometimes it's for promotional purposes, or sometimes it's to save face. Like recently, when he said that, like they're cutting Seth. Nor- um, is it Seth Northcut? Oh, uh, Sage Northcut. Sage Northcut. He said, "Oh yeah, we're cutting him. We want him to go to some other promotion and maybe win a few fights and come back." Sage won his last two, and he's like, he's won three out of five or something like that. Um, what happened was he got outbid. You know, he, he, everybody else won or somebody offered him X. And so he goes back to the UFC and he says, hey, can you match X? And they're like, nah, no, nah, we're not going to match X. Go, go, go have fun. But to hear Dana White say it, ah, you know, he needs to mature a little bit and some other promotion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, there's a, you're right. He won his last two. You don't typically get cut for that. On the other hand, you don't typically make, I think he was making 80 and 80, right? 80 mm-hmm. to show, 80 to win when they have to like, carefully find opponents that you can still beat yeah that's kind of where he was and he's gonna fight michelle watterson next (laughs) that guy is so ripped like like taylor i don't know if you're familiar with this guy let me pull up a a picture of sage oh oh yeah yeah yeah. he's like the guy who looks like uh (laughs) yeah Yeah, he's like a beautiful human being and he's uh and he's like soup he's like got the, the the ideal body i think that a lot of people would want like like just yeah, he's you know, insanely fit. Complete, I've seen a picture of him before. Like, like, like you know, probably seven percent body fat or something stupid like that. Especially when he's going into the into the cage. Like he looks great. Yeah, I, 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 and, and he's got like that sort of like weird athleticism where he can do lots of interesting things. Like I don't know, I've seen him like take an apple and just rip it apart like it's nothing. And I think we could all do that to an apple, I've, but not as easily as he can. I've so done it out, on a live stream once. Have you guys ever tried to rip an apple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've done it before. It's not as hard as you would think once you like know the place to put your hands. He well, I, went like this with an apple. Yeah, like, he, he I, pulled it apart like it was two pieces already. Like he was just like, aha, two apples now. No, yeah. I had to <laughs> dig my thumbs in it and really kind of work it and get it started and get a crack. And then once you get a crack, it pops open. Sure. But uh, it's this guy is so he's. Built. I saw him take a, a a round hay bale, and I don't know, like 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 They're I think big. if you're from. If you're from the country, you've got a lot of experience with round hay bales. If you're not, you've got none. So there's this weird disparity there. But for those who don't know, they weigh about six or seven hundred pounds. They're about five feet tall, and they're they're not easy to move around. Now, 
they're shaped in such a way where they're two two sides of it are completely flat and the rest of it is round. And of course, like if you roll tire. it, yeah, and, and there's one way obviously that you could roll it, and it'd be not impossible, not not incredibly difficult, but not easy at the same time. I can roll it. I can roll one that way. He rolled it the hard way. He rolled it the hard way like it was nothing. He was just like, ah, and like fucking rolled this 600, 700 pound hay bale, just end over end, flat side over flat side. Impressively strong. Could he be a model? Like, yeah, and is there he, money in male model? Like, so I've heard Luke Rockhold be like, you know, I've had modeling gigs that pay me as well as my UFC gigs. Okay. But if Luke Rockhold wasn't a fighter, would he be famous enough to be a model? You know, like Conor McGregor could be a model. Shucks, all those NBA guys are models. They're good looking and have good bodies, but. They're models because they're NBA stars, right? You know, it, Luke Rockhold could. Is there money to be made in modeling? I don't know. Oh yeah, for sure. Guy I, models. I, oh, like they I think make the money, modern, but like women obviously make way more. I, I think the modern, um, modern day blueprint for like that sort of person for a model or an in, is is the position of an influencer. The it, it's it's the Instagram model. Cut mm. all that other middle ground and red t- and uh, middleman shit out of the loop. If you're like, especially a guy with his physique, he could just run an Instagram doing cool shit like tearing coconuts apart and like fucking pumpkins to death and shit like that. And then be like, <laughs> what you want is some sage cut. Yeah, this is the best stuff. On- you want to be cut like sage? You want some sage cut. This is the stuff. <laughs> Where can like, I get like, sage like, cut? Like, I'm already sold. Yeah, it's 100% <laughs> bone broth and milk thistle. Oh, this isn't a real product? <laughs> I was Dude, ready to go. I look at like, sometimes I see these guys promote stuff, and they are like the hottest of the hot. And I'm like, God damn. All right. If I could get one third of that, then that would be amazing. That would be amazing, yeah. you know? Like, I, 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 Look, we all want a six-pack. If my four-pack came back, that'd be a wonderful day. Yeah, That's, any uh, definition at all <laughs> just, <laughs> would, would be good. <laughs> I think the way to get that definition is just dieting. I think it's being miserable yeah, and not okay, eating okay. very much. Uh, I've heard your offer. Do you have anything else? No, no. <laughs> right, well like, like, I love when I'm, whenever I'm online. Like, if I ever read where someone's like, "What exercise do you do to get a six pack?" and it's, it's, you stop using a spoon. Like, like now you'll only eat mm. with a single chopstick. Do that for six months, and you will have a six pack. I guarantee fucking it. Be- Unless you're eating like fucking donuts before <laughs> they show stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying this for a while. I'm making donut kebabs. It's not working at all. I'm on the bagel and donut diet. I don't eat any fat, any protein. I'm all carb. So listen, <laughs> before the show started, uh, my wife irons a shirt for me. Right, it's, I, I, it's not the shirt I wore all day, and that's the thing. So she puts it on, and I put it on, and it is tight. It's like a sausage almost. And I'm like, baby, does this does this look wrong? You know, like I. I feel like it's not a good look for me, and I'm about to go on camera. And she sees me, and she's like, ah, yeah, maybe it's like a, a fitted shirt or something. She's being very nice to me, but it is clearly and, – and like I, I – uh, You look I, at the collar. It says loose fit. <laughs> <laughs> so loose fit XL. <laughs> and I put it on, and just – like if, you wear, if I wear like a, a dry fit rash guard type thing, right, oh, yeah. and it shows every curve, it's not always flattering, right? It was always flattering 25 years ago, but today – The love handle area. Oof. <laughs> so uh, we're like investigating it, and she's looking at the tag, you know, and I was like, I haven't stepped on the scale for a while. I don't even know what it says. I had almonds last night before I went to bed. Oh, that did it. Th- yeah. That's what's going on between my ears. I'm like, oh, oh, 
<laughs> you know, you pay the piper now. Who would have known I was eight almonds from a, from going from a large to an extra large? It was Colin's shirt. Just like it takes eight. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that, hilarious. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> Are the buttons on the wrong side? Yeah, oh, thank God, this is one of Hope's blouses. Yeah, I thought something had gone horribly wrong. I thought we were just going pirate that for the show. That explains the frills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like the frills though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what happened. I put on Colin's shirt. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. That must have been a nice realization. I've done that before. Like like um, what was it? oh with jeans before? Like like I've I've pulled jeans out of the dryer and like 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 straight out of the dryer and go to put them on and be like, oh my god, how fat am I? And I'm like, ah, oh, girlfriend's jeans, mm-hmm. <laughs> girlfriend's jeans. I'm not a size six. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I'll do an ad. I'll tell everyone about Movement Watches. You guys have heard us talk about Movement. You know, those two college dropouts that started their own watch company. This company has grown like crazy, and now with almost 2 million watches sold in over 160 countries, they continue to revolutionize fashion on the belief that style should not break the bank. I don't know if you've, if you've checked out their, uh, their site lately, but they've doubled the number of watch styles, and they're still expanding. Movement watches are all about looking good and keeping it simple. Movement watches don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blow your wrist up with text messages. They tell time, and they look good doing it. Movement watches started just $95 at a department store. You're looking at four to $500. Uh, Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out that middleman and all the retail markup, providing the best possible price. Classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT. That's movement.com slash PKA. Uh, see why Movement keeps growing and check out their expanding collection. Go to movement.com slash PKA and join the movement. I got a couple of movement watches here they sent me. Uh, I showed them off on the last show, but, you know, just in case you don't watch every one, you're some kind of piece of shit. Um, here's, a, here's a couple <laughs> of them right here. <laughs> yeah. Love Very them. nice watches. Reasonably priced. Check them out. I like the one on all four of your fingers. Oh, really? Oh. I, the other one is more appealing to me. Yeah. So, pick your there own. There you go. There's something for everyone over there. There it is. And, and I don't know where I put the cock ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Do, do, is that a bracelet? I don't For, know. We never figured out. Like, like, like it's, oh, it, it, the the label said BRAC, so I think it was a bracelet, but not for I, me. Got some manly wrists around here. Uh, didn't quite make it, but if you're a young lady, it would probably uh, fit the bill. There it is. Yeah, check that. I out. like their glasses. I I I, I honestly uh, really do like their glasses a lot. Someone asked. Someone was uh, looking for glasses recently, and they uh, they were you know asking the. Uh, the whole lot of us, you know, hey, what kind of glasses do you wear? And I was like, ah, well, what's your price range? And they didn't want to spend over 100 And I was like, honestly, I, I like my movement sunglasses. I think they're like 60 bucks or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe less. And they look nice. Um, they, they're polarized, which is very important to me personally. I don't know if you've, know, if you've, if you've had non-polarized and you go polarized. Like it's mm-hmm. a, it, it really is a legit difference. It's huge. It's a big deal. And, uh, and I like them a lot. You know, I, I've worn uh, this pair of... Um, well, many, many pairs of some $240 sunglasses for years and years, and I like those a lot. Um, but I got sent the movement ones for free, and I started wearing them, and I prefer them now. Those are the ones I grab, and those are the ones I wear. They, uh, they sent me some recently, and, um, and they have clear lenses. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, I, Chiz told me they're for looking at screens, but... I'm gonna. I like to imagine that Chiz just made a, an error and, and forgot to tell him what color uh, lenses I wanted, and so they sent me clear because it was an unchecked <laughs> box. 
Um, I don't know what to do with clear lenses. I, I look like a real asshole wearing some <laughs> wearing just regular glasses. I'll go get them. It's just a terrible look. <laughs> yeah, I love their watches. And I'm not even a big watch person. But if I've got like a meeting or something and I want to look extra fancy, I'll pop, pop a watch on. Yeah, that's it. for me, it's like a wedding or something, you know. And I'll like turn around and look at a clock before I look at the watch, though, because I'm so not used to having them on. Once you wear a watch, it, I don't know. Time is just something that's nice to know easily. It, uh, mm-hmm. you, you think your phone has a clock and therefore you don't need one. And then, I don't know, it's much more convenient to have a watch on. Any kind of like formal professional situation, you don't want to be pulling your phone out anyway. Like it looks oh. like you're much more distracted than if you just. You can peek. sneak a peek during a meeting and no one knows you're trying to get out. Mm-hmm. I do so like those, the, Kyle. These are the sunglasses and I like them a lot. I think they look a little weird because I've got headphones on and they're not sitting. Oh, no, you look great. Sit. Um, I like them a lot. Big fan. But these are the regular glasses. And I'm not a fan of, uh, of how I look in these. I, you I look smarter. Think... Yeah, they work for do me. I? Yeah. Well, Say something smart. Mm, deoxyribonucleic acid, the building block, the building blocks of every life form on the planet. The the British accent also adds to the smart. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's good. I'll continue this broken British accent in this slow. For the next two hours and fifty minutes, I will continue speaking <laughs> with a whistle. Do you guys want to do an <laughs> AMA question? Sure. I was going to do our second ad. Um, oh. uh, that one really drug on in there for a while, but yeah, movement. Check them out. Uh, make, they make good stuff. Uh, also, Dollar Shave Club. By now, everyone knows the Dollar Shave Club ships amazing razors for just a few bucks. We've been members for a while now, and we love the service. But what you might not know is the Dollar Shave Club also has pretty much uh, has products for pretty much everything else you do in the bathroom: body wash, shampoo, hair gel, lip balm, everything uh, you could possibly need for uh, to get your day started. Uh, now at the store, there are just too many options, and you can't tell the difference between any of them. Then, if you have uh, any questions, the clerk usually doesn't know the difference, and uh, you can't really help you since they aren't experts on their own products. Dollar Shave Club makes it easy and convenient for you to upgrade your shave and your bathroom routine. Now you don't have to step foot in a store to get high-quality shaving and grooming products. They'll deliver them right to your door. Just like their razors, everything is super high-quality and will leave you looking and feeling amazing. From premium ingredients to sophisticated scents, Dollar Shave Club is changing the game. If you're like me and you're sick of all that nonsense at the store, now's the time to try Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, Dollar Shave Club is basically giving away their starter set for new members for only 5 bucks. This starter set features their executive razor and three trial-sized versions of their most popular products uh, that help you stay fresh and clean. In your first box, you're going to receive the shave butter, the body wash, the one-wipe Charlie butt wipes, and you will also receive their executive razor, which includes their premium weighty handle and a full cassette of cartridges. After the first month, replace those cartridges. Uh, replacement cartridges are sent for only a few more bucks a month. Uh, this offer is exclusively available at dollarshapeclub.com slash PKA. That's dollarshapeclub.com slash PKA. Dollar Shave Club's high-quality products will have you covered from, che- from face cheeks to butt cheeks. There is no better time to try the club. Yes, check, check them out. Them Makes out. your mornings, your evenings, your afternoons much more convenient. For sure. High quality products and the one wipe Charlie can't 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 undersell you know, the one wipe Charlie can't oversell it rather yeah yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry <laughs> I said that wrong <laughs> I've said it many times it, it, I'm I'm glad that America has finally regained the crown of 
butthole cleanliness supremacy, right? And for some time, they had the bidet over in Europe, and and we were somewhere in between India <laughs> with their disgusting latrines and Europe. But now, Woody is a with Woody the one is a white, white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> but now. <laughs> But now that we have one wipe Charlie's, we're on the top. It's, it's as good as it gets. Not only is it clean like a bidet would be, but it's even a pleasant fragrance. fragrance. Wipe power. <laughs> wipe power indeed. <laughs> that was really uh, that's good. not a good ad campaign. <laughs> no, see, I was wiping. That's what the hand is doing. <laughs> Of this idea, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for an asshole inspection. <laughs> oh, Gunther, it smells a little krauty back here. Not using your one five Charlies. <laughs> look at Dieter's hole. <laughs> look at look at Gunther's hole. There are bits and pieces around. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, sometimes I wonder why I didn't just apply to a second art school. <laughs> That's not German. (laughs) All right. right. Uh, Patreon question. There's a a Patreon level where you get to ask us questions. I don't know what it is. It might be $10. Anyway, which war would you rather fight in? All terrible choices. Vietnam jungle, Western front trenches of World War I, or World War II Bastogne? Man, um, I don't terrible. Tell me about Bastogne. Is that the really cold one? It, it was really in Band of Brothers. France, it's right? super cold. They were in snowy foxholes, and artillery would just come out of nowhere and kill some of you. Yeah. So you were freezing to death the whole time, getting frostbite, no no supplies, getting through the lines. These are terrible options because, mm. like, the Bastogne one, if that's the thing I'm thinking about in the Arden Forest or wherever it was, maybe. Um, it, I think, like you said, you know, the the uh, the mortars were coming in, the artillery was coming in, and the trees were splintering and, and blowing people up. People were getting frostbitten. Uh, toes and shit and i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it seemed like within a day's walk or half a day's walk behind you was a decent sized town with soup and women and but you were out there in that hole i think i take bastone and i fucking desert because there's somewhere to desert too i can fucking hurt myself a little and then i'm <laughs> over there with the women and the soup however if i'm in nam oh my god forget about the snakes and the spiders and the foot-long centipedes crawling about. And the ants. The ants. They always talk about the ants. Forget about you're sweaty every day, all day, and you haven't had a shower in God knows how long. Charlie's out there. All right? You never know where you're going to step in a hole that's full of punji sticks covered yeah. in human shit. And you're going to lose your feet. You never know when you're going to get gut shot out there. And, 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 and they're not going to realize that you're not dead. They're just going to leave you behind. And you're going to wake up and your intestines are just, intestinal cavity is full of bullet ants or some shit. Charlie's out there and he's coming for you. I'm not doing numb. Now, the World War I thing, that trench warfare, everybody imagines the trench perhaps as a dry sort of trench. Yeah. The problem was it, there's a thing called trench foot. Which I don't think was even a thing before World War One. They, had to, <laughs> they were like, oh, they yeah, invented new- trench foot. They invented a new horrible thing to happen to people in World War One, I, I think, called trench foot. All right. Let's see some like, pictures of trench foot. Oh, please no! It's where your feet just stay wet. 
for long periods of times, and, and they basically just rot off your goddamn body. Now, if that's not bad enough, you've got gas. Oh! Right? You've got, you've got mustard gas coming in, chlorine gas coming in, blinding you, scarring your, 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 your esophagus and your lungs. Shell shock it, it is both synonymous with PTSD and an actual thing that happened because there was so much goddamn shelling during that war. You're stuck in this fighting position looking at the enemy 300 yards away for years sometimes at a time. People getting stuck in the barbed wire. The, the, depending on what side you're on, like, like, like if you're not facing the chemical attacks, if you're a German, then you never know when the Brits are going to tunnel up under your position and just blow you the fuck up. I'm not doing that. So I'm going to take Bastogne, and uh, I'm definitely going to get shot in the thigh uh, meat <laughs> on, like, day one. Like, like, just as soon as they show me my foxhole, uh, I'm going to wait till I, see, I can see the medic and my sidearm is going to go off uh, mistakenly. It's going to get your love handle. Oh, shucks. Ah, fucking... The Jerry's got me! (laughs) It's just a flesh wound, Kyle. Yeah, but I need my flesh. I'll see you in town. What's what's the soup of the day? What's the soup of the day? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with Bastogne 2. Man, I just feel like it would be possible to stay warm. Yeah, you... I've slept in very cold before, and if I just get enough of the stuff, you know, collect some coats off the dead guys, you can make yourself a little a little heat cabin there. Um, Vietnam, it just seems so no. inescapable. Also, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's just because I'm American and we kind of romanticize World War II. I believe in the cause. You know, you're there, Battle of Bastogne, trying to free a people from being wiped off the face of the earth. Vietnam, what was the cause exactly? Prevent the spread Democracy. of a proxy war with the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah, built on lies, you know. And, and nah, I'm not getting into it. And World War One, um, what Archduke of Ferdinand or something? Franz Ferdinand. Franz yeah. Ferdinand. Why is he my top priority again? Ah, there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of treaties, and you know, it, it, you know that, that triggered this country to to start a war, and the, and then that triggered this country to come in and defend them, and that triggered another country to come in and attack them. And, and and it it just became a gigantic mess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's almost like a schoolyard fight where no one wants to participate. They're all just need to somehow. No, it's it's like a hockey fight or a baseball fight where it's mm. like, all right, clear the benches. Fucking Omar beamed another guy. Let's go. What I like about those baseball fights is like you can see like the guys who are really excited about it who are like, let's go, boys, like hopping up, ready to go. And then you can see other guys on the team who are like, yeah, let's, let me grab my hat and uh, <laughs> quick sip of water. Let me take, take my, my watch off. off the bat. <laughs> and uh, all right, let's. Have, oh, it's already, it's already, scrum's almost over. <laughs> I'll, I'll go over there and I'll grab the shirt of two of my teammates and go, ah. <laughs> 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 those baseball fights are interesting. I, I want to see one go ham. And like fists be be thrown, but it seems to be more rare in baseball. I imagine because the punishments are probably it's rare in hockey. Severe. Well, but I mean, like you, you just get five for fighting in hockey for two people. No, it, it, like, but the there's hardly oh, like ever. Yeah, yeah, like I, I guess once a year they don't do bench clearing brawls anymore, but they do mm-hmm. pair up into the point where they hardly have enough players for a game. Yeah. And, and, yeah, that's kind of fun. Even by the time like the ninth fight is happening, you're into you're 18 players down. Uh, they're like, "Well, I guess it's you and I." And the guy's like, "Yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't get this far too." Rock 'em sock 'em for a bit. Let's leave. 
Dude, if the Blues see, just uh, for the rest of the season replaced their whole lineup with a bunch of 34-year-old guys who never made the show from the AHL who love throwing bombs, fucking do it. What, we can't lose any worse. Like, just, just, that would be great. Or do a promotion where it's fan night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring your gear! <laughs> I just put that together. Fans playing at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And who, whoever's seating in Section A, seat yeah. number 37, you are the starting forward <laughs> for the... I used to have that daydream. You know, yeah, today Louis we know little, little Cassie Smith with her brain cancer has been traveling with the team on their road trip and tonight... Cassie will be playing center against the Boston Bruins. And she's out wheelchair out there. Fucking Bergeron Dexter off the start. Did you ever see uh, Pedro Martinez throw Don Zimmer to the fucking ground? And that, no. that oh my all right. Oh, so, the old guy. Yes. Yeah, I've seen So it. it's it's Yankees Red Sox. One of the biggest rivalries in all of sports, certainly. <laughs> and it seems like some of these guys legitimately hate each other. And I don't remember the exact lead up to it but players have been getting hit back and forth and uh i, I think i'm let's see here i got it how old is this oh event? shit 15 Fucking... years maybe oh so no, yeah. could pretty... could be let me see i've got the like like the moment when <laughs> don zimmer decides to go after who's let's call don zimmer 65 to be kind because he's probably 70 to interrupt a moment somewhere around 50 there are two paths that men take there's an athletic path where they sort of stay in shape and and you know they're going to be okay and then there's the other path where they just get fatter and ruined that's the one don zimmer chose he looks like an old porky the pig all right he's he's he is he's not an athlete anymore meanwhile pedro martinez was a badass motherfucker. Just an incredible pitcher. And maybe not in his athletic prime, but certainly a lot closer to his prime than not Don elderly. Zimmer was. I'm going to guess Pedro was 30, 32 here, something like that. I'm cute at 123. Oh, I've shown it to him four times ah, already. No worries. Then. No he worries grabs then. him by the two ears and throws him to the ground. And, and he, he's, it, it, I don't think his pull, it, he wouldn't get any meps for this effort. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> he let the guy fall on his own. He mostly just guided his fall. Don Zimmer got a few meps there. He fucking, I bet his heart is, what if, now what do you think the fallout would have been if Don Zimmer has a heart attack right there or stroke and he mm. fucking dies? What do they lay on fucking Pedro Martinez for taking for taking Don Zimmer out of the game permanently? That would be bad. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I've talked a million times about how uh, McSorley was only partly responsible, right? He initiated a set of events that made the guy's head hit the ice and get really hurt. Um, this guy would also be responsible like McSorley was. You know, it, all he did is grab him by the ears and guide him to the ground. But if he took a header and had a heart attack or something went really wrong, then he caused that to happen. Kind mm -hmm. of. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he was coming right at me. Dude, I, so as an Eagles fan, Buddy Ryan was our coach for a while. And he, was this, he had a body like Don Zimmer, which is to say not good. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't realize he wasn't a tough guy. He'd pick fights with more athletic coaches. He wouldn't back down from players. And it was just a constant embarrassment. And they'd interview him afterwards. He'd be like, I think I was going to win. No, you weren't. No, no. You were going to get ruined because you're 
old and fat, and and you did, just haven't kept up. Have mm-hmm. some more chicken wings. Yeah, you're thirty years older. You're not, <laughs> you're not winning that. Uh, yeah, well, Zimmer died in 2014 at the age of 83. So he oh, was that not did a, it. That's yeah, what was, did it. Right there, Pedro. It goes <laughs> all the way back to then. It took 16 years to sink him, but yeah, it's his I, fault. Another Patreon question that I've been, I don't know, it's, it's stuck in my head. If you had to start your YouTube slash media career today, do you think you would have reached the same heights? Fuck no. I didn't even ever reach a height, and there's no way I would. I'm tor- it depends, because like in my case, I feel like like what I did kind of, I was kind of one of the first to do, I, I'm aware that Hickok was doing stuff before me, but like his stuff isn't like what I did. So like I feel like if this alternate universe, I, I don't think gun channels are as big in this alternate universe. I, I, I feel like you know, I never did what I did, and so I never spawned the dozen other guys who who also tried to do what I did, and then eventually like went on to it to do it better and better and better. Like I feel like a lot of the gun channels that exist exist because of me. Um, yeah, and, I'm sure and, they and, and I think that as I rose, I, I sort of the, at, at, what do they say? The, the tides, all ships rising rise, tide uh, rises all boats. Something close yeah, to that. something like that. I feel like I, I so maybe I, I feel like if, you know if I I, don't, I feel like certainly nobody does goofy, ridiculous, over the top stuff with you know sometimes a hundred thousand dollar budget. Like nobody's gonna do that if i don't do it i'm so i want to do kyle first i felt like kyle made videos and he was a step ahead of the gun world in terms of production value right so there were other people doing guns and kyle's first ones were not that high in production value right i remember one in Mm -hmm. particular where he's like everyone says my bullets are fake he shoots into a lake it goes pop 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 it makes all these splashes which to me was neat and uh, and that was really the core of the video. Like there wasn't yeah, a yeah. lot more well, than that. I th- that one's kind of different because like like there was a time when like Freddie W was a was was mm-hmm. uh, already had like maybe a million subs at this at that point, and so everybody gun stuff like what I was doing was equated to like Freddie W. And so I kept getting so many people saying that the guns weren't fucking real mm-hmm. or that I, there was a green screen because <laughs> of like. Oh, something, yeah. ab- something about that camera that I was using at that time, s- something in the depth of field, m- and also the fact that it was fall. It was like right about, uh, it was like late October when I began filming a lot of those, and the leaves were beautiful in Georgia. And so, and there's different kinds of trees, and s- there's oranges and yellows, and then there's like, it looked pretty in, the, in my background, so pretty that you might think it's just a downloaded green screen background from the internet. And I'd have to make occasionally these really low effort, ridiculous videos that are just like, all right, so this is an actual bullet. You look <laughs> closely and it's going in an actual gun and, and bang. See, that was real. And, but, but I will, yeah, for sure. Like, like the average video uh, in general was, was much lower effort because, you know, you were the, any money. one of the first guys yeah, to, uh, to step it up in terms of production quality. So if FPS Russia came back today, I think he'd match the, the high production quality guys that are out there now. Um, Kyle's still really good with ideas. You know, if I told Kyle I wanted to break out Woody's lab, he would have a bunch of non-gun winner ideas. You know, oh for uh, sure. Th- let's make a let's make um, let's make a loop-de-loop propane cannon that shoots three-liter bottles that are uh, that are soaked in kerosene. It's going to be great. You're literally going to shoot a three-liter bottle about 40 yards, really fast. In slow motion, you're going to see the propane do this loop-de-loop burn thing. 
And the, the kicker will be that the three liters on fire in the air and it's going to light a target that is basically a, uh, uh, a shed filled with uh, vaporized gasoline. The whole shed's going to explode. That kind of thing. Kyle's got a million of those, right? So I, I think Kyle would still succeed. Um, me doing gaming stuff, man. I also was a step ahead of the game in gaming. I, doing good production quality wasn't as hard back then, but I was one of the first people to figure out like what mics were good and what gain was and stuff like that. Um, like, people didn't even have an audio interface. They just buy a snowball, plug it in, and not know about anything. Um, I was HD early on, and it sounds lame like it's nothing, but yeah, you know, like it, it helped me that half my competition was using a Dazzle or something or that Hapog thing that was only halfway there. Yeah. Um, that advantage is gone. I, I couldn't do better in terms of production quality than the people that do it now. And I don't know that I'm a better storyteller. I think I'd just be at best one of the crowd. I, I don't know what my trajectory would be like. <clears throat> Maybe it'd be work the at, same, but what you know, I work did... Ethic is, work, work ethic's important. Yeah. And, if, and one of the things that you always leveraged um, and, and your biggest stride ever was was that you leveraged that early release thing. And I feel like if you started now, you'd be you'd you'd be doing that all over again. You'd be doing your best to and and maybe like being more adult than most. Let's just say that <laughs> would allow you to get in with like developers and such and be like, hey, look, I'm an adult. I'm not gonna break any street dates here. I'm not gonna do X, Y, and Z. I'm not gonna badmouth you behind your back on social media. Let me get a, an early copy, and, and I'll hit the ground running with all this content. What is it that you want to promote? Is it your new zombie mode? Is it your new blackout mode? Like, like what is it that we want, we want to push <laughs> out there? Is it the, is it the COD points? How about give, give me a code. It'll give them X, Y, and Z COD points. I'll have that out there on day one. You could probably work a deal like that, and then you get the game early. Because I remember when Black Ops 1 came out, mm -hmm. and you had like five or six. I don't know how many you actually had like loaded up. But if there were five or six there that like came out every twelve hours or something yeah. on release date, and each one of them was like, "Holy shit, that's a brand new thing nobody knows about," and it's already like ready packaged, bow on top, HD quality, well thought out commentary, to the point, no like fat on it, and and ready to roll out. <laughs> and you were, I remember one. I was so if you play before the game's released. Everyone out there is really good, right? The kind of people who get a game before Street Date are really into Call of Duty. So I was struggling to get really good gameplays. There was one gameplay, and I should thank Wings if you see this. Thank you. Um, I think I got a, uh, a care package. Wings of Redemption had a thing that let him re-roll it. It turned into a chopper gunner. I went like 36 and 3, and it got a million views the day the game came out. And uh, that was really like a nice thing. You it get was a on Nuketown. Yeah, it was on Nuke, and people don't know if you've forgotten. A chopper gunner on Nuketown is is just oh, it's still the fish game. in a barrel, guaranteed yeah. twenty kills. There, there's yeah. somebody out there right now playing, playing a chopper gunner on Nuketown. It's still in the game, you know. I, yeah, and I just it, I went hog wild on it. I got a good gameplay. I think I put it up, and you know, either day came out or the day after, and people just weren't seeing that everywhere. So it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I had a couple of cool things I would do. But yeah, like Kyle said, I worked hard. I don't know. I, I look at like video game Donkey, I think his name is. It's not, and, and he does a really good job. I, sometimes I see people do videos and think like, this is as good as anything I ever made. But uh, uh, maybe I'd be part of the gang. One thing that's definitely true now is like, like I, I would say that any of the guys who are like super talented, they can start any point of the game they want and they would be very successful. Because I'm, I'm finding people now who are like, 
before this new COD came out, they were co- completely unknown. Like maybe they had 50,000 uh, mm-hmm. modern time unknown, 50,000 subs that they earned over the course of five years or something like that. But they're incredible at this new game and they're just leaps and bounds, you know, 10,000 subs a day and stuff like that, you know, hitting a million subs like since the game has been released essentially because they're just so good and like their names aren't occurring to me right now. That Korean guy that I've mentioned a couple times, man, I have a hard time listening to him. He's like, like every time he gets a kill, he acts like he's just completely shocked. Oh, how am I doing this right now? I don't know what's happening. Oh, how is it? How am I still alive? Like, like that's his commentary, like throughout, and like, like I'm not shitting on that guy. Like, like he's doing really well, and I'm, I'm glad he's doing really well. But it's just not my cup of tea at all. Um, but I'm seeing him do incredibly well. I and I watched the gameplay. I just turned the sound off. The, it, it seems like gameplay is more important now than it was whatever ten years ago. Like, it, it, there, there was a spot for an unexceptional gamer ten years ago. I don't know if the name the other guy who goes whatever thirty and five. And people watch that. I don't know. I think that those people play bl- play blackout now. I think that that's the way to go because if you can get ten kills and win, then you've achieved a, a, a good video, right? Like yeah. like that's the that's the key. That's the thing that's nice about blackout and, the, and that that's what what's fun about battle royale is you don't have to have this intense ten minute session. You can have a thirty minute session with like multiple one minute intense parts in it and it, it's almost like heavy weightlifting versus long distance running or something like that it's it, it's just, it's a different way to get the job done and 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 i feel like even if you're not quite as talented as a shroud or or or, or a summit like you can go in there and you can you can you'll have a good blackout game we i haven't played in a couple of weeks but like we have a good blackout game every you night. You can win like, every so play. often, yeah. Especially uh, we, if you're a personality, you might get aid. You know, guys who either don't want to kill you or just, you know, killing the other 40 while you're on the side or something. You know, the guys who, if they just, if, if a pro or a cheater doesn't kill you, that's really helpful. Uh, you can't recognize people in the game, you know. it's it, it, There's no way to know who's who unless they're stream sniping you and those people are just assholes trying to get you anyway. Uh, uh, it's I, get, I didn't want to call out. Doctor Disrespect has some fans, cheaters even, who yeah. just get twenty-seven kills in a game, but don't kill Doctor Disrespect. So that becomes. In, uh, have you seen that in, in Call of Duty? Excuse me, in Call of Duty. No, this was PUBG. Ah, yeah. See, it's very different in PUBG. Um, that that happened a lot. Um, but but COD is either for whatever reason, maybe it's the matchmaking or whatever, but. It's it's more difficult to stream snipe. It seems like it's harder to get into the game. Mm. And I could be wrong about this, but one of the unique things about PUBG, um, I think, is at the bottom of the screen, there's like a, a server ID number that's unique to each game you're in. And so you, you can join that pre And the pregame lobby is this long, spooling up type process, three minutes, four minutes sometimes. And you can just like join 315CB. Nope. Leave. Join 315 Four. Nope. And you can and you can you can mm. get in the guy's game. And then, you know, you got your streaming monitor over here. Stream watch sniping monitor. Then you got your gaming monitor here. And you're just like, all right, he's jumping and going to the castle. And I'm going to castle too. And you can really fucking ruin somebody's gameplay. And and, and it's it's a real shitty thing to do. But, yeah. but and, it's and definitely people who it sucks come to in delay too. It ruins the stream, right? Like, if I can't interact with the people, then that kind of blows, which is the, yeah. s- the solution, in quotes. So, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how well I could do nowadays. 
what's cool is the top of the top always hit new heights, right? When the current, I don't know who's on, who's king of the world right now. I'll say KSI or something. When his star fades and the next kid comes along and takes his spot, they're going to be bigger than TV. They're going to be movie stars. They already are bigger than TV in a lot of ways. Like people imagine like cable TV being way bigger than it is. Like when you see like uh, the top rated news shows on cable and it's like Hannity with 3 million, Rachel Maddow with 2.8 million. Like you like take a step back and you think and it's like, oh, so people like PewDiePie don't just win these battles. They wipe the floor with them. Like YouTubers are getting views. These people like they would kill for uh, a reasonably big YouTuber view uh, total like their their viewership is either stagnating or tanking yeah it oh i didn't see that video sorry but yeah we can we can watch this if this uh, is i don't know if we should uh, watch no, it no, not a good it's, one it's six minutes and 39 seconds long i just i saw the title i'm obviously yeah. not going to watch it during the show but like oh you, you know, haven't seen this already it was, so you it, can't summarize it no it well you could you could read the title there if if, if you want and, and again i don't know if we need need to go into it too much but like it was related video for whatever reason to that don zimmer clip that we were watching i don't i i want i we have to mention the title at this point like we, we've alluded to it so it. Uh, a video made its way to kyle's attention and he put it in the skype chat and it's called white boy seven street betrays wings of redemption aka jordy jordan then admits to watching troll channels the thing like I, I, without watching the six minutes of it and i this is part of my personality i kind of like find a way where it's not that bad you know like like well it's a channel called leech of redemption painting it as this real scandalous thing so like (laughs) you know maybe if you watch the the context of it it's not going to be that extreme should we look um you know it's six and a half minutes long i i I don't know it could it could be a real loser what does it mean but want to give it 45 seconds and see where yeah okay we've got nothing but time yeah are you guys ready Sure. Ready, set, play. We got a bottle of wine. Boom. Man, I was whipping the Tesla in the blizzard, and holy moly, I was proud of her. Why Tesla cars are a bad idea. You should never buy one. Elon Musk has proved again and again he's got more money than brains. Granted, I'm not trying to say he's a dumb person, but he makes bad business choices, and he's just got more money than he needs to do with. So I, I miss talking to White Boy. I miss talking to all the podcast show guys. Like White Boy's one of the nicest people you ever meet. Man, I was whipping the Tesla in the blizzard. What does that mean, the Tesla in the blizzard? He's he was driving a Tesla in Cheers, the blizzard. Everybody. It literally in snow. Okay. It tastes of ass. All right, we're gonna get into some randoms. Does it bother you that people uh, bring up the classic days? No, not at all. I kind of live in the past, so why why would it bother me? <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. El otro el, el becato, el gato. All right, wings in this up the the Discord. Wings is Discord. Look here and everyone. I want everyone to look here. I know what you're doing, and I have one thing to say about Wings of Redemption. I actually want to make a video on Wings of Redemption. I got one word. Tax exemption. Me and my boy. Wings of Redemption. He's a big guy. All right, I'm going to mute it during the, the <laughs> audio. Mastermind, he has what all these that? people dancing on his on his strings. He's trolling and controlling. This Wings does not sound like betrayal to me. Of people. He has this community of people waiting for his every move. And I also wanted to make a, a, a channel called 
I want to buy Wings of Redemption's channel and then steal people's clips who steal Wings' clips and then upload the stolen clips to Wings' channel. That would be my ideal business move. I had that same business idea. Mm. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like, I do actually what are they going to accuse Ray. Wings of stealing the content? <laughs> I those fucking videos, dude. Of his own content? Those videos are fucking... They he, he did like, upload uh, one of the troll like, videos once, and they, and they flagged like it, Wings and he got a videos. copyright strike. Copy, copy, you're the retard essay, because I called it out, and no one called out where we're not landing, so fuck you, man. Fuck you. I don't know if this is going anywhere. Yes, Trump. Whatever you say, Trump. Probably not. Man, he's building a wall? The worst part about this is playing on console. Alright, should I team kill him? Team kill wings? Uh, I need $30 PSN. Oh, he's literally yeah. gonna team kill wings. On me, they're shooting me! Oh wait, well that doesn't My make sense. He's dipping. not playing with wings. wings how, how do you know he's not playing with wings? He's on console. Oh, oh, unless oh wings is... So, Listen, he's complimenting wings. So you guys wings. Are, are hip to like, what's going on with PKA and... What's going on with Kyle? I see. I, I went to the subreddit and I seen like... Yeah, he's not like, even playing with trial him. soon or some shit? No, that was talking about you! Big ups, Lord of the Rings, Liquid Richard. My teammates didn't do absolutely anything that entire match. I only had two fucking kills. All right, what do you want? I'm not joining your fucking Discord, peasants. Fucking Liquid Richard, fucking Discord, and Sean Ranklin, and Lord of the Rings. One thing, one thing. He hasn't. He hasn't done what I call betraying him yet. This is the last. Oh, he's playing Liquid Richard. Shout out Sean Franklin. Yeah. Like, I'd be perfectly happy playing with another man's dick. I'm being <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm being serious. I'm worried about the music. I, I, uh. Nah, this is Liquid Richard. This ain't copywritten. I, are you sure? Your album today. The beat could be copywritten. Oh, he makes We got copyright struck last PKA. On what? Uh, we watched an NHL video of old lady shooting... Like in the middle of a mostly oh, covered wow. net. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, that's, that's probably enough of this. I, I don't know where this is headed. Yeah. So it, I, it they're really ferocious nowadays, more more than you'd think. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was, but um, but I I, I don't know if you listen to Liquid Richard. Um, he's got it. He, the album just dropped. He made a whole album. He made an album. How many right. songs in this album in his LP? Off the top of my head, at least a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a real Foundry album. of Misery says that he is the new musical Liquid Richard uh, leader. He's taken his role as the as the top guy. Yeah. Li Foundry I of Misery did that other song, Mr. Big yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I want to see. How Are these as high quality as the uh, Mr. Big Guy? <laughs> no. Not they're, to they're, me. They're, they're like. They like mix. Um, yes, the last who rise. The name of the album. <laughs> it's thirty-two minutes. <laughs> this is the last hoorah I, I feel for Wings so it, months ago I didn't feel for Wings I felt like he made his bed and, and he was the villain in every story and he was just getting what came to him now it feels like he's the relentless victim of online bullying that he can't do anything right he hasn't done anything wrong in months and it's not slowing down and he also can't leave the internet right like all, most people you just close the laptop, but this is where the money comes in. So, like, he just gets attacked kind of personally for a living. And 
you get paid, but you, you, it eats your soul out. I is well, he's still doing well because of like he's been in a much better mood recently, right? Weight loss, the the medication and everything. Like the, I don't watch his stream, so I have no idea. You never know. You never know. It, it, you know, it's it, it, some days are good, some days are bad. It seems like uh, you know he's he still it looks has like he's lost an insane amount of weight. So that, I, I don't think it does. I think he's lost seventy five pounds, maybe. I, I don't know. Those pictures on his Twitter make me think. It looks like way more than 75. I think he said his goal was to lose 100 by the end of the year, and he said he's nowhere near that. You know, I, I don't, I don't so think I'm he's... not good at estimating weight when it's guys outside the range you see every day. Yeah, like when you're at the cattle barn. You're like, is that an 800-pound heifer or a 700-pounder? I don't know. Could I be either good. one. But with wings, uh, I, well, I, don't, I couldn't guess how many pounds he lost. I can see the difference for sure. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Something happened. So he had the surgery. Wasn't fake. I was, uh, oh, go ahead. That's it. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was, uh, was thinking, I know we've done silly superpowers before, Mm. but I was trying to think of superpowers that are actively not useful and how like you could still technically get into like Professor X's Academy on a technicality, but you'd be like the lower rung kid getting bullied by the the fire and ice hand people. And a couple (laughs) I was thinking of. Uh, you guys jumped in with anything. Is that Professor uh, Sticky Hand? Fast growing facial hair. <laughs> just very For- fat. Well, like one <laughs> I, I thought of was uh, you have invisibility, but only when crossing the road. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Sticky Hands. His hands are incredibly sticky, and he he could totally climb a wall with them. The problem is they're always sticky. So they're just disgusting all the time. And there's all kinds of refuse. No women will have him. Like those things you would get for three tickets at Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. Yeah, the- those hands that you sling. And after one sling, you're like, oh, we don't even oh. have a cat. Like, <laughs> what is all this shit? Uh, another one is uh, you have the ability to fly, but you still have to go through TSA to, <laughs> before you can take off. Uh, uh, magnet you super strength. Man. You're like Magneto. But you have no control over your powers. And so <laughs> metal objects are constantly just, you're like a walking You're always like magnet. dirty and dusty with like iron on you. <laughs> yeah. Constantly having things stuck to you. Kids are picking on you in, in middle school by just sticking, sticking fucking shit to the, your back all the time. And you can't reach it because you're also overweight because of the depression. <laughs> because you can't get the snacks off your hands. And so you have to eat them off. <laughs> what, what about... Oh, no. Deanna Troy's superpower, right? Where I can't really read your mind, but I can tell if you're stressed out. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's the worst fucking character. (laughs) Who who is that character you're talking about? Deanna Deanna. Troy is from Star Trek. And and Picard would be like negotiating with the Romulans or something. And she's like, Picard, I can sense that he's nervous. Yeah, that's helpful. She's like a she's a telepath. She's an empath. Uh But 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 she her power whenever her powers could actually like save the day. That's the day when he's blocking me somehow. <laughs> like, like, like he—it's like one of those mentalists who, uh-huh. who like, when, when you've like turned the tables on them, and they're like, pick a number between one and five, and you're like, one and a half, and they're like, ooh, oh, something's blocking my powers. Uh, <laughs> that number doesn't work with the bullshit <laughs> game with that I play cold, with numbers. With cold reading that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm hearing a ma. She was <laughs> a da. The only. <laughs> she's played by an actress called Mariana Sirtis, I think. And the only good thing about her is one, there's a movie beforehand where she's topless. So you get to see them titties. And two, in the first season, she's 
Counselor Cleavage. Okay, just she wears this bodysuit, and she's not great looking, but she's she's pretty, and it's just camel toe cleavage, camel toe cleavage. I love oh, watching I, HD Star Trek. I end up jerking off halfway through one of <laughs> what's there's her an episode, uh, Mariana Sirtis, I think it's like M I R I A N A S I R T I S, maybe. Okay. Uh, Counselor Troy would get it if I'm if I'm wrong about her actual name. I, I think that's it, it though. Was I right about her name? Uh, yes. Yeah. And I'm looking for the topless. Here oh, you I'm go. I'm finding uh, her current pictures. She's... Ah, uh, yeah. Just, oh, here she is. Yep. Got the long curly hair. Got some titties out. Now, if you want the best episode of her on Star Trek, it's the one where she and Dr. Beverly Crusher are doing yoga in, like, these tight-fitting yoga onesies in some sort of holodeck program because you can't just... You have to do yoga in a hologram, of course. No, we can't just go to our quarters and do it. It's the future. Is there like a space explanation for it? Or is it just like two hot women in spandex who need to like, we need to uh, go to the holodeck and test it. Uh, we, we're going to go to a Zen Buddhist garden. And no, stretch. there's no explanation. Star Trek is amazing at, at, at exploiting their hot female actresses because they know their audience. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of nerdy dudes. You go to Star Trek Inter- um, Enterprise, which is like it's it's one of the newer ones as far as we're concerned, as far that's as release date. No, that's Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh. Enterprise was a prequel to like all of the uh, previous Star yeah. Trek. It's like the first ship that they're sending out, and they shouldn't even be sending it out. It's it's so like junky and under under equipped for like the 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 galaxy uh, that, that they're being exposed to. We're way behind technologically. We're really relying on the the Vulcans to like give us engines and weaponry and that sort of thing. And the Vulcans look down on us like redheaded stepchildren, and they're always fucking talking bad about us behind our back. Anyway, they have the sonic shower. All right, now the sonic shower is how you get clean in the future. Apparently, cool. Can't be can't be wasting water, so you just stand in this room naked. And I guess and some sound fucking, waves clean you and sound waves fucking clean you. And they always find a reason for Jolene Blaylock to get real dirty. And Jolene Blaylock nice. is one of the hottest fucking actresses they ever put in Star Trek. She's got she's delicious. All right. She's got a big old ass. She's got some nice titties. She's got perfect fucking lips. And I like that short haircut that they, they put on her that she's she plays a Vulcan in the show. Which is basically just a human being with some pointy ears and no no fucking sense of humor, and she's always in the sonic shower, usually with another dude, and and the other dude will be like, oh yeah, let me get your back in the sonic shower, which makes no sense. Of what do you do? Just be like, hey, let me get your back. Oh! <laughs> just scream at their back. You got something behind your ear. Ah! Okay, I you got it. This show was on the CW network and showed that they would show. <laughs> About as much cleavage as you can possibly get away with, and this is my favorite. They'd show a little bit of ass cleavage. All Dude, right. As you're saying this, it's playing. Like I found it on YouTube, and there's like and my favorite. They show some ass cleavage. He pulls She's down the back of her like bikini bottom underwear and starts cleaning it somehow. Yeah, I'm gonna get the top of that ass crack. I just want to run my finger in there. Well, you know, like mm. the. the make the boobs nice and shiny and wet is there like a sonic effect of like they're vibration sweaty. Or it's like they're oiled or up or something okay. now she's doing the dude's legs and his back it's got to be almost over you know this is what star uh, star trek was about yeah, that's what star trek's always been about like <laughs> like it's not a new thing like like from the 2000s 
It, it wasn't new in the 90s. It was new in 1969 mm-hmm. when fucking Kirk was riding around with bitches who were wearing nothing but aluminum foil and shit. He's <laughs> on this planet with this chick at one point. A lot of times these chicks are so ditzy, they border on mental retardation. And that's not, I'm not saying that to be funny. It's literally like, wait a minute, this is some sort of race of people who are like so simple-minded that like this is just a slave girl with a 70 IQ. Like he should I don't think he can legally fuck her, <laughs> but he's running around with her and just big they've all got like double D titties wrapped in aluminum foil with like cleavage everywhere and like Lieutenant Ohura, who's a sexy black lady and was running the fucking communications on the ship. She wore a mini skirt that is literally illegal. All right, <laughs> like like she had to wear bloomers underneath it because they were always within sight. You could always it was see her a panties. glorified belt. You always saw her panties because it, she it, cheerleaders have longer skirts. Okay, it, what's I'm, her name? Uh, Lieutenant Ohura. Dude, cheerleading okay, is really fucked up. Like, I, 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 it's weird. To be a father who's had a daughter in a cheerleader outfit. I don't think she was ever really a cheerleader. But whatever. She, from time to time, every girl growing up has one on. And it's just like, she's yeah. in a cheer. Like, are we all just going to sit here and pretend that this isn't a thing? You, know, you can see their underwear and they jump around a lot. That's what uh, If it was gymnastics, you wouldn't have a problem. You ever see a wrestling singlet? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's cock and ball city Dude, all day I, long. I, I think it's... I wish wrestling switched to board shorts. They could be shirtless and it'd be less gay. Two dudes wrestling in board shorts is less gay than singlets. Ah, uh, they should go backwards. If it's I like pinned Greek Kyle stick. down and slowly kissed his neck, it'd be almost as gay as professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what would Not you have them wrestling. wear? What's the, you meant the oh, I'm, I'm just teasing. Like, I know, like, they, there's, like, I've talked to wrestling friends, like, people who did in high school with, like, that proposition of, like, why don't you just wear board shorts and, like, a tank top or no shirt at all or something? And they're like, well, you know, there's, like, the pulling and the grasping and being able to get a handful of it. And it was like... Like, apparently, it's much harder to regulate than I would think as a non-wrestler. Yeah. You know, when when I did wrestle, like in middle school, I didn't wear a onesie. Like we just wore like athletic gear. I, I, so I've done a lot of grappling in board shorts, and uh, I guess it's kind of a thing. There's certain you can stop them from like advancing on you, but you can't like grab a leg and control a leg by the by shorts. You know, they bend their knee anyway. Um, I don't. I just think it'd be better. Put them in a rash guard and board shorts, and it won't look so terrible. That's what I'd mm-hmm. have them wear. I think it literally hurts wrestling. I think guys don't wrestle because of the singlet. I think people don't watch wrestling because of the singlet. I think that singlet is a big problem for the sport. I don't think people don't watch it. Like, in all seriousness, I don't actually think wrestling is gay because they wear the singlet thing. Like, it makes sense from I the sport it. perspective. Like, the, you don't want to have, like, you want to be as, like, just your body as much as possible. Wrestling is clinging for life. Uh, wrestling, it got removed from the Olympics, and then there was this big uproar, and they added it back to the Olympics, like, but it's on a by hanging by a thread, maybe for a, a time or two, and uh, they they need to make some changes to make wrestling more friendly. And I think board shorts and a rash guard is one of them. We went from hot chicks and Star Trek to to what kind of gear wrestlers should wear, and I'm not going to allow it. We're we're going back. How do you like to see your opponent's genitals framed before you go in for a double leg? <laughs> All right, so these uh, this is a list up from Ranker.com of the hottest women on Star Trek. And like we don't have to go into the nerdy bits, but let's just scroll through them, right? And oh, I'm look, on it. Yeah, let's not let's not let this get nerdy. <laughs> All right. So, so what are you looking at right now? Are you looking at uh, Ishara Yar yet? Looking I went Tanya too Barrett. far. I didn't realize we started at 
We started at number six. This is very confusing to me. I think this is page two. If you go to the top, you can um, you go back. It says back to page one. Let me see. It's terribly formatted site. Oh, it, they agree. I agree with their number one pick. So, so seven just, of nine. You put it number seven one. Seven of nine is the hottest. Seven of nine is super hot. I will give you did that. My video freeze for you. Uh, it did. Yeah, but uh, the, my, my issue with seven okay. of nine is I can't tell how much of it is just the suit. I think she I've, has essentially. A push-up bra going on there. I, I think she's. I don't think that's all her. Um, I've seen her like in in other gear, and and that's that, it's almost all her. It is so tight in the middle that she fainted from time to time it's on a set. Corset. And yeah, I a, like that. And a padded top. She's wearing it though, and that makes her the hot one of the hottest chicks. She's also beautiful, well-spoken, intelligent, all that stuff. And I don't just mean her character. I mean the person also. And I'm going to have to reset my computer, fix my camera in a minute, but I just want to finish this. She was going to sex clubs with her politician husband and stuff. Like, like Now, if you scroll down, Carol Marcus doesn't oh. count. She's in the 2009 Star Trek movie. Now, this is just ridiculous that they had her stripped down like before she went on a mission. Kyle, I think you're, being, uh, you're picking and choosing when it's okay to be in your panties and bra. I, I think am. it is always okay to be. Yeah. So, so for people that don't know, she played. What did she play? What was her role? She was like a love she interest. She was the of daughter Chekhov? of like of like the 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 admiral or something like that. She like got on board as a science officer to like help them on the mission. She it, it was it was it was a stretch. It was a bit of a stretch. And, and for whatever reason, they had to change outfits and they did that on camera. And it was gratuitous. And it just was. Having yeah. said that, I'm okay with gratuitous bronze. Yeah, real hot. It's now hot. scrolling down. My the my my pick that I said a few minutes ago, mm -hmm. Jolene Blaylock, who played Topal in uh, Star Trek uh, 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 Enterprise. Now going to number four, I have a hard time getting on board. Ooh, I like her. I like her too, but like uh, you know, I I don't think she's the fourth hottest lady in Star Trek ever. Um, I mean, you can scroll down and like I think Tanya Barrows is hotter, and I don't even know who the fuck that is. See that now? There's there's my thing. She, I think, might be the fourth hottest person with a significant role, or even third hottest, because the one didn't have a significant role, the bra and panties chick. But if you look at everyone who's ever cameoed on the show, which is what some of these are going to be, then, yeah, they're going to be hotter. Um, scrolling down, you've got... Ashara uh, uh, Rar? Uh, yeah. Now, she's up there, in my opinion, because even though this is a bit of a grainy photo... You can still see the camel toe. That's how much camel toe there was. <laughs> Even in this grainy fucking cell phone picture of a of a tube TV, you can still see the fucking camel toe on this lady. It was just pussy lips all day long, <laughs> right in Commander Data's face. If Worf had been there, he'd have fucking he'd have started growling or something, and he'd have had to grab that big juicy camel toe. He'd have been flaring his nostrils. I smell your estrus. Like <laughs> he'd have been getting into it. That's a long camel. That's like the like looking at a goose bill from the side. Mm, I want like how long that is. Now, number seven, Droxine. This is classic Star, original Star Trek, the series. Just titty bitch. Mm. Just, 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 there were a dozen ladies who wore this pretty much the same outfit. It was just a bikini, you know, a space bikini with just some big old titties just everywhere. And this is actually one of the classier ones. <laughs> Who's Kamala? Do you remember her? Uh, she was a guest star on TNG. the next generation. Oh. Yeah, she she's a um, uh, what's that fucking species of people? She was a um, a trill. I want to say Dax. I'm I'm a little mixed up. Like Maybe Dax. 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 Dax was the lady's name. Um, 
Well, it was the name of the, the worm that lived inside of her. Okay. Uh, she was Jedzia Dax, but there had been several other Dax symbiotes. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. This is incredibly no, nerdy. I'm starting to run through these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ahura after her. And then they put Robin Lafleur on there. And they... Lafleur. Yeah, they spell it Leffler. Like, she's not... It's just a, a, Ashley Judd on Star Trek. Now, Deanna Troy. A lot of people thought she was hot. She was nope. salivating. Not me. Rough looking. Rough looking. Without that makeup, I bet she looks like a bull junkyard dog. She just... It was all about that. that, that she was the hottest chick on the show because she was like the only like of age young lady on the show and she's on the bridge wearing that titty that's the thing a lot of guys like the curvy women and i add infinium that there are lots of ways to be hot now and i think that that's cool but the way that she's hot the you know i'd be even hotter if i weighed 15 pounds less is not my cup of tea uh, I'm scrolling through the rest of them, and there's really nothing else. Terry Hatcher was a guest star at one point. She's gorgeous there. That's like prime time Terry Hatcher. I agree with that. Uh, Kira from Deep Space Nine, I always thought was very hot, hotter than Jedzia. And uh, I don't know. I'm scrolling through looking for anything. I'm that's not finding actually... where you are, but yeah. Yeah, this list, this list keeps going. I'm at number 27 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, like. It's it's absurd. I, I'm I'm really looking. Are for they just gonna stuff. rank all the women that have ever been <laughs> Dude, on the show? Dude, some of these women. They really crush uh, Number sixty-eight, space lunch woman. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> See, some of these are getting overranked because they had significant roles. I think. ah, scroll down to number fifty-three. It, it just just that that <laughs> there's was just... genuinely fifty-three. I was <laughs> no, 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 no. I swear to God, fifty-three is the lady I was describing a minute ago who had the the like. Uh, the baked potato titties, uh, potato tits. the aluminum foil wrapped titties, mm-hmm. like, it's like, like Jiffy Pop. Yeah, it's like it, it's literally like titty, an aluminum foil bikini she's wearing. See, now this calls into my like. They, I, I just got to Tasha Yar, uh, Denise Crosby. Yeah, yeah. She was way hotter than Beverly Crusher. They're, I like the redheads, man. I I I, pref- I, I would prefer Bev. If I had to actually choose, I would. I I think I pick like. Season two, okay. Beverly Crusher. Over. Well, then, uh, this woman you're talking about, 53, Angelique Pettyjohn, totally hotter than Beverly Crusher. Oh, yeah. But she, she's like 30 places lower because she didn't have a big role. So that, that's the thing. Sure. Kyle, we need you to get fix your video. Everybody's yep. all. I'm going to have to reset, and okay. uh, hopefully it comes back right away. All right. So uh, I had something to jump to. Not a, not a big topic. Just I'm uh, listening. I, uh, I mean, this is something that everybody goes through. Like when you become an adult and you do something that you did as a kid, but you'd never done as an adult and you either realize like, well, this sucks. This isn't as much fun. Like, or you're like, this is awesome. And I went to Dave and Buster's for the first time as an adult the other day. And you remember going as a kid to Dave and Buster's where it was like, you know, you get your power card and it was like, all right, Taylor, you got fucking 50 points or however many points it is. So I'd like walk around and be looking at it like 6.8 points. Am I, am I going to burn almost 12% of what I have <laughs> on this game? No, no, Taylor, be smart. Go play something better. And I, you know, still found myself doing that, like uh, that habit of going around and like swiping it. And then like when I ran out of points, like I had like an epiphany where it's like, I've got a beer in my hand. I'm a grown-up. I can get as many points as I want. And so I like went over there and like swiped on another like $50 of points. And me and my girl were having a ton of fun. It was like one of those things that you don't think about 
as as a child. But as an adult, it was so cool to go around Dave and Buster's and just load up with as many PowerPoints as I want, spend as much time playing on the games that I wanted. It was, I don't know, it was just it was a silly little thing, but it was neat because I'd never experienced Dave and Buster's that way. I'd only ever experienced it rationing my points because my parents gave me a finite amount. You must have been to a better Dave and Buster's because. I go to Dave and Buster's even semi-recently, 10 years ago or something, and it's like, huh, video games have advanced a lot since Dave and Buster's were a thing. This mm-hmm. is a modern-day duck hunt. That sucks. Like, that's not even a good game. And, and you won, A lot of them are. You won $4 for this? For, for like, duck hunt? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. They had one cool, like, VR kind of thing where it was, of course, Jurassic Park, where they, like, sit you in, like, a four... Like, if Kyle or you or someone who had had real VR stuff tried it on, you'd be like, this is so lame. But I've never done it, so it was really neat to me. I've never done it. You just sit in this chair, like, in a row of four, and you put the headset on, and... uh, Yeah, I think it was a Vive, actually. Yeah, it froze again, but give it a minute. You know, but it's a good look, so let's ride it out for a bit. Yeah, you look fine. I think (laughs) it was a Vive, and I put it on... And, like, immediately you're immersed in the dinosaur world and you have, like, the gun thing. And the game must have stressed, like, ten different times where it was like, now when the dinosaurs run past you, use your scanners to scan the dinosaurs. You are not killing any dinosaurs. <laughs> you're scanning them into the database. And it was, like, that kind of ruined it because I, I wasn't having fun scanning the dinosaurs. <laughs> I wanted to kill the dinosaurs or at least give me a trank gun so I could pretend. But uh, overall, VR, very neat. If I once it once that gets down to consumer prices more my level, I'll give it a go. Ah, yeah, I'm. Tw- I've been they, playing with Colin now? lately. Colin has a gaming PC. You guys should see. I don't know if I can get his keyboard over here. Uh, I will try for the audience anyway to show off Colin's legit gaming keyboard. Blue cherries. It's good. Um, but yeah, so we've been playing Left 4 Dead lately. It's funny. The first moment Colin played Left 4 Dead, I was very excited and impressed with how good he was. All right, Kyle. Um, Game's back. So Kyle played my, no, I'm not, uh, Colin played Minecraft a lot. So instantly he's like running backwards, jumping, crouching. He's WASD proficient. And then mm-hmm. there were a few other things to pick up too. Oh, thanks, baby. So there were a few other things to pick up too, like you know reloading and opening doors, and that was all no trouble to him. So I thought I just spilled. Oh no! I wish I had his camera right now. For some reason, I don't. What did he do? Tell me. He spilled his coffee on his Ah! desk. Oh no! That really sucks. All right, can you guys carry the show for a bit? I'm gonna clean up my coffee. Uh, And if Kyle freezes, it's all me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) the Taylor Show. The Taylor Show. Yeah, I was. uh, I was talking to Woody about. Well, the, the Dave and Buster's thing is done. I don't have anywhere else to go with that. Yeah, it's garbage place. I think that I, I don't. Oh, think I thought Dave it was Buster's. fun. No, it, that's I, okay. Were you drinking? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> you all, like, like, like the only thing that makes Dave and Buster's fun is getting fucking wasted and then going <laughs> shooting some basketball or some some ski ball with your friends and laughing about how bad you are at it and 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 like I oh, remember this where we were kids and we do this shit. Now we're adults and we're wasted. Look at that. Look at how many tickets I have. Look at how many tickets. I don't even care. You know they don't even do tickets anymore? Like, I was expecting to get tickets. They load the tickets onto the card. Yeah. It's more environmentally friendly. was really not as much fun for me, frankly. I have a Dave & Buster's card somewhere loaded up with, like, thousands of points. Because we used to go. We used to go, and I would always get some faggy drink. 
it would be like red, white, and blue, like literally, like like of like crazy shaved. Shirt. It's like shit. No, no, the ice in the drink would oh. be like red, uh, like like American flag ice, and then they just soak it all in rum. I guess I don't know. I don't know what it even was. But one it, of those, and you're having a lot of fun at the you oh. know uh, Walking Dead game. It was like a tall boy too. It was it was like as big as one of those really tall beers. that's like sixteen or eighteen ounces or something like that. But it was like a, a powerful mixed drink, and it was all that silly ice and stuff. It was all sugary, and uh, you know, I get plastered on about two of those bad boys, and go fucking play the old Terminator Two video game. Dun 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 dun. dun. You've got the big gun to actually hold. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was I always- liked. I like. I never really went for the ticket games as much. Like I like the shooting games and like the fun aim games. You know. Yeah, like I, even at Chuck E. Cheese, I was like that. Like I'd I'd try and like go. You remember as a kid going into Chuck E. Cheese with like some resolve at a friend's birthday party, where it's like, you know what, Taylor, you're eight now, and it's about time you started earning your keep. So you're gonna get that inflatable shark, and you're gonna need a thousand twelve hundred or a thousand five hundred tickets to do it. And so then like you'd spend the first half hour doing those shitty hit the light when it gets there to win two hundred tickets, and then when you're like almost out of coins, you're like, fuck this. Like I can I can guilt you know my parents into buying me that. Remember they'd have that, um, like a PlayStation 2 up there on the wall? And when yeah. you got there, you would aspire to get 20,000 fucking tickets somehow and get that PlayStation 2. You're like, how badass would it be if I won a PlayStation 2? And you'd play like $40 worth of quarters, like like multiple rolls of quarters. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, I got 800 tickets. What does that buy me? And they're like, nothing, nothing. Come back next time. Like It's, it's like an eraser, one of those erasers you just stick on the back of a pencil. Or like a a drink koozie or something garbage like that. It was such a scam. Where you yeah, cloth rings, rubber poppers, Chinese finger things. traps, sing, uh, sticky hands, um, those frogs that you push down on and they flip up. All I, the shit. I all like the, the trash. The, the erasers that look like little people. You know the game where you just dunk quarters into it as many as you want, as fast as you want, and it continually has that that like arm that pushes oh, the huge. Yeah pile of quarters toward the edge and, and it never you, quite makes it <laughs> it never quite makes it but you have you have to do everything in your power not to fucking shake the shit out of that machine and get that pile of like a hundred dollars worth of quarters just rain down because you know it'd be satisfying as fuck and it's money it's not oh, tickets yeah. it's not gummy bears it's fucking money you know in there if you shake those an alarm goes an off. alarm goes off you know how i learned because i must have been like 10 and i was in the same you know thought process and just shake it a lot of them tumble down, little alarm goes off, and nobody working there gives a fuck. And the so alarm, you're fine. The alarm went off on me on the basketball game. I, uh, we've all cheated at the basketball game and ski ball. It, it just didn't feel wrong to cheat at the basketball game. So I'm just like climbing into the machine, <laughs> essentially. Like if I fall, if I tumble in, God knows what happens. I end up like, appear like, foolish, yeah. <laughs> like, like cramped up in some sort of ball holding facility down below or something. But I'm just like... It was like I it, it was like that part in Mission Impossible One where Tom Cruise is like dangling inches yeah. below the pressure sensitive floor. It, it, it was a ridiculous alarm to safeguard thirty paper tickets. It, it, it just it, it seemed like overkill. It's to safeguard the you know seventy five dollars of coins in there. <laughs> ah, I know. It was like a laser that you broke when you went too far into the machine, and I was just shooting baskets, you know? Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Oh, just meaning they're not protecting the tickets. They had like, to they be. They were trying to keep me from getting that high score. They did not want you to get that PS2. That's what it was. Like, when you didn't have the 
like math knowledge to put it all together and you'd spend like 10 minutes like you said getting as many tickets as possible like yeah. it, the difference between like i got 200 and i need forty thousand. like as a kid <laughs> you're like this, this i don't even know i, I could play this Almost forever there. i'll never get that high or you're what? like you know if i did this for every day that my parents will bring me here and pay 70 dollars <laughs> what was the thing that like Maybe you'd go out with your parents somewhere and you'd be driving home and you would beg them to like, oh, oh, before we come home, we're right next to the fireworks store. Can we stop and get some fireworks? Can I have fireworks? What was, oh. was there anything like that for you? Because for me, it literally was fireworks. Like, like we would drive into South Carolina for dinner because that was like the closest like big city that had like, you know, Outback Steakhouse and like, like, like a mall and movies and stuff. So we'd, we'd go out as a family and like have dinner and go to the movies and maybe stop by the mall. And on the way back, I'm just like, can we please, please go to the fireworks store? And it'd be like, what happened last time? I, I set I set a fire. And what and who had to put it out? You did. That's right. Whenever you learn to put out fires, we'll go to the fireworks store. Or, or it'd be like, or be like what'd you do last time? I, I put in 80s and beer bottles and and threw them. And what happened? Glass got in the yard. And what happened? <laughs> You drove over the glass and you popped the tire on your truck. And who had to get a new tire? Well, you did because I'm an eight-year-old child and I don't have a job. <laughs> so, if they so, paid me to put M80s in glass bottles, I would have contributed. <laughs> like, like, like that was the big one for me. And occasionally, like, like maybe one out of ten trips. Yeah. All right. You know. Yeah. Let's let's go to the fireworks store. Sure. You know. All right. And I'd be like, How much do I get to spend? And it get twenty five dollars worth of stuff, and I'd be like, "Can I get thirty dollars worth of stuff? Because then I can get this, 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 and this." Now all of a sudden, those that, that my lack of math skills at the ticket booth at Dave and Buster's, now I'm fucking a perfect mind, and I'm drawing <laughs> on glass backwards to figure out the the right amount of fireworks I can get for twenty eight dollars and seventeen cents or something. So I've already factored in South Carolina sales tax. Like I know what's going on, and I would come came to getting fireworks and. I'm literally researching like like like. Well, it seems to me that there's a maximum load that the South Carolinians can even put into a single firecracker. So why would I buy this thing that's like twenty fireworks that are when I could get this one that's eighty? This is four times for the same amount of money. So I'd get these tiny little firecrackers that look like the you know you buy the big bundle of firecrackers that they're all like tied together yeah. well they sell those individually like each of the each of the ones that go in the bundles except they've got like that green cannon fuse that burns slowly now as kids what we do what we do is we disassemble one of the big bundles of firecrackers and they have these little paper fuses that are literally just like chinese paper with black powder in them so when you light them the fuse is 0.5 seconds it's like pss, boom so you have to like light it and throw it, light it and throw it. And occasionally it'd go off in your hand and it'd like blacken your fingers and it'd sting like a motherfucker. Well, they sell these other ones that have the green cannon fuse. I love those. You got like 50 of them in a package for like eight fucking dollars. And those are the ones I'd put in the beer bottles or under the ice in the winter. Or I'd like tie That's them to cool. our, I'd, tie them, I'd like tape them to a rock, light them and throw them in the pond. It, so much fun to like do ridiculous or we tape them onto arrows and like light them shoot them at uh bee nests and stuff like that you know like we, we get creative because it's not enough to just throw a firecracker 
we'd have Roman candle wars, bottle rocket wars, everything, everything, and then plus the word war, you know, throwing the things yeah. at each other, and all just generally starting fire. We're just not good ideas. Paintball mask, and you're good to go. Uh, you don't want to get hit in the masks. face with one. Yeah, yeah, we were. I was always careful with my eyeballs. Didn't want to lose my peepers. So no, what was definitely. it for you? Was there anything like that where you were like, please stop so, at I mean, Toys R Us? I mean, Toys R Us for sure. I always wanted toys. But if I could tell it wasn't going to be a toy day, like I did like reading. And I knew that if I was like, if I requested like, oh, can we stop at Borders? Like, I want to get a book or a book or two or something. Like when I went in there, I, I, I knew I could pick out whatever book I wanted. So I'd like to go get like a book of like a military history with all like the cool pictures and shit explaining all the weapons from everywhere and all the air. I like the Guinness World Record books. The, I could get the Guinness World Record books and be like, how on earth are that guy's fingernails like that? I swear to wow, God, that's, that's, that's a mission. Yeah. The fingernail like, guy. Was that was yeah. always one of the cool ones. Yeah. That's the, dude, the thing on Jackass that makes me gag, I think, more than anything on Jackass is when they're like, uh, uh, you know, we went to you know India and we didn't really know how to take you know do Krishna or whatever. And so it's just him standing there with like a bunch of Indian models behind him. And he just goes, it's a Miller time. He pours <laughs> Miller light on his fingernails. And you watch as this frothy mixture of, of light Miller beer goes down his fingernails and Steve O's just drinking it off the bottom and Gagging. it makes me gag. Like, Oh, that, that's the nastiest thing I've ever done. He vomits in front of jackets. all of the, he vomits in front of all those ladies. The, uh, the paper cuts. I always say we've, we've talked about this before, but the paper cuts are the worst. <sighs> that's not gross though. That's just cringy. You know, uh, paper cuts. Yeah, but they're not gross. It's just like, a, Ooh, that smarts. Like, whereas, the other no. one, it's painful, but I'm saying I I'd rather get rather, paper cuts than drink the beer off of that guy's fingernails. I would drink the beer before the paper cuts. <sighs> I would get in, I might even get into that shitty porta potty. I think I would get into the shitty porta potty before before the paper cuts. No, dude, when you approached in that in that wave, that you know perimeter of smell, that stank air hit you, like. Do you remember the paper cut scene? They use a Manila envelope, one of the Where, big ones, like you're yeah. sending fucking. Your taxes are. He like opens something. his mouth and he goes. I think we've ah, talked ah. about this before. Like, yeah. We did, we did. It's awful though. That's that, that's the worst thing I've ever seen on Jackass. It, like, like like even when the guy stuck his dick through the wall and the snake bit it, I might do that. I might do that. That was more silly. It was a little snake. It's not. It's a little snake. Well, dick. I mean, it's a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom watches this show, right? And after I, I spilled my coffee, my first thought was like, <laughs> if my mom was here. She'd kick my ass. I yeah. wonder if her first thought after watching the coffee spill was like, someone better beat that guy. He'll just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's sad that your first thought at, in your own palatial home is, oh, she'd beat my ass. Yeah. Be. Oops. Yeah, like, that's, that's what you should think. Did you get anything ruined or pretty, no, pretty fine it's spill? It's cleaner good. than before. We got nice. some Clorox wipes in here, some paper towels. Got a sippy cup this time around. We're gonna be all right. <laughs> What's a sippy cup? What's a? I'm gonna name a couple things, and you guys are gonna tell me the best and the worst of those things. Okay. Mm. And if you have your own ideas for best or worst things, let me know. Go hey, on. So best or worst meats, steak, filet mignon. Although you guys said what lamb is better than steak? Lamb's underrated. Yeah. Not, it, it, lamb is not, better than beef. But a good steak is better than lamb chops. Okay. Like, like I, I've got a, uh, a Kobe Wagyu uh, New York strip in my freezer right now that I paid like $75 for. Very excited to eat that steak. It's small. It's tiny. 
but it's going to be delicious. It's going to melt in my mouth. It's going to be great. We used to have what? filet mignon. It was expensive to me because it was like $35. Uh-huh. And uh, our supplier dried up. So. So, well, they, no wonder. They're selling it for you know, <laughs> Maybe that's the issue. Yeah. Price. What's the worst meat? <sighs> shrimp. Shrimp, oh, really. I'm not I think with shrimp's you on pretty shrimp. good. Yeah. Worst I just meat. love all meats. This is hard for me. Yeah. Goat. Goat oh. is good. Fucking um, like, like and let's like what raccoon. People say like, venison is bad. I've never. Oh, they like, like venison. Oh, probably like uh, probably like tilapia, like some bland fish that only has the flavor that you cook. You into know what it. I was gonna? Lobster is overrated. Now I like lobster. Um, it's really halfway just a butter shovel, if I'm honest. But lobster itself doesn't bring a lot to the party. I, I like the ex- its consistency. Its texture is pretty good, but. Um, yeah, lobster's really a... It's, it's not a king of meat. Yeah, it's not yeah. that great. Yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, shrimp. That's... Uh, Best meat, obviously, beef. Worst, those fish that suck. What's uh, the best and worst sex positions? Hmm. Um, to give you a second to think, my worst would be standing in the shower. <laughs> that is a good one. And best would be doggy. I want some sort of like on the side, like like lying on our side in bed, doggy, because that's oh lazy fucking. That's a good lazy. one too. I like that where you're on your side and you just have to work like half your body. Yes, it's 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 very easy, but you're getting all of the benefits of doggy, and you can really get some leverage in, and you can grab stuff from that position, and you can choke, or pull hair, or whatever you want to do. Fish hook, you get the fish hook. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that if you were like, now be forewarned, I'm a rough lover. And then you get in there and you you fish hooker. Oh, is that an elbow to the back of the... Is it safe? This isn't UFC. Is it safe? Um, What? Yeah, what what I'll call a big spoon, I think Kyle is describing, is really good. Uh, A variation on that where you're kind of like an X is is also really good. Um, But I was going to pick on bottom. I know it's a bit of classic, just cowgirl. But, um, you know, the view is one to be appreciated. Uh, I, I like watching the, 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 the bouncy boobs in the, in the bottom show as well. It's all good to me. Um, it's pretty lazy. I think I like that, perhaps. Um, totally. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess one of the things that I find really erotic is her enthusiasm. So when she's on top, that's kind of like assured. Whereas, you know, a lot of other positions, uh, like if she's just the receiver, that doesn't ooze enthusiasm to me. And what would the worst one be? <sighs> standing in the shower is hard to beat. Uh, standing in the pool is the same damn thing. There's a, there's a three-second period between starting standing shower sex and when you think, how much longer do I have to do this before we can go somewhere comfortable? Like uh, immediately, you know, it's not fun for more than a minute at most. Yeah, I don't want to get... like slip. You're stressed out. This is the lovely like, woman who just brought me my second coffee and didn't beat me once that I'm going to talk. A lot of it has to do with lube on entry. You know, like, like it, if, if, if she's three quarters of the way there in bed, you can just kind of, I don't know, smear it around or so and make it good. Three Spit quarters of the way it. there. Yeah. You never done that with the head. Uh, if, um, if if that is the case in the pool, it doesn't get better from there. Yeah, I've I've never had hot tub sex, mm. but oh, I imagine I died having that hot tub sex. A way to get terrible disease. I literally diseases. almost died having hot hot tub sex one time. I uh I started talking to this girl online, 
she lived in like Nashville. And, uh, and, and so like Gatlinburg, Tennessee was like two and a half hours from me and maybe two, two and a half hours from her, something like that. Like, like it was kind of in the middle and Gatlinburg, Tennessee, in case you don't know, it's kind of a vacation spot. It's really pretty. It's in the smoky mountains of Tennessee. And I was like, yeah, let's just meet up this weekend, go to Gatlinburg or whatever. And we did. And, and I rented this cabin and we'd been having a whole bunch of sex. You know, we, we just like met each other and we're, that's, we're there to hook up and we're spending the weekend together. And, uh, that night I, 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 got the perfect trifecta to make me almost die. She, I, I want to say that she was on top. Whatever I was doing was strenuous. <laughs> I think we, we, changed, we tried a couple positions, but we ended up doing some sort of like doggy thing, but up to our like chests in the hot tub water. So we're being boiled at 103 degrees, and I've taken Viagra, and, and I've had a few drinks. <laughs> I, what a bad combination. I'm going at it hard. All right, I'm really getting after it. And I realize that I'm getting like lightheaded and out of breath and not out of breath and like like you know your own cardio. Even if you don't have good cardio, like you know like you it's sort of like a tachometer on a car. You you can feel yourself getting to the red line and you know where that is and you can back off, you can go back down to 4000 RPM or whatever. I seem to have gone from 2000 RPMs to like 9000 RPMs on a Yamaha R1 really <laughs> quickly. I, I went from rum, rum, rum to and I'm just like, hubba, 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 hubba. <laughs> like literally I can't speak. I'm like, oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And I'm like, I got to get out. And she's a nurse. And she and, and so like I, I stagger out of the hot tub and it's like cold as fuck outside where we're like it's an outdoors hot tub. And I'm like, something's wrong. Something's I can I can't talk. I'm so out of breath. Literally, I feel like I would have had a stroke or a heart attack if I had like tried to push through it. I would have definitely gone unconscious. Like like something about like I think it was a blood pressure issue, but something probably with the Viagra. It, it was it was the Viagra, the alcohol, and the very hot hot tub combined with that much physical activity. It was. Did it, you fall it was, over once you got out? I was staggering. I was staggering. Like I didn't hit the floor. But I was like staggering, trying to find. I didn't leave. You know, when you get up a hot tub, you immediately like dry completely off mm -hmm. and like like put your sandals on or whatever. No, I like stagger into the house naked, flailing, like getting toward like an ottoman so I can sit and dry. The cold Please. air wasn't like an instant cure. That's how I imagine it. No, yeah. I was. I, I felt like ill. Like like I, I can't even explain the level of exhaustion. Dude, I it wasn't close. I, I I had a similar thing with Jackie. Uh, I was a lifeguard. So I'm really fit, right? This is the lifeguard picture version of me. And uh, Jackie came and she used to bring me lunch at the lifeguard stand all the time. Just, you know, it was a nice supportive thing. And we go back, this hotel would let the lifeguards use like the shower and facilities and we could get water and whatever. So they had a sauna and one of us had the brilliant idea that we should just, you know, duck aside a little bit before the crowds build and have sex in the sauna. Whoa, that's hot. That is super hot. There's like a whole genre of porn. It's like a sauna in here. <laughs> Dude, do they know it's that hot? <laughs> and it's it's like super dry. Like you touch the wood and it just like sucks the water out of you. It's super duper crazy dry. And I want to say like ah, a couple minutes into it, three minutes into it, I think we're both thinking, nah, but neither of us is like, we should just stop and not finish. Like that's, that just didn't seem to be an option on the menu. So uh, powered through, and yeah, I guess felt good about it in the end. Yeah, uh, that was uh, nearly died. 
doing that. <laughs> I, 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 I remember uh, it well. I guess I didn't thing. think about it. I really, really liked fucking off at work, especially like early in my career. Uh, literally fucking at work is hard to beat. Um, there were times when I would surf. Like the waves were so big and dangerous that they would like put a guard out there in the surfing crowd just in case shit went down. And I'm like, this is the closest to a professional surfer I will ever be. You know, I, I'm earning like seven, possibly eight fifty <laughs> an hour doing this. And uh, I, I just got a big charge out of it. Before you continue, I just want to remind everyone that this episode of PK is sponsored by our friends over at Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. With easy-to-use tools, you can create a beautiful website. With Squarespace, it's all in one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. You can create a beautiful website or online store with an award-winning template. Squarespace's award-winning templates are the most beautiful way to pre uh, present your ideas online. Squarespace also offers a unique domain experience that's fully transparent and simple to set up. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Squarespace is used by a wide range of creatives and people, including musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. Everybody needs their own corner of the internet today, so get started and start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash PKA. That's uh, to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com slash PKA. Begin the next move in your career today with Squarespace. Check them out. Very smart way to get yourself going. Don't waste a bunch of money on a developer and a designer and all that stuff when you can do it in a much more simple efficient way let's check them out absolutely and of course smart mouth because bad breath is a gross embarrassing problem that impacts everyone at some point in their lives fortunately it isn't your fault smart mouth mouthwash knows the real cause of bad breath and how just two rinses a day can solve it for good but first what is bad breath bad breath is a natural consequence of bacteria living in your mouth naturally occurring oral bacteria consume protein in your mouth and it gives off sulfur gas as waste so when you smell that rotten egg, bad breath odor, you're actually smelling sulfur gas. Using alcohol to just kill germs or trying to cover the odor with a minty mask will not solve that problem. So to solve a real problem, you're going to need real science. Smart Mouth uses a clinically proven, patented two-liquid system. When poured, the clear sulfur-eliminating solution combines with the green zinc ion solution and activates. The activated zinc ions seek out and bind to bacteria in the mouth stopping them from being able to consume protein or release sulfur gas for 12 hours per rinse. No sulfur gas means no bad breath. You can find Smart Mouth in the oral health aisle at your favorite supermarket, pharmacy, grocery store, or online at Amazon. And now for a limited time, if you go on over to smartmouth.com PKA, you can get 20% off your Smart Mouth mouthwash or toothpaste by entering code PKA promo at checkout for 20% off your purchase. That's smartmouth.com PKA promo code is PKA promo, all one word. Yes. Check it out. Uh, you guys know how great the rinse is. We all use that all the time. None of us ever have bad breath. And I'll say, I'll speak for Kyle and Woody. If you ever see any of us in public, come over, put your nose directly in our mouths, mm -hmm. and you won't smell a thing. And their toothpaste, fantastic as well. So like it was a whiskey bottle. You know, get it in there. Yeah. <laughs> you really need to, like a snifter. That's what you want. Because... It really is great. I never worry about my breath. I, I always know like I'm confident going into any kind of business situation or relationship situation, anything like that. Like it, It's easy to forget how embarrassing it is until you meet someone who has really bad breath and you're like doing the stand back and like angling your feet away from them because you want to get away. And the whole time you're not paying attention to what they're saying. You're just thinking, I want to get away from this person. And you, you don't want to be that person. Like you don't want to be the person standing there trying to hit on a girl thinking you're doing all right. But really she's just thinking, oh my God, this guy smells like trash, I cannot wait to get away and then make fun of him to my friends. You will friends. never succeed at hitting on a girl with bad breath. Yep, exactly. Your and Smart Mouth has got you covered. It's a showstopper. So check it out on Amazon. 
All right. I have I had something else I wanted to jump to, but did, I want to wait for to get back. Are you top and bottom rated things? Did we, did we do them oh, all? I no, think I cleaned uh, for a while. I don't know we where only, that we did, uh, we did meats and sex positions. I was going to do uh, candies and uh, mm. holes on a woman. <laughs> I thought I'd go two very disparate angles on that one. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with candy then. Uh, Reese's is the number one candy. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. And the worst candies are good and plenty. Okay, the best candy is a Snickers. There's a reason it's been around so long. And the worst candy, wow, good and plenty is good. Yeah, those um, are so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Even the, like they, that's the only thing that was stocked in stores in, ni- in 1930. You yeah. know? Like, it's <laughs> like, are these Mike and Ikes? Oh, no, they're not the Mike and Ikes. Oh, they're, they're Mike and Ike imposters. These are the worst candies. Oh, worst candy might be worse than good and plenty's. Uh, what is the name of it? Uh, hold on. I'm going to come up with it. Oh, bottle caps? It Those is... Are Bamboozled jelly beans. Are you familiar with these? <laughs> no, I haven't looked those. <laughs> okay. So bamboozled jelly beans, it's kind of a game. You spin it and you choose a color. And let's say it's white. It's either going to be vanilla or sour milk. It could be green, right? It, this might be lime. It might be lawn crippings. Could be anyone's guess. Clippings. Um, there's what there's barf. There's there are some awful, awful bamboozled flavors. And if you come over, my son will really want to play it with you. <laughs> It's like a. I never ate them, but I remember when these were big. Those Harry Potter jelly beans, where oh, like they oh. tasted like weird shit, like grass or stuff. And I, I never understood my friends eating them. Like I was never in the Harry Potter, so that might be why. But they'd be like, "Oh, I got the look at like the fucking you know reference sheet. Like I got the one that tastes like uh, my dad's ass." <laughs> it's like, oh, this is this is terrible. And I'm like, why, why are you guys eating that? You know, they sell like Jelly Belly makes good jelly beans. Well, jelly beans on their own are really not. That's what I like most, dislike most about Reagan. If he was going to have candy on his desk, you're the president. Don't be a bitch. Don't get jelly beans. Put some Snickers in there. Put some little mini Milky Ways. Some little Twix. <laughs> little uh, individual Reese's peanut butter. Oh, you know what I, what yeah, I, I can dislike about flavors? I think it's oh, interesting. Okay. Barf, buttered cop popcorn, chocolate pudding, juicy pear, moldy cheese. Stinky socks, toothpaste, berry blue, canned dog food, coconut, lawn clippings, peach, spoiled milk, tutti fruities, boogers, caramel corn, dead fish, lime, rotten egg, strawberry banana smoothie. So you look at it and you're like, I don't know what it's going to be. Either caramel corn or dead fish. And (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, something about candy that makes me irrationally frustrated, like upset, is when, like, if people call it Reese's instead of Reese's, that's fine. You can call it Reese's and be an okay. idiot. But when people go, I love Reese's Pieces, it's like, it does, the, even if it's called Reese's, it doesn't change the word pieces. Like, it doesn't <laughs> become Reese's Pieces. It'd be Reese's Pieces. But it makes more sense just be Reese's Pieces. Right? Like, that's why they had it said that way. Like, it, I think it, I said Reese's Pieces as a pieces. child, though. Yeah, I know. But I remember there was this If guy, Taylor was my dad, he would have beaten me. I remember I was like seven in first grade. We'd all gotten our Halloween candy. And this girl was like, oh, who wants to trade uh, their Reese's Pieces to me? And like, I, that must have been the first time in my life I, I formulated the word, what a retard, in my head. And I was like, it's clearly Reese's, you know. So. Are you doing like best and worst of candy? Yes, yeah. best and worst of candy. And then we're doing a slightly different one. Yeah, uh, my, my favorite candy, like I said last week, is the Reese's miniatures. Uh, that's my favorite candy, definitely. 
And uh, the worst candy is probably um, probably candy corn. I really don't oh, like that's candy a good corn. One. Um, I, I really, really, and, and there's like a whole bunch of things that are made of the same shit as candy corn. That waxy gummy I, stuff, I like they, oh, corn. circus peanuts. Those are terrible. That's worse than candy corn. Circus penises are oh, the circus penises. Oh, oh, and 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 one thing that's definitely I'd rather over- suck a carney's dick than eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just put a Ferris wheel together, and he's been in the sweltering sun all day. I'll suck it down before <laughs> I eat that circus peanut. Uh, <laughs> but um, one of the, the the most overrated candy, edible underwear. I don't know if you've ever partaken of the edible underwear. They're essentially fruit by the foot, but stale because they've been in a in a plastic package in a sex store for the last 16 yeah. years <laughs> and they don't come in a variety of flavors there's just strawberry and it's it's it, it's just a surefire way for her to get a a, a, a yeast infection <laughs> for you to get a get sick to your stomach about a quarter of the way through the the next sex act and it, just everything gets sticky and 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 they're not tasty i don't get it i don't understand the people who use Flavored lubricants. Yeah, or, I tried that. Never edible underwear. I can understand flavored condoms, honestly. If you're going to be, first of all, if you're sucking somebody's dick, but you still think a condom is required, you better be a prostitute. But second of all, like, <laughs> if you are a prostitute, why not have a little strawberry into the mix, right? Like, like, like I, I can understand that. I get that. Worst you candies? ever had a blowjob with a... I, I'm gotta interject here now that I mentioned it. Have you ever had a blowjob with a condom? I have not. Mm-mm. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, condoms it's the are terrible. Worst. She <laughs> was like, she was like, is it gonna get harder than this? And I'm like, let me close my eyes and concentrate real hard, <laughs> and I think it will. Yes. Well, if I could feel anything at all, like I <laughs> felt so insulted. Like, like I didn't feel embarrassed because I feel like if I'd been getting a normal blowjob and she'd said that, I would have been embarrassed. But because there's a condom on, I'm just like, yeah, give me a minute here. There's a fucking condom on, and you're—I can't feel a goddamn thing. You're giving me lip. I literally, I literally had to like close my eyes and concentrate on something that was sexier than the naked prostitute sucking my dick. Is it okay (laughs) to suck on like spermicide? Like, I guess it's okay because it goes in other orifices. The spermicide's on the inside of the condom. Oh, well, there's some sort of lube on the outside. But that's lube. I didn't really realize that that seems clever. I don't know. I never (laughs) never really thought it through, I guess. Yeah, and not all condoms are lubricated as well. Yes, but I've never seen one unlubricated. That's true. I've seen them available. I've seen them, but I wouldn't wouldn't purchase them. Mm -hmm. I always use the same kind of condom. Well, that's... that's Mary Jane is a terrible candy. I'd have to get that out there. Mary Jane. What is that? They're like hard, not caramel things. You might write it. Black licorice is garbage. I don't know why they yeah. make black licorice. I like black licorice. That was the first candy that made me vomit. Is I remember I went <laughs> to a cousin's house when I was like maybe five or six, and I went upstairs, and uh, I was just I was fiending for something, hanging out with my cousin, my parents, and people were downstairs, and uh, I was like, man, I'm, I want some candy or something. And she was like, I've got candy. And I was like, what? Your parents let you just keep candy in your room? <laughs> what? Can I live here? You get candy. Like, as a kid, it was was just so dope. Then she brought out this dish of all black licorice, like, uh, you know, the Twizzlers peels? It was like those, except they were cut into segments, and they were very hard. Clearly an old candy. But, like, 
the not liking it that much aspect of it was paled in comparison to a child seeing candy that no one could tell him not to eat. And so I proceeded to eat almost this entire bowl of, of black licorice, not even liking it the whole way. And then like maybe 45 minutes later when I'm going to go to leave, my parents are leaving, I was like standing up from playing whatever fucking board game or whatever we were playing uh, with my cousin, and I just projectile vomited, just black, just jet black chunks and liquid, just bah! all over her light-colored carpet. And I haven't had, uh, haven't had any licorice since. <laughs> I like licorice. I, uh, I, I, I like licorice as like a sort of a middle ground between sweet and savory, and it's not too sweet. I, I don't know how many calories are in that shit, but I feel like very few. I feel like it's like eating almost a, I feel like it's Sugar probably rope. a healthy, it's... it feels like a healthy candy. <laughs> it does. Like, let me look Wait, up which, how which, much. Which candy specifically are you talking about? Licorice. Oh, so just any kind of licorice. Okay. Do you think licorice is a healthy candy? How many calories are in licorice? Even if it was low calorie, that doesn't mean licorice is healthy. I don't mean it's like fucking eating like spinach. I'm not gonna like like have me licorice. There's nothing healthy about licorice. I'm convinced of it. It's probably rubber and sugar, like gum. Ah, it seems to have a lot of calories. Oh, so you weren't even right there. No, no, it 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 doesn't taste like it's got a lot of sugar in it, but it apparently it does. I like that Kyle made it this far in life thinking licorice was you know pretty good for you. I mean, it's better than eating a Snickers. You know, it just feels like like a Snickers is like nothing but sugar, right? I mean, oh, it's so good though. Like I'd rather wait, eat the no, Snickers, no. be in the hole okay. for twice as many calories, and enjoy. Licorice the snack. is straight up a sugar rope in my head, whereas Snickers has nutritious nougat in there. Well, it has ah, nutritious nutritious nougat. <laughs> Peanuts are notoriously oh, low calorie. Yeah, <laughs> nougat was going to be part of the food chain, like the, 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 the pyramid. Nougat? Nougat's like whipped cream and sugar or something like that, or like egg whites and sugar or something. It's I don't know. Nut? I don't you know, know you what, what nougat is feel, exactly. Uh, what it's makes me feel not a nut. Is, is when I've read that fact where they're like, do you know that Twix, the inside of a Twix, is made up from crushed other Twix? And I've always thought like, but how? But how? There's a reciprocal thing here. You can't call you. So a nougat <laughs> is a candy made from sugar, honey, nuts, and egg white. Honey, nuts, it's and great. egg white are all health foods. Mm-hmm. And they used to, the Egyptians used to eat honey as a way to uh, sweeten their tea. Okay. We do that too. I know. I'm just saying some, some things you never know, change. You can, you can also treat wounds with honey. Did you know that? Not effectively, but you can. Very <laughs> effective. No, no, no. Very effectively. It's, uh, it's antibacterial. Actually, yeah. I, it's on, um, I forget what the subreddit is called, but there are people who talk about fixing pimples, and honey is one of the things they do to their faces. Yep, interesting. it's antibacterial. It's uh, fill your wound up with honey. Did you guys uh, did you see this Neil deGrasse Tyson thing? Yes. I, no, I'm uh, not up to speed. I don't I'm believe it. I don't believe either. it. First of all, the way they report this, like we've said before, when they like lump everybody into the same group. Like I went into reading this article thinking it was going to be much more damning, and. It is not like rape or anything like that. Like, I guess you could make a case that it's sexual assault. But like, here's what uh, sexual assault even seems like. I don't know, but I'll read what it says. Uh, In a series of stunning allegations, three women have accused scientist and celebrity Neil deGrasse Tyson of sexual assault. Freelance journalist David McAfee spoke to the women who made the accusations. Uh, She said, 
at a ball or at a party for the American Astronomical Society in 2009. Tyson was there and he was dancing and drinking and all of that at the party. So a friend and I decided to get pictures with him. Uh, they had taken it. two pictures. The, Where? The, in the third paragraph. Told McAfee that Tyson felt her up at a party for the American Astronomical Society. Oh, sorry. I was trying to skimp it and I missed a very important part. <laughs> uh, Tyson was there drinking, dancing, blah, blah, blah. They had taken two pictures together where the scientist decided to get personal with her, she alleged. After we had taken a picture, he noticed my tattoo and kind of grabbed me to look at it. And he was really obsessed about whether I had Pluto on this tattoo or not. And <laughs> Jesus he looked for, Christ. I'm starting to believe looked, it, though. And then he looked for Pluto and followed the tattoo into my dress. So basically, like, if you can see me on the camera now, like, if I was a woman, my dress cut off here. So it's sleeveless. There's a tattoo on the back of my shoulder, like tricep area. And I guess he was, like, hunting under here in the dress under the dress area trying to find if pluto is there is what she is what she's claiming yeah, like it's on her deltoid and I, I guess you could claim he's looking at her back or bicep there's a picture oh of it God. on the article she's like uh she told mcafee that she felt the incident did not rise to the level of assault as it was done in public and she said aas did not have a way to report that behavior at the time she said if the incident occurred today she would have reported it oh uh Allers did to, tell michael who the, the fucking pussies of america <laughs> the fuck you're like you're in a ball gown dancing with black science man showing him your tattoos and and he like touches you and now you you think you've been assaulted it, if he doesn't it's just so upsetting he's First just all, above I, her elbow like her bicep insertion Jesus Christ don't go fucking near him if, if if you're afraid to be touched by a man why are you even fucking dancing with him why are you this dancing is, uh, with him I mean yeah that is pretty a stretch like or even in the pictures they're taking like they both look to be in a happy mood but i, I guess it happened after that i don't know but uh here's the, another incident because uh, i think we got the gist of that one i feel like these people have never had human contact before like like like, like have you ever danced with a girl at a at a at a at a at a, at a, at a, at a club or something like yeah, that? you request each hand placing and it's not at all uncomfortable or antisocial like like, you know? like like i've never seen a woman who's got a dress with hand marks on it like we're playing twister and she's like hey you uh you take your hands off of blue and green, then it's assault. <laughs> like no, like like you're you're touching each other. You're close to each other. Sex is, I mean, uh, dancing is a prelude to sex. It's uh, that's what dancing is about yeah. for the most part. Like it's about like like feeling the other per person out physically and and seeing if they've got a little rhythm and et cetera, et cetera. It's about yeah, like right. it, it, it's foreplay to some extent. Don't dance with black science man if you're not expecting him. To touch your shoulder a little. He's literally See, dressed like a pimp that, in the picture. I, I stand with, with Black Science Man on that example because that does not get to the level of assault. Like, it seems like maybe a silly joke gone wrong. Here's another one of the uh, accusers uh, named Watson. Uh, Watson says she'd been working directly under Tyson, who called out Trump in 2016 by saying he would grab him by the crotch when they met and that they got along well. That all changed, however, when he invited his under, underling to his apartment at around 10.30 p.m. to share a bottle of wine and unwind for a couple of hours. Watson, who said she felt pressured to impress her superstar boss, told me she agreed to come in for a glass of wine instead. Upon entering his apartment, Tyson allegedly took off his shoes and shirt, remaining in a tank top underneath. Unfortunately, the night only got more awkward as Tyson, who was married, reportedly put on romantic music and played the most graphic parts. Uh, she says Tyson soon brought out a cutting board and a knife to cut blocks of cheese that he decided they would share. But before slicing the snack, he allegedly gestured towards the towards her with the knife and made a comment about stabbing. Watson says she took the comment as a bad joke, but it's important to note that this type of joke is exactly what 
people in power need to keep in mind when they're dealing with subordinates, and it set the stage for a night filled with subtle intimidation and sexual advances. Watson says Tyson started talking about how every human being needs certain releases in life, including physical releases. He reportedly mentioned how difficult it had been for, been for him to be away from his wife and home for several months. Watson says Tyson asked her if she needed any releases. He responded with a story about sexual harassment she endured in the past. <laughs> Uh, it was a smart way to defuse a tense situation, but she says she was. But she says he was unfazed. Uh, she was getting up to leave when Neil allegedly stopped her, saying he wanted to show her a Native American handshake he knew that involved holding hands tightly, making eye contact, and feeling for each other's pulse. Watson told me when she broke off the awkward and incredibly intimate handshake, which he allegedly said represented a spirit connection. She attempted to just get up and leave. Tyson then allegedly put his hands on her shoulders and asked if and said he wanted to hug her, but if he did, he'd just want more. Watson says she left Tyson's apartment quickly after the inappropriate comments and that the next day she confronted him because she felt he had betrayed her as a mentor. He reportedly told her in that meeting that she'd never rise through the ranks in her career because she was too distracting. That's pretty bad. Oh, come the... Well, no, no, no. This is what the person is claiming. Like, this isn't like an investigation uh, or anything. Like, that's, I don't want to portray it as so that. Vanilla. It was the person giving... Come on, Woody. That's so yeah. vanilla. Like, like he... Look, I, I, I get that... It, I can totally see him making uncomfortable, awkward jokes that he meant to be a joke. We're, but, uh, if, if, if you come to my house, door. if you come to my apartment or whatever for some wine and cheese and, and I play some romantic music and you haven't excused yourself like, yet, I feel like the onus is on you a little bit. But he didn't grab her titty. He didn't, he didn't like try to kiss her. He didn't. He didn't touch her in any kind of a way. Everything he did, he asked if she wanted to do. The only he problem that, like, so you're making a pretty convincing point. I like where your head's at. The challenge I have, though, is that he was in a position of power over her. And when there's that kind of relationship, when a coach has an athlete over, when a professor has an, uh, a subordinate over, when a boss has a secretary over, he really needs to be double sure that he's not like. I don't know, using his position of power in a way to get sex, because that becomes I think that not the okay. Idea, I, think, I think it is okay. I think the idea that a superior can never have a relationship with a subordinate is absurd. I think it happens t- a ton. Didn't say I think that. It is, I said I you need to be double safe, right? When he, makes it, when he says, like, hey, humans need releases. You know, have you ever needed a release? And then she tells a sexual harassment or assault story. Dude, like, stop pushing. When she wants to leave and he's like, let me show you my Native American handshake where I intimately check your pulse or something, I get that he didn't grab her by the pussy, right? He's, he's not going all Trump on her, but he's going too far because, Is he? because she's a subordinate. There's a special I feel like, set of I feel like, handcuffs. I feel like you and me could do the Indian handshake. And even if you I'm felt down. uncomfortable with it, exactly, right? <laughs> Would you, like, like, even Honest, if it's yeah. a little weird and uncomfortable, there's nothing sexual there. Like, like, I don't feel like I've overstepped any bounds. I feel like, like I could check in, I could do an Indian handshake with another man's wife. And unless he's very uptight, like, 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 I don't see why he'd get upset. I wouldn't care if you Indian handshaked my girlfriend. Like, like, as long as you're like, like, I might be jealous I, about that. See, I like, I, the story itself, <laughs> like, like, I was, you're, I went into, you're pretty jealous guy though. Like, like, that I feel be. like the average guy, like, 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 maybe. All right, Taylor, where are you on the spectrum? If Kyle Indian hand shook your girlfriend. It, it seems, I mean, I think I would allow it because it seems really uncomfortable and awkward, and it doesn't seem like any sort of connection is coming out of that other than, 
I, I don't know that um, I like. I'm not going to Indian handshake his girlfriend and turn her or anything. She's not going to be gonna like. I'm not going to karate chop the situation you know, and get it to break up. I'm no, just going to no, be Taylor like, oh, never, I prefer not. Taylor never Indian handshakes me. All he does is buy undersized workout equipment. <laughs> <laughs> and All he yell. does is get, is get scammed on Amazon on ellipticals. <laughs> He's fool. such a fool. <laughs> He's a, oh, why am I dating this fucking idiot? <laughs> Meanwhile, you know my pulse. You know the, <laughs> it's he said it the represented thing, uh, a spirit connection. I, he was making a move, right? That was a move. I don't know to say it was the yeah, best yeah, move, sure. but he was making a move on her. And I felt like he was making a move on her after she put up a wall. And yeah, had this that, is all true. We don't know his side of any of this. That's unnecessary. We believe the woman, <laughs> Taylor. It's 2018, for Christ's sakes. Pound true. me too. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but assuming that what she's saying is true, I just feel like you need to go at this thing um, even more softly if you have a position of power over that woman. After I realized like this wasn't that like an intense rape kind go. of thing or anything, like I lost interest in it, and I feel bad for Tyson. Like I don't, I don't follow him, but like I feel bad if this is like slandering his character and it ends up that it's not true. I love what it made me think of was like I was I was imagining like a Carl Sagan style astronomer like having to defend themselves from like real rape allegations where there'd be like both my dick and her pussy are made of star stuff. <laughs> I am the universe raping itself. You know, it's like <laughs> you have to keep coming up with excuses. Like, the atoms in her vagina and the atoms in my dick were both forged in a crucible of the ancient stars in the cosmos. And he would have to like say that in front of people, and like, but you did have sex with this woman against her will, did you? Not? <laughs> we are all the cosmos, and I did not rape anyone, if not myself. If when you put your penis into your wife's vagina, you are raping me. We are what? And like, just has to there, do that bullshit. What is free will anyway? I mean, we are all just a sequence of chemical it was the reactions big that caused me to be a rapist. You know, oh, yeah. molecules followed a certain way. I was it was inevitable. I had to do it. My friend said this to me, and it. it, it He's like, do you think you have free will? And I said, yeah, of course, you know, I do. He's like, but you don't believe in God, right? You just believe everything is a bunch of, you know, chemical reactions. And like, you could somehow break the universe down into math. You could predict the way that it flows out. And I'm like, yeah, I guess if you could somehow capture all that state and where it's headed. He's like, so if you're just a bunch of, you know, chemical reactions and electrical pulses, how do you have free will? Couldn't you just predetermine everything that's going to happen? If there's no God, then, then where's your choice? That was such a confusing for me thing for me, like with religious teachings when I was younger, where like there were different branches of Christians where like some were like deterministic and others were like more free will, mm-hmm. where they're like, you know, so, some Christians like actually, I don't know the actual, you know, subsect of them that believe it, but some of them believe like no matter what, some people cannot be saved. Like citing things like, well, the Pharaoh in uh, Exodus, you know, he couldn't be saved. You know, even when he was trying to come back. He had his heart hardened, and other Christians will be like, "Well, no, everything is free will," and that that confused the shit out of me as a kid because, like, when you think about it, like I didn't realize this till later. Like, I don't remember who said it, or it kind of, you know, tripped me up where they were like, "You can't be given free will because you didn't have a choice." Like, if you don't have free will, it's just something that's imposed on you, and then you have free will. And that I don't, I don't know. I don't it was like a. In- I don't believe me. in free will. I think everything is predetermined. I, really? I, I believe in a space-time continuum where, like, 
it's already done. It's already done. I believe the future's already written. Like, like the decisions have already been made. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're gonna do anything different than you were going to do. I mm-hmm. think that it's all just stimuli and reaction, and you are always gonna react the same way. Like, it, there's just, I think choice is an illusion. Yeah, Maybe my challenge is, I agree with Kyle, but somehow think there's still free will. And like I, I tell you, there's no free it. will, and I and I offer you chocolate and vanilla, and you're like, I was gonna pick chocolate, and now I'm gonna pick vanilla, and I'm like, yeah, I knew you're gonna pick vanilla. Here's the vanilla card. See, I always knew you're gonna pick vanilla because I knew that I was gonna tell you you didn't, you didn't have any free will, and that you were going to pick chocolate. But because I told you there was no free will, you would pick vanilla, and so I knew all along that you would pick vanilla. And you're like, ah, well, actually, I'm gonna pick chocolate. Yeah, actually, here I knew. I knew you were going to pick chocolate all along because I knew that I would tell so you. So, are that you an omnipotent city. god in this situation? Or no, I'm a do... I'm someone from the future in this. Oh, situation. okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and you come back to study things like chocolate choice, or, <laughs> yes, like the important issues and free will. Yeah, and obviously, events uh, through your life impact the way that you react to other things, right? Like you know, spill coffee, think that your mother's going to beat you, right? That's Something that's a reaction to... She was always going to beat you. You were always right? going to spill that coffee. So, but if you could take the whole universe and like break it down into a single frame and then ca- you could calculate it out somehow, then my interactions with her were going to happen. And then those, you know, everything that I happened, and my interactions with my kids, and it just, you could somehow figure it out going forward if you could capture all the details. You ever been beaten with a rolled newspaper? No. <sighs> <laughs> He's well, sifting no, through so many not. catalogs right now, like mental. Well, not mental. a rolled newspaper, but a you know a National Geographic. No, time yeah, time. I really think I have been beaten by periodicals. I don't know, it, like it'd be something like that, magazines, newspapers, stuff like that. Like but quarterly catalog, so a girthy one. More like on the fly, though, right? Like a, give me the sports a, page. You run away from uh, from this attack. Matt pissed himself. He's going <laughs> down. <laughs> Just gotta ring this out and beat him with it. He'll learn. Right. Slow learner. What's um, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, good. You go, please. Uh, I was laughing at uh, Trump's Thanksgiving quote <laughs> because every so often, like he says ridiculous shit all the time, but then every so often there will be the softest of soft softballs thrown his way and he will just... <sighs> Just swing and a miss. And this is the perfect example. Like when I read this, like it it reads, if this were on like a comedy show, you'd be like, that's unrealistic. But like it, that's how bad it is. Like he was asked, uh, what are you thankful for? What are you most thankful for, Mr. President? He's like, for having a great family and for having made a tremendous difference in this country. I've made a tremendous difference in the country. The country is so much stronger now than it was when I took over that you wouldn't believe it. (laughs) I'm thankful. For my great family and how awesome Me. I am. I, Me. I, uh, I am so thankful. And, uh, and an ego in check. I like that about me. Oh, he's so I like bad that at I that. I know how to keep myself in check. I'm a very calm person. Very, very uh, tamped down. Very in control. Very humble. People say I'm the most humble person they've he's ever met. He's so bad at it. Oh, my God. I watched him today. Today. You know, he does that thing whenever he's about to, like, board Marine One, which is like the presidential chopper. Like he'll stop and and talk to the. Please stop now. somewhere with better audio. Carry on. Uh, I think it's almost on purpose because anytime he doesn't like the question, he's like, "I can't hear you." I don't know if he, he literally says, "I can't hear you." I don't know if you noticed, 
That's a helicopter. Yeah, it's a turbine <laughs> helicopter. It's just like, I bet you've never been in one, have you, fucking loser? I would love <laughs> if he went out there and just like just was even more gaudy and and gauche with his shit. Like you know, make it. I want his aesthetic to become more like Saddam two thousand one. <laughs> oh, a lot of gold, like very Persian esque looks. We're he pretty needs to close some, already. Dude, like, if you if you like showed the Oval Office and he had like new new posters like 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 an old apprentice poster or something like that he needs to replace that carpet with like the eagle and the with its feet has like the bow and the wreath or something with with his own portrait you know in the carpet (laughs) and it's it's done in such a way that it doesn't even show like melania or bear it's just (laughs) zoomed into him yeah oh man dude he's in some trouble now like we'll see i know we, we don't talk politics much it's probably been a couple of months but um I guess what happened is Mueller, Mueller, I think it's pronounced Mueller, but everyone's saying Mueller on TV. Uh, he had been waiting to make a move for Trump to give him his answers, right? So kind of nothing's happened for a couple of weeks. And then he gets the written answers from Trump, and then all of a sudden he's making moves on Corsi, on Manafort, and on Stone. And he has these guys as lying. Uh, Corsi's like, I never lied. But they'd ask questions like, hey, did you ever meet with Julian Assange? And he's like, well, I don't remember. Like, like you know, he would just forget. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing I don't, like, I'll, we'll see how it pans out. But, like, the Julian Assange thing, I don't buy one bit. The Ecuadorian embassy there is the most, like, surveilled by so many different, like, uh, nations, special forces and things. Like, it's, like, on lockdown. Like, and to think that they would miss three meetings and the uh, CCTV doesn't catch it, none of those... Uh, None of those fucking organizations catch it. It's like I, I don't buy that. Like they, believe, they would fucking know if someone's going in the Ecuadorian I, embassy. They might three they've times. Been, they've been saying oh, they Trump's in, they've been saying Trump's in trouble, and then shifting the narrative about exactly what he's in trouble about for for his entire presidency. I'll believe it when he's indicted or impeached, and even it, when he's impeached, and I because I think he may very well be impeached, but. Some people have a misunderstanding about what impeachment proceedings actually mean. Bill Clinton was impeached. They have to find that doesn't mean he's kicked out of office. It just means yeah. he's sort of brought up on. You can be impeached like, for anything. Yeah, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I mean, it's a big deal. It's only happened a couple times. But yeah, I think twice. Ever. Doesn't doesn't mean he's out of office. I believe it's twice as well. I'll believe it when I see it, like because everything is so partisan. Um, you know, like one side will say absolutely not. There's there's absolutely no wrongdoing. The other side makes Trump sound like a traitor to the nation and that, that, that he's selling out America to, to enrich himself. And there are these deep conspiracies involving Julian Assange and WikiLeaks so, and a dozen subordinates and, and Kellyanne Conway. And, and I'll believe it when I see it. I just can't see Andrew took Jackson a flight to Germany or something. And then on that flight, he says he was hit with uh, like divine intervention and God told him that... Assange was going to release Podesta's emails through WikiLeaks. Like he had just sort of figured it out with no clues. And then he told Roger Stone and Roger Stone told the Trump campaign. And it's all, and then they claim that they knew this. They put it on Twitter and such. And now they're claiming that all of those things were just guesses, even though it, it went down exactly like they said before it actually happened. So it's unbelievable. It, it, it's, there's no way they just, get, and his story was great. It's, Hey, they had this big email dumped, and I noticed that there weren't any Podesta emails, and that's how I knew there were going to be Podesta emails. Yeah, I, 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 I'm probably on your side on this one. I, I, I do think there was probably some sort of um, 
speaking with like WikiLeaks about what was going to be released and it's et cetera. But I don't know what WikiLeaks said that, there wasn't, but we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I'm hoping we get to the bottom of it. But just, I don't know what crime has been committed in that regard. Like I don't know. Like like to me, it doesn't feel like a terrible thing that has been done. That like if if he coordinated with WikiLeaks to release information that was true about his opponent, I I just don't think that's bad. Like you know, like like I mean. Hillary Clinton financed that whole report that on dossier with that a foreign dossier. agent, ironically. Steel. He could get him on the cover up. Like that can be a thing because he, sure. you know, he's written under oath that he didn't know about the meeting in 2016 in Trump Towers that his son and campaign manager and uh, Steve Bannon there. I forget all the people that were there. He says he had no idea that that happened. Yeah. If they prove that he knew that happened. Well, you know, he's done I think more proving than it is did. difficult. I think right. I think I think proving it beyond a reasonable doubt is difficult. Yeah, I don't know definitely. what the what the if, if 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 reasonable doubt is required in this sort of a situation. You know the 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 barrier. Like what, one tricky thing is this, right? So tr Trump has Burden a blocked phone number, right? Yeah. So immediately after that meeting, Trump Jr. called a blocked phone number, I, presumably to talk about the meeting. And I don't know how many blocked phone numbers there are, but it seems pretty fishy to An anybody with number. a head on their shoulder, right? You know, like. Yeah, after the meeting, I immediately called a blocked phone number, and uh, you know that's how it went down. Yeah, you called your dad. You know, you know, you did. This is absolutely positive. This, don't be silly. Um, it and then, you know, he worked through Assange and the Russians to do Facebook trolling and all that fun stuff. And Trump and Trump has denied it, and that could be. Well, I don't think anybody's like saying that he was directly tied to like facebook campaigns that russia did and things. yeah no they, like that like, like they've said that for a while but there's still no evidence of that he did that yeah see that's like, my thing i i want to wait to the end to, to, like, to like because i feel like it's just like oh well this guy talked to this guy and this guy talked to this guy and the russians did this so it's got to be trump pulling the strings well who's pulling the strings is is putin pulling the strings or is trump pulling the strings they go back and forth and then the narrative for a long time is like ah oh, trump's afraid to do anything to putin it, it it seems like he's he, he's being tough on this Ukrainian thing, you know. With it, and we could even talk about that. That's that to me is pretty interesting. I, I don't know a lot about it. Maybe you guys do. Russia seized a Ukrainian navy vessel, and they're holding twenty four sailors. Is that correct? Uh, could be something I like that. There were several Ukrainian nations. I'm gonna go. Well, they, they got twenty four. I'm pretty sure it's twenty four sailors that they're holding, and they're saying they're going to be held for the next two months and then tried. I don't know what sort of trial being tried for. I exactly right, like like I don't, like trespassing or like war crimes. Like I, I, God knows with a Russian court. That's uh, well. Hopefully, nothing happens between Russia and Ukraine, or nothing more happens between Russia and Ukraine. You know, we so, we talked about World War One and how that was just like like one small. Well, you know, Ferdinand <laughs> being being assassinated isn't a small thing, but like how one action triggers all these treaties. We're right on the precipice of something like that, I feel like, again. So it was three Ukrainian boats, I'll call them. One thing they're calling a gunboat and... I'm sorry, two gunboats and a tug. The tug is the one you saw rammed. If you watch the video, the Russians rammed one. That was a tugboat. And uh, um, you're probably right about the 24 sailors. I just don't find that number in this article. Yeah. It's not a big vessel then, you know, if it's got eight, it sounds like eight men on average per vessel, if it's three vessels, not, not huge vessels, but that, that's irrelevant. Yeah. What, what fucking... you nailed was that, like, I, how close are we to a real war? That's my question. I, so I watched a TED talk 
And uh, in the TED Talk, they said we should be concerned. By the way, it wasn't political. It wasn't about Russia. It might have even been during Obama's term. Like, it was old. But um, they were basically just talking about how there are these tensions there. And if you look at the other world wars, they were all started by some, like, third-party thing, right? Like, like Arch Ferdinand? Duke Ferdinand was his name? And, Arch Duke Ferdinand. Oh, yeah, I got it right, kind of. So, uh, so the, like that sort of third party kicked off the the big role, and all these treaties fall in. Uh, if you look at Vietnam, you know that thing was started under like weird side situations, and they're like, all you need is like King Jong Un to do the wrong thing that forces us to reply, and then other people, the China jumps in, and I think they were actually more concerned about China than Russia in the thing I was yeah. watching. But yeah, it it just I don't know, and then like these. Sometimes these nations have America by the balls financially, but not necessarily militarily yet. And that's a thing, too. Like I, and my understanding is at the beginning of World War II, if we were to use that as an example, a pre-nuclear example, that America wasn't necessarily the biggest, baddest military on the planet. But we did have a really significant production facility. Our manufacturing was really top-notch, and we could just send armaments to Britain before we were in it. And then when we got involved, you know, they'd just mow our tanks up, but we had six for every one of theirs. And, and that, that had a lot to do with why Yeah, they we stopped were. making cars. You know, like, like, like I, I, right? I'm probably somewhat wrong about this, but I don't think there are like 1943 Chevrolets. I don't think those exist because GM was making fucking tanks and Ford was making fucking bombers or whatever. Airplanes, yeah, it makes sense to me. So I wonder, like, all right, let's 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 say that today our military is better than China's, right? Two reasons. One, a lot of their tech comes from stealing from us, so they're going to be delayed a touch. And two, we spend a lot more money on it than they do, so hopefully that means that we have a better military. But how well does it stay, right? You know, we might have a 104 fighter jets, and they can produce 10 a week. What advantage does that give us? I don't know. Like, like, like I, I like those. It's. It, I don't think anyone knows. Like, 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 what would happen in an actual world war? I hope we never find out because the with the proliferation of of nuclear weapons, and how different the nuclear weapon. I feel like everybody thinks of nuclear weapons with the, the same way we thought about them in the in the fifties, the late fifties and early sixties, as like one big bomb that gets dropped by a plane, or maybe one missile that sends one big bomb to one city. But like ICBMs are um, are MIRVs, uh, multiple entry. I, I don't know what it stands for exactly. Intercontinental but ballistic missile, maybe. Well, that's what an ICBM is. But oh, what did MIRV, you say? A MIRV, M-I-R-V. Oh. It's multiple independent something vehicle or something. It, basically, what it means is each of these ICBMs is like a dozen nuclear missiles. That 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 each break off and find their own individual target. And each of those is much more powerful than the bombs that we dropped back in World War II. It's just, there are so many, there are thousands and thousands of these nuclear weapons. Multiple independently targetable re-entry vehicle. Cool. Yeah. There's no T in Merv, but that's what it says. Yeah. The T is silent in the acronym. (laughs) Terrifying weapons. Like, like, like you got to pray that that never happens. And you, you would think that it wouldn't, but, you know, like... You only have to look to Fallout to, mm. to, to see what would really... In, in Fallout, there's a resource war and, between the United States and China, essentially. And in the end, the U.S. gets a technological advantage over China, which is the power suit. 
you know those those the suit you always see in the Fallout like commercial. Like a mech think, suit of some sort. Yeah, and that and they also have these man launched nuclear weapons, these mini nukes, and those two pieces of technology really set us above head and shoulders above the Chinese Chinese, and we're able to push them out of Alaska and take the fight to them over in China, and we've ba- essentially defeated China in this resource war in this World War Three scenario, and it's about over. And then the Chinese launched all their, all their nukes, right? They're, they're like, we're not going to be defeated. You know, if we lose, everyone loses. I feel like that's what happens inevitably in any sort of a world war. If one side doesn't, can't achieve some sort of a defeat with honor, then everybody dies. It's, it's a real shitty situation, which is why it's almost a good thing that we have these little proxy wars like Vietnam and Korea, which are terrible things where hundreds of thousands of people die. But the world doesn't end. There's a term for it that Russia has. I, I, I can't quickly find it, but mutually ha- assured destruction. Uh, I don't think that's the one I'm looking for. But they have a term for it that basically says, if we start losing a war, we make sure that you die too. That that's just the way that you can expect a victory over Russia to go, and it really makes them scary badass MFs, doesn't it? Like, I think it's called the deterrence option. Is, it, is that what they call it, the deterrence option? Because uh, Israel has the same thing called the Samson option, where if they're ever like on the brink of destruction, they're like, well, I mean, Israel won't confirm or deny they have nukes, but they totally have nukes. Yeah. Like, and they Because we gave them away. Like, that's their thing. Yeah. Is like, so they have a similar... I'm sure most nations with nukes have something similar to that, where it's like, if we're on the brink of destruction, you better believe all the biggest cities in, in you know, the region or area or the world, if we can hit them, are going down with us. Yeah, it's 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 a terrible thing. It, it would be a good thing if we could just get rid of the nuclear weapons. And, and, and mm-hmm. I feel I is feel it? like, yeah, we haven't had any world wars since we got them. Maybe the deterrence thing is working. It's only a matter of time, though. Like it, it won't go forever where this works out. You might be right. I feel like it is the the big fear is that as it spreads to less responsible countries, you know, King Jong Un's a madman. They keep telling us on the news that he's mad and has no brain and is crazy and giggling. If he gets workable nukes, maybe he uses them. Or I maybe no, he no, sells he, he, them. he only wants nukes as to give him a bargaining chip. Oh, like Taylor, he's nukes, not a forward thinker. He's just an insane person. He's just a crazy guy. Yes. It's oh, like, my God. Like, Next uh, thing you know, he'll so be slashing prices. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, he wants a nuke so that then Come he the crazy has... Kim's carpets. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> half price this weekend. <laughs> it's a half price because I broke up to out of half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I mentioned it as Ad Infinium on the show, but they, they, they describe everyone who's not our friend as a madman. And they're lying to you. Just be advised that they're lying to you. They always do this. It, yeah. Like, from now on, I assume everyone they call a madman is not until, like, it's proven, you know? Like, the Assad thing. Like, the gassing of oh, citizens. Like, that really didn't make any sense to me. And a lot of people seem to agree where they're like, hey, it's really weird how these things only happen when it's, like, really fucking convenient for the people who uh, they want it to happen. Mine was like, Saddam Hussein. Yeah. They're like, they Same. killed his own people. Right, a, a civil war. They they went uprising against the government. We did that to uh, yeah, southern people. They're not real people, by the way. <laughs> the southern are the Irish of the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> they don't count. Yeah, yeah, we had to show them what for. But no one was like, Lincoln is a madman. He killed his own people. And it's I'm sure like, they did at the time. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. But we got to write history. 
So uh, before we jump to the next thing, Kyle, can you tell us about one more of our good friends? YouTube well, YouTube Music? Music is a new app that combines everything you expect from a streaming service with the magic of YouTube to bring everything to life. With YouTube Music Premium, uh, excuse me, I started the wrong one. Yep. We've all found ourselves down a rabbit hole on YouTube. Half an ad There's, for free. Yeah, well, the same <laughs> people. Just saying some good things about YouTube Music. We've all found ourselves down a rabbit hole on YouTube. There's so much music to discover there. You can spend hours exploring new songs and artists. And now there's an app to make it all so much easier. YouTube Music is a brand new music streaming service, combining everything you expect from a streaming service with the magic of YouTube to bring it all to life. YouTube Music makes it easy to find the music you're looking for. Official albums, singles, music videos, live performances, even covers and remixes. Don't know the song's name? You can search by lyrics. It's all that easy. The YouTube Music app gives you recommendations based on your taste, location, and time of day. You can easily find the music trending around you no matter where you are. And with YouTube Music Premium, it's even better. You can get ad-free music that plays with the screen off uh, or while using other apps. Finally, enjoy your music whenever you want, even when you're offline. Download the new music app today and uh, start a free 30-day trial. Then enjoy music for only $9.99 per month. Terms and restrictions apply. YouTube Music, it's all here. Check them out. Yeah, I legit use YouTube Music and YouTube Me Premium too. and stuff all the time. You can see it when I share ads. Got a little premium in the corner. Uh, share ads. Share videos. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I like the ad-free life. I like the thing. I, and I feel good about it. I use YouTube so much more than TV. It's worth it. Yeah, same here for the most part. Like I've been uh, binging this guy, Juji Mufu, videos on... Uh, what does he do? He's like this yoked out of his fucking mind, like flexible as can be guy i didn't know he was on uh america's got talent or one of uh one of those talent shows like years and years ago and he did like and he's upper body is enormous mm -hmm. like like remember how big furious pete was like just as a big bigger than furious pete like he does videos like next to furious pete and it's like jesus christ like this guy is a monster j-u-j-u Wait, J J U J I M U F U something like that. I might and, know him uh, from Buff Dudes, possibly. Oh well, uh, well, those guys all like cross promote, but he does like really entertaining shit, and he does a lot of grip training stuff. Well, I didn't even know that was a thing. Where like you hook like a, a thing that's difficult to hold onto only like a forty five pound plate, and you have to like grip it in weird positions and try and mm -hmm. lift it up. But uh, he does all these cool challenges with like uh, Brian Shaw, who is like the best power lifter in the world and he's like the perfect example of that uh mma thing where they're like they don't get mad in public as much because like they they know they kind of got to tamp it down this guy's like six foot nine 430 pounds and his forearms are the size of like normal people's quads. Like, calves yeah. or quads it's insane and he'll do all these things and like i can't i can't do it justice describing it but the amount this guy can lift and in weird things and, like the challenges they do where they'll be like oh we're gonna set up a grip station here in the middle of a mall and see what people can do or oh we're gonna go do it in a rock climbing gym and like oh wow this little tiny kid is doing a ton or yeah, you know we're gonna make a big by, hammer I, I wouldn't have described him as little tiny kids but you know what like a rock climber looks like they're yeah they're, there's very low body fat on them and they're strong in all kinds of odd ways like this super muscle, lean yeah. this muscle is well defined for some reason whatever the hell mm -hmm. it does and uh yeah they were able to pick up like i don't know balls that you can barely palm much better than this buff dude so yeah i like him i don't know him that as well as you i'm watching him right here in a tutu so i guess he doesn't take himself too seriously no not at all and he's great like i, I like that a lot and i Do liked you know, uh 
Oh, go ahead. Dom Matasetti or something, the bro science guy. Yeah, I've watched his videos. Not in a long time, but those are funny. Yeah. I Something about him not taking himself too seriously. He said something about steroids that's burned in my head. You guys know I've been daydreaming about roids for at least a year now. And uh, <laughs> he's like, being on steroids is like being up at the poker table, but you can never stop playing. And I'm like, ah, oh, do I want to sign up for that? Do I want to be up at a poker table knowing I can never leave? Is that even good? What does that mean? Uh, I, I, I guess it means as soon as you get off the steroids, you, you're, you're crapped out. I don't think that's true. I, like, like, like I, I, oh, my video did that thing again. I wasn't going to say think, anything. You look good. Give it another minute. You're okay. <laughs> I, think that, um, I think that if you go on the steroids and you get a bunch of gains, I think that even when you come off, you keep s- some percentage of it. And, and also, like, you've got that, like, I don't know if they call it muscle memory, but, like, if you were... If when you were 20, you were super jacked, like you were an amateur bodybuilder at 20, mm-hmm. and then you don't do it for 10 years, and you come back to it when you're 30, I feel like you are at a huge advantage to someone who's 30 and was never jacked. I feel like you have this oh, muscle you, memory. You are for sure, dude. Like you, It's way easier to put on muscle if you've lifted before, and then you let it all kind of peter out and then start up again. Yeah, and Partially, I think, I think, I, I you think know, that like, your, bone, right your bone density changes, and I don't think that you lose all of that, your tendons and your, uh, your ligaments and everything – those become strengthened, and I don't think all you lose all of that. Like, like I should I, just call one of those doctors, like the anti-aging Raleigh office or something, and see what they say. See, yeah, see if they just do it up, or just go to Gold's Gym. Oh, guy, just uh, find some guy in the locker room. Yeah. Also, check do you out remember uh, Shaw. You, okay. you, do you remember how you fixed your camera, Kyle? It was, is it repeatable? I restart my computer. No, you fixed it on the fly. Uh, that's I have a solid state drive. <laughs> I, I, watch out! I'm going to restart it now. Okay. What does that mean? State He's, drive. Oh, uh, it means that his hard drive doesn't have moving parts. It's almost like RAM, and it boots oh. really fast. Okay. Oh, good to know. I'll forget that uh, in the next few minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not spinning magnetic discs like your. There wasn't the another 80s. factoid for me to throw out, so I tossed that out before it got <laughs> long. I don't want to forget the name of the orc that's at the top of the. You know, Tower of uh, Orthanc. What is or whatever, his name, Lord Taylor? of the Rings. I actually might have forgotten him. I don't remember. Oh, uh, I blew actually, it for it was you. A, no, no, not Orthanc. Actually, I was thinking of the Tower of Baradur. Uh, that is Grishnak. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the other YouTuber you saying you were watching? Oh yeah, uh, his name's Shaw Strength. It's that guy Brian Shaw, and his. I was checking Social Blade, which is something I never do for like his channel. Uh-huh. And he's gained hundreds of thousands of subs in the last like week. He's blowing up. It's that guy. He's like six nine, strongest dude in the world, like ever. And he's like, he's so refreshingly humble about things. Where like they asked him, they're like, so we were here with world's strongest man, Brian Shaw. Can we still call you world's strongest man? Because you didn't, you you won before, but you didn't win this year. And he's like. You know, a lot of people, like, you know, they get caught up in all these titles and whatnot. I, I kind of see it more like, if you've won it before, it's, you, can, you can remain that title. But if I were to have come here today and I had never won and you would called me the world's strongest man, then we'd have a real problem. <laughs> and it was, it was like, he was so, like, humble and nice about it. Uh, they did a game where they try not to get kicked out of Planet Fitness for lunk alarms, which, like, if you accidentally drop weights in Planet Fitness, an, an actual alarm goes off. That goes like, woo, woo, telling you because it's like a no intimidation zone or something. And so they like like play a game where he and Juji have to go around and max out every single machine and try and as fast as they can without getting kicked out. And they get kicked out like super quick initially because 
they're doing it. And then like, like Brian is so big. He's like, guys, like, I really know I can lift all this weight, but I don't fit in a lot of these machines where he's like having what he had to do with like a two hand chest press one at max hundreds and hundreds of pounds is for him to do it. He had to like grab one arm and just push it out and hold it and then get in and do it and be like, okay, he's he's so strong it's it's insane it's like it's really motivating to watch people like that so i've been loving his channel and jujimufu those are they seem like good guys i on the opposite end of the spectrum have been watching this youtube channel called comics explained where he goes into these 20 30 sometimes one hour long videos and explains comic books oh that that sounds so fucking boring (laughs) it's it's so fun He's like, well, this is Iron Man 1 million. All right, he's a beyond Omega level character. Basically, Shazam has come over from the DC universe and bestowed Iron Man with magical powers. His iron is made of his armor is made of mithril now, and he's invented. <laughs> and I'm just like, cool. All right, got the mithril Iron Man. All right, keep tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> well, he's gonna face off against Galactus, the e- eater of worlds. Now he's a. I was like, all right, all right, okay. I I listened to like, I don't know how many of those videos. Like, like I fell asleep listening to them it's, last night. Had ridiculous dreams. Dude, ridiculous dreams. I I've gone through the same rabbit hole. It's kind of fun. I know it's not for Taylor, but they're like, uh, you know, like I like my. They too. describe like what it would take to kill Deadpool or Wolverine, and and how they've been dead before, but then part of a drop of blood got next to another part of a drop of blood and then it just regenerated into Wolverine from there. Like, yeah. you have to separate all the drops of blood. Yeah, he'll tell, like, there, there are these, like, comic books that'll be, like, one-offs, that or, or they'll exist in, like, an alternate universe than the main Marvel universe or the main DC universe or whatever. Because there's each each comic book series has their own, like, multiverse mm-hmm. with, with many different realities. And, where like, we exist in one of them. We're, like... DC universe, DC Earth number five, where there aren't where where comic book heroes exist only in the movies and comics, but DC Universe Prime or Zero is like the one that we're most familiar with. But then there's where like Batman is Batman and Superman is Superman. But there's like I don't know fifty five other ones or something like that. And and he'll go into all these stories. Like I watched one today, like telling the entire backstory of the Punisher, and it's it's pretty cool. He was in Vietnam, and they're, they're so they're telling like a Punisher Vietnam story that involves like rape and mercy killings and and human trafficking and all this crazy. There's nudity. It's, they're like real adult stories in some. T- in Is the Punisher the one who goes around and just like murders people who have done yes. bad things? He, I, he straight up murders evil people. He's um, what the heck is the Keanu Reeves? Movie? Oh, I think I'm thinking of Judge Dredd. He's kind of John Wicky. And he doesn't really have a superpower that I know of other than just being really, really good, like John Wick. He's a Vietnam veteran, ex-police officer whose family was killed by the mob, and now he's very motivated and very well-equipped and very talented, and he's he's like an expert tactician. So he'll just shoot fucking Spider-Man in the head sometimes. You know, there's there's episodes where he did that. There's there's a whole, like, alternate Spider-Man die from that? Yeah, he killed the entire Marvel Universe in one comic. (laughs) He killed. He every... doesn't even have superpowers. He just has guns. That's hilarious. Well, he. Oh like, no, like, he's like Batman. He's very clever with guns. He's very clever with he's the guns. Clever. You right? Like, like the he, guy. You know, if he, if he, if it, you know, if he, if he needs a fancy bullet to get the job done, well, he'll just look, get himself some fancy bullets that can kill. But Spider-Man but, has know. Spidey sense. He should have dodged it. He was. They were like this close. He just shot him in the head. 
And uh, oh, what did he do to Sp- Spider Man? Was already I think in that comic, Spider Man was already fighting with like another uh, like a villain. Like they were mm. in the middle of a fight, and uh, and and he just takes. How do they bring him like, back? They well, it's one of those one offs where they don't bring him back. He literally kills the entire Marvel universe. He kills all the X Men. Uh, he kills all the Avengers. He I kills like, the, every I, Marvel character that exists. I get stuck in the who can beat who, like subgenre of what we're talking about like hulk versus thing seem to fight a lot where hulk almost always wins but not always wins thing is the big rock guy from fantastic yeah. four yeah. um yeah superman superman uh in a team is not the best guy out there but apparently he's the 1v1 champ it's very difficult to beat him he's invulnerable to almost everything except magic so a guy like dr strange if he were to come over superman doesn't really have any defenses against magic that's and so how, can magic, how can magic hurt him if he's invulnerable to everything except for kryptonite, right? It, it, and magic. Oh, okay. Well, that answered that. You, you, yeah, uh, he could just slice kryptonite. him in two with his... Kryptonite and magic. And then there's like characters who like control like mo- the, the molecular structure of things. So they can just be like, ah, Dr. Now, you're, now you're water. You know, like, like, yeah. like, and then the, the, the highest level man. characters are hard to even get, Dr. right? They're like, this is the creator. And the creator kind of translates into the artist who's making this in real life. And he's the most powerful guy of all. And you're like, oh, well, that's kind of cheating. You know, and then there's another one. Is he called What a lame ass LARPy way for some like (laughs) fat bald guy to write himself in. (laughs) That's kind of what happens. I'm the the creator. (laughs) Yeah, there are a bunch of. Yeah, it it gets really convoluted and difficult to to understand in some some regards. Because, like I said, in the DC universe, there's like. Like I said, I think 55 Earths that exist where each one has a different like setup. Like there's 55 different kinds of Superman. There's a there's there's Ultraman. Uh, there, there's an Ultraman that's from a world where the Nazis won. So he's like evil Ultraman. Um, there's an Ultraman where the United States is run by like a police state. So he's like totalitarian Ultraman. Um, there, there's a whole bunch of them. And then like outside of that bubble that they call the multiverse, there's all of these beings that exist over that. And there's like hell and heaven. They both exist outside of that where like, you know, you've got uh, you've literally got basically the DC universe's God and angels. But you've also got a Satan and demons. And you also have a similar thing going on in the Marvel universe. Right. Because John Constantine uh, from the Keanu Reeves movie is a Marvel character. You know, he exists in there and there are crossovers where. John Constantine is like working with the Fantastic Four and shit like that to fight demons. It's it's super convoluted and there's so much source material because they you know they were cranking out multiple comics every week since the 40s or something like that with DC and and since like whatever the 70s or something like 60s or 70s with Marvel that there's just a Didn't ton they have, of uh, shit like propaganda comics back then oh, like yeah. in World War II time where they'd be like. Come on, Superman! We gotta fight the the fuck the Japs. Oh, <laughs> even even bigger. The so there's a one of the best Superman stories uh, involves. It happens either during Reagan's administration or Nixon's administration. I can't remember which. I think it might be Nixon. But Superman is utilized to fight Russians. Like there's some island where there's like a, a like a pre-Vietnam buildup taking place, and like there's Russian tanks being placed on there, and the U.S. is like, all right, Russia. You want to fuck around, Superman? Go get him. And there's this scene where Superman just flies in and he's grabbing tanks by the turrets and smashing other tanks and stuff like that. And he just like ends the fucking war in like an hour or something like that. I think that's also the one where 
it might be a two-parter movie that I watched, and uh, and Superman and Batman end up facing off in the end, and that's where like Batman defeats him with the help of the Green Arrow. It it's, would be uh, hard to stay good if I was Superman, and even if I'm good, what's good exactly? Like America and Russia are at war, right? Yeah. Are we purely white knights here? Or, or have Hell we done no. nothing wrong? You know? Do you not know Superman's mantra? Truth, well, I don't know. justice, and the American way. Okay, I hear you. Is that really his mantra? Yes. <laughs> Why would he care about America? He's from Zyklon or something. He He's from, from Kansas, Tom. you bastard. That's oh. right. He's from <laughs> fucking Kansas. That's where he was raised. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's an American. He believes in democracy and, and freedom, not fascism, not the communism. The people that he killed in that war, it wasn't fair, right? Like, let's say you go and there's a bunch of goat fuckers who turn their interest on some poor innocent girl, right? Yeah, Who's being a sex slave <laughs> in uh, um, ISIS, right? What if you just, like, slowly tear some limbs off? Like, you pull an arm off a guy and say, I'll come back to you. And then you pull a nose off another guy and a foot off another guy. Whoop, got your nose, <laughs> <Yeah>. literally! <laughs> Throw that away. <laughs> yeah, you would be evil if that's what you were thinking about doing. As just evil going around them? Yeah. You were just giving the lecture about with great power comes great responsibility. And now you're going off tearing people's arms off. Hey, just that's a Marvel Universe goats. thing. I was saying it would be hard to stay um, good. because Oh, oh, about the rape thing. Yeah, you're right. I guess so. Um, so I, you know what actually happened? You'd be dealing is some punishment. Superman would come down, you know, take the side of America, destroy Russia. Immediately, America's like, well, there's no reason to not be imperialistic now. We're going to go take Russia. And within like, 30 years, America is now, like, the undisputed bad guy. And then he's got to go be like, I have really solidified uh, a hegemony of, of the American people here. I need to, I'm going to go join the Philippines for a bit. They seem to be being okay. And then Duterte, you know, <laughs> after when he's not having, uh, you know, goddamn Superman rip off the arms of drug dealers, he's having him attack America. Like, and then eventually Superman would just have to leave because he'd be like, whatever side I take forms a world government that just dominates everyone. So I, I got to go. I think if I'm Superman, I become um, like supreme leader and I pull everyone under my control and, you know, maybe each, you know, split every, let, maybe let the country stay or something like that. Let them have some sort of representa representative government. But I'm the final say. And I'm also like judge, jury and executioner as far as any sort of international global conflicts go. Like I like if, if we're having a territorial dispute about where an oil pipeline can go in the Balkans, then I'm going to be at the meeting and I'm going to, I'm going to listen to both sides and I'm say, all right, well, this is how it's going to be. And if it doesn't go the way I want it to be, there's going to be some Superman consequences. Yeah, you could do that. That doesn't sound as fun. I mean, like, do you want to, it'd be easier to like, go ahead. You want to watch this short clip? I timestamped sure. it. This is, this is what I was hoping Batman versus Superman was going to be. This is from the animated movie. And Batman is voiced by the guy who voiced RoboCop, whose name's escaping me right now. It's a good cartoon. Like, like, like I'm, I'm not that much into most animated stuff, but the Batman versus Superman cartoon films, or whatever you want to call them, are excellent. I'm ready. All right, we'll check it out. 328. Haven't yep. been copyright struck since last show. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> ready, set, play. Oh, we've seen this before. We watched this together, I think. 
Yeah, this looks familiar, and I know I've never watched this cartoon. It took years and cost a fortune. Luckily, I had both. I hate this. This is so lame. This idea that, like, I don't know, Superman would actually lose to Batman because Batman is willing to win or something. Meanwhile, he doesn't win either. Your heart. <laughs> I love it. Don't worry about my heart. I didn't have to go easy on you. A different binding agent, a stronger mix. I want you to remember that. I wanted to remind you to stay out of my way. In all the years to come, in your most private moments, I want you to remember the one man who beat you. Vangina. And then he has a heart attack. But you see, he, he's like, I want you to remember that I'm Batman and I can beat you. I could have gone harder. But that's the knock they use against Superman. Superman can blow him up with his eyes anytime he wants to, but doesn't because he's too soft-hearted. Meanwhile, Batman actually wins. But wait, no, he didn't. He's too soft-hearted, too. How is that an argument that Batman is stronger or better or capable? With my total I, I, lack of understanding, it seems like when you wrestle a kid and you're like, oh, no! And then at the end, they're like, you're like, you, you really got me. And they're like, yeah, I really got you. Like, yes. really, uh, you could have overpowered them. I never thought about the laser thing. Like, know. at any point, you could have just went, and zapped it, right? Yes. We, we could have done that in Vietnam, too, but it wasn't prudent. All right? There's just ways that you go about doing things, and, and you can't be like, oh, well, you could have done this. We could have just nuked you. Well, yeah, but that's, that's but not that how But that same argument done. applies that's... to what just Batman just did. Exactly. That's why I'm making things it. like this. I have nothing to say <laughs> because I don't, I don't know anything about the story. I'm not going to get too caught up in, in who should have won this fake cartoon battle, but I say it's Superman, and, I, and I, that's why I, I love this movie. And if you watch the whole like, like movie, like, like Superman's kind of the bad guy in this movie. Like He's being ordered around by the president, and there, there's a great line earlier on where like Superman's like, even if you do beat me, they'll just send someone else. And Batman's like, oh yeah? Who do they send after you? And it's like, yeah, right? Who do they sit? There's no one else. <laughs> yeah. If you beat Bat or Superman in a 1v1. You've proven your point. Yeah. Like, like, I, I, I love that. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. Who do they send after you? And then he, like, I don't know, electrocutes him or punches him with some sort of cyber arm or something like that. It's good. I, I, I really it, enjoyed that. Oh, it was Superman versus Batman, the live action thing. He was like, yeah. you know, I could kill you anytime I want. I could just blow on you. I could look at you. Like, like this is really ridiculous. Why are we fighting? Why would you want this? It's like, yeah, that's that's. That's so true. Batman's my, my favorite superhero. There, this is a two-part movie. Um, and in the first part, I want to say, he's old Batman in both ones. In the first part, I think we've watched this clip as well, but he used, he's like, there's like this mutant like running some gang and it's kind of taken over Gotham. And he ends up fighting like the mutant badass leader in like a mud pit at the end. And he utilizes Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And like, for, he's, like, he's like, this isn't a fight. This is a this is an operation, and this is my table. And he like gets the guy in an arm bar and breaks both of his arms like one after the other, and like maybe a knee bar and rips his knee out of joint. Use and like it's really kind of brutal for a cartoon because he's literally like you know we've seen arm bars, but the guy usually taps and it's yeah, all over. And everybody gets a, he doesn't stop. He just <laughs> leans all the way back and snaps the guy's arm and rips it apart. It's it, and all of his gang members are like ah, it's like, like every time Ronda Rousey. 
but 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 she's real jealous about that stripper you and all that blow <laughs> you've been doing, and she's coming to break some limbs on yeah, it's, on YouTube as we've been watching. Taylor, do you know Picture Fit? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. Ooh, you're missing Picture Fit. It's right up your alley. So it's a guy. He's a cartoon. It's a triangle. YouTube channel. Yes, it's a, I'm sorry, a YouTube channel. Uh, he's a cartoon triangle, and what he does is, is they're fitness videos, but they're science-backed. So this guy's passion is uh, correlating, uh, collecting, I'll say, like, like data-driven science on like which amino acids actually work and which are bullshit. Uh, oh, this looks cool. What kind of exercise techniques make a difference? What, and, and things that... Like you might like, what impact does pot have on exercise? What did where does sex fit in, and you know, how would that affect your performance the next day or the next hour or what have you? And uh, and he and it's research based, so he's not guessing. He's not talking about a sample size of himself, like so many fitness guys are. He's a scientist, more or less, but he's entertaining, and his YouTube pacing is perfect. And I know that you would like him. I'll check it out. Yeah. Can masturbation affect gains? Working oh. out high, free weights versus body weights. One yeah, more. Uh, is really interesting. One more comic book thing. The uh, uh, Daredevil was canceled today. Daredevil. Oh, oh really? No. The Netflix yeah. series. Yeah, they canceled it. Were uh, you guys still liking that or no? I'm. I just I watched the the most recent season that just came out uh, a couple weeks ago or something like that. It wasn't great, you know. I I, I feel like they really lost the magic from the first season. And uh, and I don't know. It's a re- it's it. I don't know if it has anything to do with the Disney buyout of Marvel. Maybe maybe My not. Guess. But but man, the the whole thing seems to be going down the drain. I don't think it necessarily does because Jessica Jones is still a thing, and the Punisher are still a thing. And Here's, it wasn't like they took them all at once. I think it's related to Disney starting its own streaming service. So Daredevil might be a property they want for themselves. Whereas you can have Jessica Jones. That's my theory. Why would they not want all of their properties, though? You know, it seems like (laughs) Jessica Jones sucks. That's what I'm getting at. And they don't have Jessica. You said that one kept going, right? Well, we'll see. They also canceled Iron Fist, which was the worst. And I think maybe Luke Cage, which was like second worst. Or they, they canceled them all except for Punisher and I'm Jessica I'm retroactively Jones. making this all sense in my head. Well, like, yeah, they canceled the bad ones because they're bad and the good and ones because the they're good. They want them. Yeah, yeah, see? I, I, I got it all figured out, Kyle. <laughs> you come yeah. to me. It's I don't know the, about that. The medium but, but ones, like, they keep going on Netflix. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the first season of Daredevil. I like 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 I felt like it was filmed so well, choreographed so well, and and I felt like they'd done something believable about one of these like lower tier heroes who who's just a a guy with some power, but he's no world beater. And 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 what it would be like to face off against half a dozen Russians in a hallway, and it was like, yeah, I think that's about what it would look like. You get the shit kicked out of you because there's fucking six of them. And, and I, I really enjoyed that. And then season two was just a shit show. And then season three was kind of lame, too, if I'm being honest. I, I watched it all, but I, it was better than two, but not as good as one. I, I love The Punisher, though. That, that may be my favorite, maybe my favorite character. God I, damn, I, 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 I like that. Yeah, I forget what I liked on The Punisher. Was The Punisher season two of Daredevil? Yeah. So yeah, I, I was, liked I, that, I thought. Um, I might have liked season one of Punisher. I'm not sure I saw it. Season one of Punisher by himself, I seem to like less than the world did. 
I did as well. I felt like they, they, the the story was so drug out. It felt like there was, I'm gonna make up. It felt like four or five or maybe six episodes worth of content, but over the course of ten or twelve episodes or whatever it was, it was like there was a lot of filler and shit I didn't give a shit about, and like B stories and C stories that I don't fucking care about. I just want to see John Berthanol or whatever his name is, fucking the Punisher. I want to see the Punisher, and I want to see the bad guys, and I want to see the bad guys hurting people, making me feel angry and upset. I want the, I want the bad guys to be evil. I want them to rape, pillage, murder. I want them to kill kids. I want them to be like swapping leukemia drugs out with sugar water for profit, <laughs> shit like that. And then I want the fucking Punisher to fucking show up and be like merciless. John Wick had it all figured out, right? First ten minutes of the movie, bad guys kill a puppy, and then the oh! next, then the next eighty minutes oh! of the movie, John Wick kills everyone else. Hell yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> I, I love those movies. I like revenge movies. Like fir- first step, do something awful, do something almost unspeakable, do the worst thing you can imagine, and a lot of times that's rape. You know, like 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 in, in Death Wish one, that's what it was. Fucking Jeff Goldblum shows up. And rapes the dude's wife and daughter, and it was like, holy shit, you just raped Paul Creasy's wife and daughter. The daughter's traumatized now. I th- daughter might have even committed suicide. I don't know if that was the first or second one. Like she, she kept getting raped. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> he, sh- he never gave her a gun. Like he just like <laughs> took it upon himself to go out and kill a bunch of poor black guys on the subway who were probably just robbing people because they needed to feed their family. Meanwhile, Jeff Goldblum never gets caught. He yeah. just c- continues his rape. You know what was a crazy near rape scene? Have you seen Cape Fear? Yeah, yeah with De Niro. De Niro got pumped. De Niro got so pumped. Roids, I'm sure. But amazing, amazing body on De Niro. Super, super scary. Intimidating. Intimidating. And I and I could put myself in the shoes crazy. of the dad who like tried to reason it at first and then like hired some bad guys and that didn't work. And then like, it keeps escalating. You can almost deny that he's after you at first. He's talking to your daughter on the phone and she's stupid. Cause she's like 14 and, and the rape scene I'm talking about, they're on a houseboat. It's going down river on Cape fear. It's like whitewater rapids. Everything is going to hell in a handbasket. He doesn't care if he dies. He's got like the wife and the daughter and maybe the dad all handcuffed to the railings or something close to this. And the he's like, hey, I have an opportunity to traumatize. And he's going to rape the daughter in front of the parents. And his mom starts or the mom starts begging rape me instead and i'm like whoa what a decision to make she's sacrificing herself so that the daughter doesn't have to suffer this and and it's just like this is some of the most traumatic shit that can happen and they they nailed it in a movie and the whole time it's storming and they're tumultuously (laughs) going down the river and getting stuck on logs and rocks and Mm -hmm. they'll keep being like (laughs) oh oh oh, he's, he's gone he's gone and then he'll just probably a lot of people watching this haven't seen cape fear because it's an older movie and it's a younger audience but it is it is next level craziness oh yeah it's it's, movie. It's, those it's, are the best movies man fucking revenge fucking revenge like, like revenge film i don't know kill bill's fucking like like comes to mind right away right you know that that's fucking four hours of revenge and 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 just you know they they, they fucking shot her in the head that for, for the for the first film, she thinks they killed her unborn child, 
and she's just cutting a bloody path with a fucking Hanzo sword through anyone and everyone who made it made it happen. It, that it like just, deadly eighty eight scene was cool when I saw it the first time, but on my second viewing of the Kill Bill series, I was like, this this is all right. It's entertaining, but this isn't that good. Like it's. I, I disagree. I love the crazy 88 scene. I love that it goes to black and white. It goes to black and white so they can escape an NC-17, by the way. Yeah, the blood. That's the same reason in Lord of the Rings all the orc blood is black. Yeah. I imagine it with red blood. Oh, It'd be a wow. Film. I... Yeah. Because red blood, you get hit with something harder, but if they're like, imagine all right, well, time... much orcs and urukai, but as long as the blood's black, it's okay. <laughs> imagine, like, like you know, Gimli and Legolas covered in red blood and gore, <laughs> And like every time, like they 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 chop one of the, you know, it becomes almost comical at one point with the lopping off of the orc heads. Imagine if everyone that gets lopped off, fucking blood geysered out like it's Tarantino, mm -hmm. like like it's Django. You know, in Django when he's just like, pop 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 pop, like fanning the the fucking uh, revolver, and blood is shooting out of these people like they're fi like they're snack packs or something like yeah. that, <laughs> like strawberry snack pack blood is just blah blah blah, like that. But Lord of the Rings, <laughs> that'd been some hardcore shit. I'd watch that. Who knows? Maybe I, that's what the new Lord of the Rings series will be like. Okay. Real blood colors. I bet someone's done it. I, let me, let, I, it, it just seems like remember, such a good idea. Yeah. We watched <laughs> The Patriot in, in school. Real blood. That was we watched a version bad. of The Patriot in school that had all the blood changed black, and it was weird. I oh, bet. I watched Dances with Wolves. I think I've told this before with my friend's mom. She was like a kindergarten teacher or something, second grade maybe. She called us her sweet dumplings. She never heard a bad word. She was just like, like really used to dealing with little kids. And I'm like, Dances with Wolves is great. We should watch it together. And it, I, I think of Dances as Wolves as like a, I don't know, guy bonds with Indians, dances with a wolf or two and eventually leads the Indians to safety. Like, that's how I remembered it. It is blood and guts and sex. And, and she was just like, she called me Mateo, which was my name in Spanish class. for Mateo, like, how, how could you recommend this movie? And it's like, I don't remember it like this. That was gory, like, what did you say? Uh, the Patriots, like, yeah. level of, of nastiness. Mateo, that's funny. What was your, uh, what was your Spanish name, Kyle? Carlos? No, yeah, I, when you had to take Spanish in school, didn't I they? I took sign language! <laughs> That's Ooh. so lame. Do you know I any of it? A-Y-L-E. Oh, so you that's don't what know you learned. Your name, you can say No, your name. I know. I, I'm pretty sure I know the full alphabet. A-B? Yeah, yeah. B-C. I know most of I, like, 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 e. <laughs> um, e. <laughs> I, I don't recall. I honestly F. don't. <laughs> I know where that like F. I think F is like this. And then G is like that. This is WP, I think. <laughs> I. I used to know. I definitely knew the full alphabet at the time when I was 17. I definitely or learned I'm a little teapot. <laughs> um, I remember my Spanish name was Tito. Tito. Oh. Oh, yeah. from Taylor. I see it. Yeah. 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 I, uh, At the time, I was so dumb. I'm like, wow, this is what my name translates to in Spanish. But then later, I was like, she was just picking names with the same letter. <laughs> I think Mateo does transfer. Oh, yeah. For Matthew, that, that is. Yeah. But Tito is not Taylor. <laughs> Tito Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah. It was an easy decision when it was French, Spanish, or sign language. My daughter took Chinese home study. 
in it. Mandarin like her, or Cantonese? A Mandarin. Mandarin, I would assume. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was weird because she, she did it all on her own, and she didn't get great grades, but she got okay grades, and it might have just been passing. That's impressive. It like no, it's not because oh. I'm like I'm like hope oh, say I'm I like soccer. Right? You know, like that's the thing everyone, like, may gusto la football or something, like, may gusto la football. And, uh, and she couldn't. I'm like, say this. Say I'm late for the bus. Strike out, strike out, strike out. Say anything. Ah, too much pressure. Turns out this girl had been taking online Chinese with Google Translate and just, like, copy pasting her way through high school. Oh, well, no wonder she doesn't know it. I mean, she could have probably bullshitted you, too. If you're like, say, I'm going to the store today to get peaches. She'd be like, I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll do that. Let me, I gotta go to the bathroom first. She comes back and like, Ching Tong, Pin Tao, Ha, Hai, Hua. You're like, oh, that's amazing. Nice job. There's a part of me that's like, well, she she didn't learn Chinese. And that was the goal, right? But there's another part of me that's like, she may have learned an important lesson in like time management and and finding an easier route. Sometimes I don't want to act like life is one big cheat your way through session, but shocks, you know, if you can find a, a workaround, then it might be. If you think about it, she's learning Chinese the same way the Chinese would learn Chinese. They got, <laughs> they got pissed off about not being able to cheat too. <laughs> but uh, are you guys on me with like the meta lesson in this thing? Like, like do you? No, do you... Of course. No, I, a yes like, and a no. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah, you should do it. Like ideally, but like when I took Italian, I should have learned to speak Italian. But I definitely phoned it in and took the easy way out more often than not. When yeah, it was like, I, I'm not going to learn this, and when will I ever need to speak Italian? If they Never. make the mistake of doing an online language class, then that's on them. Like, like, like to be. If we're talking about some real world like experience that we're that, that we're that we're garnering get, getting here, it's that. Look, in, in the real world, if you were at your job and you had to do some sort of spreadsheet thing or something like that, something you didn't know how to do, but you could just go online and like get the information that your boss needed to like complete the project, that's what you do. You wouldn't go like back to school and learn a thing. You just get the job done. Let's and, say like, oh, I'm sorry. How about this? How about this? By her doing that, she was able to spend much more of her time on other studies that actually required her not only did they require her attention and focus, but they were more relevant studies to like her her future in 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 college, like this, math or English or, or or science. This happens all the time in real world, right? Like you're an attorney, and I know this happens in real life, and you have to take so many hours of CPE, continuing professional education, and you need to prove that you took these hours and submit it to like whatever the board and say yes i did my 40 hours of continuing professional education this year so what people do is they'll do like the online version right taylor has to freaking take the test and share the answers with the rest of the firm and now we all have our continual professional education criteria done that happens constantly and maybe she learned that in high school little little, little buddy saver there like you talking about how she didn't know any of it reminds me of like every King of the Hill episode where like Peggy, Peggy is there. She's like, Hola, class. Hola, classo. Me llamo es Senorita Peggy Hill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's so bad at it. Like, she thinks she's fluent, but she it's just Spanglish. It's terrible Spanglish. 
and she's she's like every time it comes up, like if she's when they actually go to Mexico, like like for an episode or two, yeah. she looks like a goddamn idiot. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, and like like the whole point is like she wants to testify to be like to show that she's fluent and defend herself. She gets arrested first of all because she accidentally kidnapped a Mexican child, comes back, and then she drops off the Mexican kid to her parents, and all the Mexicans are running at her. She's like, you do not need to thank me. Thank, uh, you know, El Thanko, or whatever the <laughs> hell she says. And then they arrest her. She thinks she's getting an award. And then she goes to the trial, and Hank, she's like, I will testify myself up there and show that I am fluent in Spanish. And Hank's like, oh, it's probably for the best that you do. <laughs> because she goes up there on the stand. And he and knows. Like, yeah, and, and Hank knows, so she goes up there and answers all these non, like, the judge is asking, like, so what were you doing on Tuesday in the afternoon? And she'll say, like, in Spanish, like, I was looking at hats through a store window at the market. Or not even something that cohesive. No, co- it'll co- be co- like, 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 potato feet, El Caro, Pepsi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the judge is like, um, okay, um, do you know where you are right now, Senora Peggy? Yes, I know I am where in the local water closet. She's terrible. She doesn't fucking speak Spanish, and she's a Spanish. <laughs> Sometimes she fills in as a Spanish teacher. It's 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 pretty ridiculous. I love That's such an underrated show. I love it. Do you remember? Do you remember what Boomhauer's job was? Uh, dang old man, I don't fucking know what his job might be. You know, <laughs> dang old, dang old Texas Ranger man, law enforcement. Oh really? I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Bill's a uh, army barber. Uh, yep. Dale's obviously an exterminator, and Hank sells propane. <laughs> I like when he's like, Dale's always like, Nancy, I need help, and she'll come out with John Redcorn. He'll be like, Thank <laughs> God you're here, John Redcorn. I need. <laughs> They're always like wearing a towel or something like that. John Redcorn shirtless inexplicably. Like it's just yeah. like, come on. I like that episode where like Dale gets knocked out with like his own poison gas or some shit, and he comes to in the hospital. He's like, ah. The harvest has begun. <laughs> He's like pulling out all of his wires and, and sprinting away. Uh, I'm going to watch some of that show as I have a snack after after this. That's You're such going a funny to eat show. after this? I'm going to have yeah. a little little uh, bit of meat and cheese, maybe, or maybe not. No, actually, I got a vegetable tray. I'll have some 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 I carrots. Have, what I are you going to? Is there going to be a dip involved? No, no, I'll well, just eat carrots. You. Yeah, yeah, that's. I have a uh, chicken vindaloo. I I, uh, I I got good. I got chicken vindaloo for lunch, and I just split the portion in half. And I figured I'd eat half of it for lunch and half of it for dinner, and it's gonna be spicy as fucking delicious. Chicken vindaloo is like potatoes, chicken, and like this crazy spicy brownish red sauce with rice. It's so fucking spicy. It's so good. Very cool. Yeah. Call it a wrap. Yeah. Are there any post rolls, Kyle? Nope. All right. Uh. Painkiller Ready 415. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this channel because um, you like it. Miyama S. Peggy Hill. <laughs>